rules. Has started, everybody. Welcome to Break the Rules. I am your host, Lef Polyakov, aka Lef Po on Twitter. It's a great pleasure to be here with you on Free for All Friday, all the way live with such amazing people. We got Kristan, we got Gio, and we got some newcomers for the first time. We got new coomers, newcomers, new coomers. Yes, and they are gonna coom all over you with knowledge. So we got Apple Dog Lives. Uh, to uh, my bottom over here, Philip Daniels oh. back with us. James MK MK Ultra Money's back with us. Charles Khan is back with us. We oh hell new, yeah! We got a new Coomer, Alabaster Apuscha, and uh, welcome. And also the great and mysterious Peter Faust is. I don't know if he's back with us or if he's a first timer. Uh, let's uh, let's leave that as a mystery. Once again, for all the new people who are here, Break the Rules is all about bringing different people together and finding out what the fuck what the fuck we're going to be in for and what the fuck we're going to be in for right now with all these coming changes. This is why this episode is called The Wind of Change. Don't Ooh. forget to subscribe. For the winds right of shit, love. The winds let's of break shit. Wind. Let's break wind. Well, there could be a little bit of shit within the fart. That's been, that was uh, a Leahy reference, by the way. Uh, well, I, I, I did not know that, but the drawing itself, or the photo itself is based on that image of the dog the Kali dog that is you know in the Kali Yuga it's the Kali of the Kali Yuga and it's the fart that's coming out of Kali Kali is farting at the dog and that's it's our friend definitely legit it's that it's yes his, uh, <laughs> yes definitely legit and I gotta uh, say anyway, it's a, I gotta well, say it's a great pun it is a great pun. Well, let's go to introductions real quick for all the new coomers. Uh, Apple Dog, could you tell us a little bit about yourself, my friend? Oh, uh, man, me? There's really nothing that interesting to say. Um, you Bullshit. Know, I... <laughs> well, uh, I'm like, right now I'm kind of like healing up. I've had like COVID for like two weeks. So, you know, I'm Oh, all you right. had COVID, dude? He's got yeah. the Rona. Yeah, well, yeah. Oh, I had it too. It's oh, I got to disconnect yeah. right now. I, well, I took my my girlfriend's stepmom and dad home from the hospital yesterday, and the other one today, so they were really fucked up. So I'm all right. Mm. It's really just like I just kind of feel like it's kind of like in between like a cold and the flu for me. I know it's like different yeah. for everybody, but I just feel like ass. But you know, I mean, I'm mostly just chill. You know, I fuck around on Twitter. I like sit around my house with my cats, and I'm really kind of a boring guy to be honest with you. Just, I chill. Menace, I gotta Menace say, Menace has been a prolific shit poster on Twitter. I gotta say, man. Yeah, Menace. Yeah, you're being way too humble, man. <laughs> Menace, Menace just recently reclaimed 10k yet again on this account that he's on uh, after telling Joe Biden to die or something on his other. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we got to be careful. We're living in the new era, so we can't just. That's right. We want Joe Biden to live a long and healthy yes, exactly. life. <laughs> exactly. And make sure he changes his diapers and wipes his own ass. Yes. But but well, now, I, I, now let's go. Uh, one more thing to say about yes. Menace Quick is that he is one of the true, not only true posters of this corner of Twitter, but also just one of the most genuine, nice guys on this corner of Twitter as well because there are so many fucking people that are mentally ill sickos um these people are sick uh but but menace is one of the few that's amazing so yeah. well, man. appreciate and we that. also have zach waldman back with us once again zach welcome back buddy you are a professor at uh parsons uh, the new school and uh what is it that you uh, teach for those who don't know uh teach innovation um wait a second fuck you guys still see me? Did I cut yep. out? Yeah, yes. we got you. Sorry, I got a call. Uh, teach innovation. 
and uh, kind of like post uh, collegiate success. Excellent. And we got Jules back with us all the way live, Jules P. Hamilton. And uh, Alabaster, can you tell us a little bit about yourself before we get going? Hey, guys. Um, well, there's not a whole lot to tell. Um, I'm a shit poster and a member of Frog Twitter, um, and I have been for quite some time. Um, I guess I guess a couple of things that would be pertinent to our current situation is I'm also an experienced election judge in my state. Oh, God. Um, so, um, well, I think there is a way so we I, can so get I know into cheating that. when I see it. Um, and uh, I'm a real estate investor currently. Before that, I was in marketing, um, and I spend way too much time on Twitter, um, where I have a, a love hate relationship with everything. Excellent. So speaking of uh, not just the election, also there's a bit of an echo. I'm not sure who has their headphones off right now, but there is a bit of an echo. But anyway, uh, when it comes to the election, we're just going to talk about the, it being a hot dog eating contest. And or use call it that an erection, a, just to erection. avoid the actual... Huh. Right, huh. Yes. Uh, the, uh, the erection was stolen. Somebody tipped the boners. <laughs> all right? Okay, and we got to so find out who's got it. Who stole so the erection? So also falls into gamer words. Fantastic. Like, that's right. Biden doesn't have an erection. Well, we are, we are going to get into this, but first, I just want to say that, Kristan, you were at Capitol Hill. You were, during oh. that whole scene, you were uh, videotaping, uh, looking at all the things that were going down. So can you give us an insider's point of view as to what exactly went down there? Well, yeah, here, I'll plug myself here real quick first. My name is Kristan. Yes. Uh, uh, Well-known citizen journalists have been doing it for about 10 or 12, well, 15 years. Um, and recently have been viral in the last couple of years, mostly over my coverage of multiple protests, uh, including BLM, Antifa, Proud Boys, and Boogaloo in D.C. now. Um, yeah, and I was in D.C., and I do a show called The Rundown Live Monday through Friday, uh, 9 till, well, 9 um, was at Pacific, 12 Eastern, you guys on the East Coast who have the late start, and I'm live for three hours, and you're all welcome to ever join me if you guys ever want to come on and talk. You're always welcome to join me on KGRA Radio, by the way. By the way, I need to make new friends, so at least that's what my uh, higher self says. So that being said, yeah, I went and hung out with some friends. I made this year mostly activists, people much like you, Love Jules, and everyone that's in this chat. Uh, people who just wanted to get there and document the truth because, you know, when we get fraudulent information and people lose trust into the mainstream media, they start turning into the ghettos of the internet where we have trolls and uh, things like QAnon, which then people are steered away. So I fully blame the mainstream media's shitty reporting and the result of QAnon because people wouldn't have been forced in the internet ghettos if it wasn't for crappy mainstream media reporting. And I wouldn't be uh, well known. So yeah, I went to DC. I covered dc and um it was quite a, a experience it was were any of you guys there in dc as well no we may, I was we may get it all a, from the some of us, couch i imagine some of us were there in spirit <laughs> well we yeah. may get a we may get drew arnold coming in here a little bit later talking about his experience as well he was the guy in the orange shirt who was extremely close to when they had the smoke bombs go off near Ooh. the uh, front door so he was one of the people who was close to what was going on there yeah, uh, from my understanding, what was happened? What happened is before the speech Trump before Trump's speech ended, uh, there was already people uh, entering the Capitol. And the videos you see that are viral of essentially the police walking and protesters—that's accurate. I know a couple of the people that I was 
with that were also a journalist, activist, protest journalist. They entered the Capitol and they said essentially for the most part, it seemed like a jolly dance party where people were actually sitting in between the ropes and filming and everything like that. But uh, somewhere along the line, some people who weren't there with great intentions started entering uh, people's offices and then uh, they were trying to access the Senate and they were probably banging on the door and then an unarmed female got shot by the police. At that point, they started pushing everyone out of the Capitol. I started accessing and getting up there right after uh, you saw everyone get pushed back and the violence towards the police where you kind of got pretzeled there and they dragged them back off on the top of the uh, Capitol Hill and uh, everyone kind of pushed back and the cops ran back into the courthouse or Capitol Hill. And I started filming um, and live streaming. Luckily, I was able to get signal and I was one of the few people there that magically when you were close to Capitol Hill, it was funny, the signal worked fine, but anywhere else there was no signal. And I think that's because they allowed it so that the police could have access to everyone's live streams to see what was going on, because that's typically how they do it. They have an RV or a van nearby that uh, has a cell phone site simulator where they have a fake cell tower. Uh, they call it Stingray or Hailstorm. And they run all the feeds uh, through their vehicles. So I was able to live stream. I don't know how, but I was able to get, you know, a, a viral video out there showing people trying to break back into the Capitol after they were pushed out. Uh, and many of them were upset over the fact that a female, an unarmed female was shot and then later died. We didn't know that she died, but one of the uh, journalists I was with had video and legitimately there was a female. Yes, she was shot. And yes, she was bleeding from the neck. There's people out there like everything's a false flag. You know, they had crisis <laughs> actors and, you know, this person is an actor. And it's like you can't go to a protest anymore without somebody saying it's an actor. Were there bad actors? Absolutely. Was there harnessed energy from people that sit at the internet gallery and the Q forums? Absolutely. Were there people there that were Antifa who bragged weeks before saying that they were going to come and infiltrate? Absolutely. The, the real thing is, is that once people were upset, I heard people yelling things like shoot the cops, let's come back with guns and horrible things. And at, at that point, you become what you hate. It no longer becomes you trying to be a good person or having a say. You are now uh, becoming exactly everything you hate about the establishment, in my opinion. So uh, I think things went down a little bit differently than what the mainstream media wants to project. I think it was allowed to happen, and they even escorted the pro protesters in to have the justification to say, hey, don't look at this election fraud. Just like they said in the Senate, they didn't even breeze through the evidence. They said that they, because of red tape and technical issues, they didn't even look to see if there was fraud. Nobody actually looked at the evidence. They just said that due to red tape, uh, we, we can't look at it, and we're not saying that there isn't fraud, just that we're not looking at it. And so what you're seeing in D.C. is the same thing you saw in Minneapolis, the same thing you see in Kenosha. People have not been are not being listened to, so they're protesting and things are getting violent, just like people didn't listen to the Black Lives Matter group who wanted accountability for wrongful police shootings. People there wanted accountability for the police shootings and not only that, potential election fraud. All they want them to do is to look at the fraud, and they won't even do that. So um, I find it amazing, and I think it all comes from the same thing, that nobody listens to the Americans except for the NSA.
I just well, want to I, say I, regarding that yes. uh, that woman that was shot, um, she was only shot because she was a woman. The police officer is a misogynist, and uh, <laughs> that was the only reason he killed her was because he's a I, woman. I and you, you know what? The, I kind of can't tape, blame him. Yeah, I think that tape was so suspect to me because you could see the cops were behind her. Like clearly, she had like uh, little like at least four or five cops coming up the steps behind her, and then across that barrier barrier there. Uh, like barricade they had put up on the door she's she's climbing up and over and that's what the cop that shot her it, it was a weird piece of tape yeah uh, it's weird. I, don't, I don't know what to I'm make well, of I, have a, I have a question about just the general of the uh, letting people in part first off from what i understand uh, i don't remember the exact tweet but trump did a tweet before saying we are going to go there into the capitol and it would have been a different story, I think, if he was the one who would have been at the head of the pack. But it's kind of weird when you say we and then don't go in yourself and then have everybody else go in. So well, that is one in there before he said that. That's that's the big thing. So they want to say that uh, now that it was planned. But if it was planned, then Trump did not instigate it and the impeachment's bullshit. So which one is it? There's a cognitive dissonance in the media and they're playing on your emotions. So either he instigated it and he's impeached or it was pre-planned and he did not instigate it because the facts are coming out in the timeline that the people were entering into the Capitol building before or so close to the end of the speech. There's no way they could have made it from listening to the speech to the Capitol building. I've walked that walk. It's a long walk. It, it looks like it's quick but it's not quick when you're fighting through 200, 300,000 people. Hmm. I could, okay, I could see that. But w So you're saying that Trump was physically where at that time? Uh, giving his speech. And where was he giving his speech as far as location goes? Uh, well, I was in the overflow, so I wasn't actually where he was standing, but near the George Washington Monument. Okay, so since he was not in the Capitol, if he's saying we are going to go into the Capitol, wouldn't it make sense just in terms of morale for him to be Alexander the Greating it, for him to have been the first one there? And that would have provided a way different scenario than because now people have this impression that he said, you know, for people to go in there. Meanwhile, he's sitting back uh, somewhere else and it's not the same thing. Then he should have said you instead of saying we. I mean, I don't well, want to go down Alex the semantics. Jones. He said Alex Jones take him to the Capitol. That's what Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> like, I don't want to get too much into the semantics here, but I think this kind of stuff does make a difference as far as optics go. Because if you are saying we, then you better fucking go there yourself along with everybody else. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree with you. Um, you know, I think that, uh, I don't know. I don't really know what the whole situation is. I think that there was a potential setup because Alex Jones was to lead the march, but the people were there and they wanted to usher him in, hoping that there'd be violence, uh, mm. maybe, you know, because they knew that there was people there. You're telling me that the number one security system in the world with the, with the fusion centers and ability to know a metadata collection on every person in real time, didn't know that there were troublemakers there and where they were in just about exact real time with uh, cell phone site simulators and everything else. They, they, they had an idea that there's people there that were interested in causing trouble. All they needed, it was a little leadership direction and said, here's some open doors, come on in. And then you're going to get rowdy when it's just packed and, 
you know, all that happens is some cop yelling and then people just yell at them back, you know, and they wanted to get into the Senate to be heard, like BLM and Antifa. And I think that they weren't going to let them in the Senate. And I think that's when things happen. What else is interesting? The last person seen leaving the Senate floor was Chuck Schumer right before the shooting. Allegedly, I didn't see this. This is what I heard. Um, again, when you're in these instances, you'll hear 20 different stories. So it's really hard to know what's true and what's a reliable source. But generally, a lot of the people I'm roll with tend to be somewhat more reliable because they understand that there's that whole clause of just a whole bunch of misinfo and telephone, you know? Well, well and there's, yes, go on. There's strange things about the shooting. Um, the shooter doesn't um, carry himself like a police officer. And I'm not saying that he's not, but normally in that situation, you know, there's a weird hesitancy there where he lifts the gun once, puts it back down and then raises it again and shoots the woman from an angle um, that that's pretty unusual. You know, there's a crowd of cops behind her. Normally you would step in front of this person, um, you know, raise the weapon toward them and tell them to get back. You know, I don't hear a shouted warning. I've watched it several times. I've enhanced the audio on it several times. There is no shouted warning. Um, he doesn't warn her back. He doesn't step in front of her. Um, it's, it's a strange thing. It doesn't, it doesn't look like it's a police officer. Mm -hmm. It looks like it may, well, I don't want to speculate about who it may or may not be, but he didn't carry himself like a police officer. He didn't do what would be normal in that situation. He didn't try to deter her. He kind of ambush shoots her is the truth. Yeah. You know, what's interesting is uh, there was allegedly people with semi-automatic or automatic machine guns there protecting the Senate. And when what basically what people wanted to do was interrupt the Senate. Um, they said people had zip ties. I don't know where they got the zip ties from. The cops had zip ties. So I could see where the cops have dropped them on the ground and somebody picked them up and, it, you know, photo ops or whatever. I have no idea, but I have to agree with you. So there was like, who gave the order to open fire? Either the person wasn't well-trained or there was an, uh, a pre-planned idea that they wanted a scenario where people got shot so they could use it as justification because how dare you question in, uh, the election results and this is a result of Donald Trump and, and we want to fix the fraud in the Dominion machines, but we can't have them running in four years again because of the fact that he may have won this by a, a large amount. Now, I'm not saying that's the case. I'm just saying that nobody looked at the fraud. Nobody in the courts looked at the fraud and due to red tape and technicalities they did. So I'm thinking that they're doing the power play that if there is fraud and this is the globalist coup because now you know Donald Trump they're closing his bank accounts I don't know if you knew this uh, Deutsche uh -huh. Bank and New York uh, Bank have closed Donald Pump, Trump's uh, business accounts and refusing to do business with anyone that supported with anyone that supported the idea and narrative of election fraud that holds a political office now to me that's saying we don't want you to look at this here's a heavy hand don't you ever ever uh, question what well, we this is outcome. well this is something that would require a link as far as uh, if we're talking about this, would there be anything you can send us that would say that they are refusing to do business with anybody that Absolutely. would question? I mean, look up here; it's in the Guardian Political. Like only fans, right? Yeah, now. it's everywhere. a problem. You have to think about this conversation like OnlyFans. Like this is we're on a Chinese platform right now. Like Google is owned by China, so uh yeah. we're yeah. in house right now so we're, we're all chinese our, like kind of our house but it's like uh, not chinese. our house my country is owned by china <laughs> 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 yeah it's 2021 we're all chinese now 
Always have yeah. been Chinese. So, always have. have an OnlyFans conversation about this. That's fine. But there was no fraud. Mm-hmm. Break the rules. Acknowledges there was yes. no fraud. Uh, and that's why Biden yes, was. Was, was rigged. Um, <laughs> presidential <laughs> harassment. Presidential harassment. Lady Gaga and Tom Hanks. And like yeah. our pedophiles. Well, here, here's the thing. Like, here's the thing. These conversations, Jules, these conversations that, are going to come up. That. That's going to be cool. From, from what, okay, from what I know, these conversations are going to come up, number one. Number two, I think that the election period is already over, so it may not be algorithmically affected the same way. And number three, worse comes to worse, if it is algorithmically affected, it's not like copyright and it's not like breaking TOS. It's a slightly different kind of deletion would worse comes to worse as far as what would happen there. Not to say yeah. that we shouldn't be on our best, uh, you know, guard as far as making sure that we have a productive, but also a conversation that would be able to remain here this in the archive. Art. Yeah, this the is the erection was this stolen. Is a performance art stream. This is an they art stole art Trump's art. erection. This yeah. is a culture stream. I just wanted this is for the people that are going to try to ban us or like try to basically vindictively misinterpret us on purpose and like re- mass report us to like a faceless algorithm and like totally be a pain in our ass we everything i say is parody especially when i hope jo- i say Joe Biden political Biden. claims made I, in this on. live stream are avant-garde performance art <laughs> as a muslim <laughs> and anything that meant sincerely i disavow completely as a black muslim juggalo woman from the south anything i say can and should be used as, as satire when I, I say I love Chinese people, it's a parody, okay? Uh, I want to get too easy peasy. You can't do anything to me. You can't do anything to me. I live in Israel. You can't do anything to me. I'm safe. I'm safe. I live in Israel. I am safe. I am protected by the elites. I've never I've never meant anything I've ever said. Just for the record. Look at the silly man wearing the mask in the house. If anyone says a single word to me, that is anti-Semitism, and I will call the ADL. <laughs> I have them you know, on fucking speed dial Jewish, right now. Anyways, let here. Jules finish his finish the point, Jules, please. Say, I don't wanna, people should not report this channel because anyone that's paying attention knows like we actually do play by the rules, even though our stream is called Break the Rules. This is a we have really I, it's the ironic. I will commit a hate crime on this stream. Yes! And edited videos. Okay, Lev cares a lot about this, and I care a lot about this. And I know I too care about here with us cares a lot about this. Lev has gone I care. I don't I don't want to be the reason to get us banned, but if it happens, you know, I'd feel bad. I mean times longer than anyone else. But I think the point being is that people with like gamer words, we call them gamer words now because he's because we're afraid that people are going to like political operatives are going to target our stream just to be just to like knock us off our high horse or like feel glee at our. There's a lot of anti-gamer because you surround it yourself with feds in your. Go to Google and fucking knock on a bunch of doors and explain to these people like what they don't get because i think the problem though is that this is fine like what the hell we're not doing anything wrong this is the problem though it's two-pronged one is that the people that would flag us don't care or shows like this number two is that when you're dealing with impersonal algorithms um 
it's almost this weird base, this like weird phenomenon of human behavior or comportment conforming to uh, very impersonal <laughs> algorithms. So it's like this weird feedback loop where like, say they ban people off of social media and all of a sudden you sort of like act according to a, well, in the case of Twitter, it's different because it is like a, a lot of times it is like people that get pissed off. Jannies in Twitter that ban yeah. you. But and there's not that much to do about still... that. So like, why why even talk about it in a certain point? Because like we all no, but know it's really weird how we have to conform. Like we're conforming our behavior to impersonal algorithms. Yeah. And uh, it's, but, it's but you know who else these, com- uh, conformed their behavior? Modern life. You know who else conformed their behavior? Uh, the uh, Soviet theater directors back or movie directors. Because back in the day, there was a lot of censorship in the USSR, but they figured out ways of talking about things and of expressing ideas through analogies that were very successful. And that we is gotta get the erection back. Exactly. The erection was well, like the erection. But for example, it's also like this weird trick of narrative formation. Like the cop you were talking about that shot the woman there. Oh, what's her? What was her name? Uh, Abbott. Yeah, about yeah, he's being uh, lionized in the media as like a secular saint on par with uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg and all the other pantheon of liberal secular saints now. They so it's all the yeah, fun, huh? hey, to speak against him. But see, cops are evil. But when they shoot the right people, they are not evil now. So oh. I don't know about that. You know, we're, we're all, all evil. We're it, all it, evil. I, I see this. Everyone is evil. I see where the, the Antifa hate the cops, but then they hide behind them when the Proud Boys come in large numbers and want to, you know, stomp them in the ground. They're all hiding behind the cops and they hate the Constitution, but then they hide behind it and saying, hey, I have this right. You know, it's just crazy. But you can't yeah. even you can't even penalize. Well, it's basic friend enemy distinction. That's I mean, if we were in power, we'd do it to them, obviously. But that's. Just because you got the checkbook don't mean you got to use it, okay? Read the concept of the political... I I have a a question for Kristan. Kristan, when you're talking about people being led into the Capitol, I mean, the Capitol, people get led in there anyway. It's a public place except for an hour. Yep, that's right. Yeah. So so, for like an hour, they allowed people. Once they opened the gate and the cops started, you know, saying, hey, you can come in. Um, they they left it open for about an hour. I got video of people uh, saying, "Yeah, the front yeah, door is yeah. just open. You can come and go but in." That's, and but that's the norm, isn't it? It's the norm for the Capitol to be open for people to come in there. That's what they usually do. So what I'm yeah, trying but to not in this to... case, they had it gated off. And what happened is people uh, they they at some point they pulled people through the gates. They removed uh, the the gates they put up. And why it was not initially available, I don't know. But at some point, they opened it up for people, and people started walking in. And you, those are the viral videos you see. And we all know the offspring. And that cop now committed suicide allegedly. Um, oh I don't know if you hear that. Uh, the oh cop that let people in, uh, as well as some of the people that were involved committed suicide already. Uh, shot themselves in the chest. Why that, do they always do? I, I actually, I actually the blame the media thing. for their deaths by saying oh, that yeah, this yeah. is uh, 9/11. I blame the media again. for every innocent person. So death. Yeah. I'll tell you why <laughs> the media was so everything. mad about the boys <laughs> at the Capitol. I noticed a lot of the boys rushing into the Capitol. They weren't wearing masks. There was no social distancing. That's what offended the media. That's what it was. Yeah, I, I know that right away the media because protest. none of them wore their yarmulkes. Well, <laughs> On the real, they actually destroyed the It's okay, our host love is Jewish, don't worry. Yeah, they brought yeah, the China virus into the Well, Easy Peasy is not just Jewish, Easy Peasy is from Israel. So that's yeah. like d- double Jewish, right? That's like, 
I'm not really sure. I'm what on that a higher be. echelon. Absolutely. We can even oh, say shit. the K word if it wasn't for the censors on YouTube. Who wants to hear well, some Holocaust jokes? We've got, got the pass. Oh. You know? They want us to be oversensitive. That's what they want. Is like to. It's you had the fucking. Like, to be, they, they basically are trying to deprive people from being able to do emotional exfoliation. <laughs> He's streaming from emotional, emotional, from Midtown New York. Yeah, Jules, you're, you're the man. You're the man on the street. Show us what New York City's like right now. Yeah. It's just everyone looks like oh, they man, live in a video game right now. Stab a homeless man right now. That's a horrible thing to say. Um, <laughs> it's, uh... It is a horrible thing to say. Say it again. I want to no. see Jules stab a homeless no. man. No. 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 Everyone's so bored and going crazy. Yeah. It's just... It's so... I, I like how your I'm girlfriend's so got ninja-like reflexes when you turn the camera on her. She's just like, she's ready. <laughs> yeah. He's, well, he's on the oh. fucking street proselytizing. Look at this shit. He's a street prophet. <laughs> Spread the word about China. Emotional exfoliation is real. That's all, this is an important point to make. And people that are like in my life and people that have been on the stream, and I think even Lev has learned this from me. I've learned this over the years. Emotional exfoliation is real. Right? There's a reason why some people speculated. Like, think about the onslaught, the media onslaught against Trump. And then there's reliable rumors, I would say, that there's all these recordings of Trump on The Apprentice saying the N-word. And the reason <laughs> they didn't leak it is because they didn't want the emotional exfoliation that would happen from the release, where suddenly it would totally diffuse the words like if you want people bickering and totally overreacting all the time you need to cultivate hypersensitivity in the wrong direction right so like a lot of these words only really have like negative feelings with them if someone intends for them to have negative feelings and they say them to you which is why like someone could say a horrible thing to me and it not feel bad and someone could call me call me like a fucking pop tart and i would be like that uh, felt like horrible oh, you right like you know what i mean like, i'm looking i'm looking at the expression on geo's face right now a new slurp uh, geo, I, I know what you're feeling i agree with you i agree with you geo i know what you're feeling right now we're just gonna like john pop tarts so, I think okay. Jules right now, since he's on the street, should be screaming to the citizens of the city, watch BTR! BTR is Yeah, yeah, this is your chance. Now I'm going to stab you! Guys, I, 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 I gotta say, TV. Yes? Listen, I, I uh, sympathize Everybody here with, uh, with Jules here, because much like a Pop-Tart, I have been uh, threatened to be put in an oven multiple times. Oh, God. <laughs> the algorithm uh, doesn't know you you're Jewish, nor that you're Israeli. Uh, it's okay. Listen, let me tell you something about the algorithm. I need to have this little uh, conversation with, with all of you. Uh, Everyone needs to stop panicking about the so-called algorithm. YouTube's algorithm, its bots are not so advanced that they actually know what the fuck you're talking about. It is a complete shit show. Listen, I don't even remotely try not to, to get banned from YouTube and almost all my videos are monetized, okay? the You, you put 
too much faith in these fucking computers. My my previous video has the word come in it at least 49 times. Just, Hell yeah. Just oh, word yeah, come, come over and over. Come, come, You're going to have coming in at 49 uh, times for me after this stream is over. You got to have this on I agree with this look on the algorithms. We got to do an Andy Warski. Yeah, but you got to do an Andy Warski and just have this on speakerphone whenever you go into these fancy New York City stores. So what's this? What's you mean you mean baked Alaska? Oh yeah, yeah I need to get Jules a Burger King Text crown and have him start LARPing. Specific <laughs> <laughs> guy handing out burgers to the homeless. Way to go, Jules! By, by the way, uh, baked Alaska apparently uh, has been arrested. That's what they're so, saying. That's what they're as, saying. As I as I said, like they they hoop cell phones in the SNY yards all the time. So maybe. Uh, Maybe he he he'll he'll stream Can again. He'll stream from again. jail. Okay, has he been, has he been arrested? Because the last I had There's heard, he shot. had not shown it for a court date, and yeah, there was a warrant out. Did they get him? Where did they find him? I think he uh, did. He turned himself in, or I think someone said that he either turned himself in, or they managed to find him based off of cell phone records or something like that. So, well, the dumbass should have gone to Argentina. Yeah. <laughs> That's the answer. Yeah. Just get the hell out Listen, of America. Guys, guys. Well, Argentina, I have a, then, uh, then the Garza. idea for, for, for Baked. Okay. Prison shower live streaming. I think it'll be a hit. Can <laughs> you imagine the super chats from that shit? Orange. Oh, no, no. Anything but that. That's definitely oh. what the people want. There's no doubt about it. That's what the people want. He's going like, to be in a fucking shower. Now surrounded by violent inmates and someone does and someone pays to do a text-to-speech with just the n-word repeatedly uh, uh, so watch him get stabbed live yeah drop the soap with baked alaska yeah. oh god no <laughs> this is going to seem totally random but this is a stack of my musical compositions since the end of 2014 <laughs> it, it is pretty random yes also, we There's a reason why Quentin Tarantino about. can say these words. It's okay. And it has a lot of emotions. You dumbass. Because these are problems that some people think go on forever, or the way they just sidestep them is they pretend like they're just like permanently baffled. Instead of being we got new words now. We got Pop-Tarts. We're going to say spread Pop-Tarts all over the place. Impose it, like you buddy, can I, I need some help. Could you tell me which words specifically you're talking oh, about? Oh, Lord. Don't pop a jar on this one. edit it. See, I well, know my is an inside job. You can't say audience. that. Okay, uh, let's, let's, let's just forget about the word conversation. Yes, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm Guys, talking about. Guys, you can't say that. You can't say that on television. You can spell where it. <laughs> where is Zach Waldman? Say the N-word on television. Okay, Boondock Zach said it all the time. Here, and now he's not here. Jules, do you have Zach's number? Can you call him up and find out what's going on? Sure, I can, I can give him a text. I have Jules' Excellent. number. I can Excellent. call up Jules Listen, and ask what's going on. walk to the Capitol building. Just live stream yourself walking to the Capitol building. We have a new guest here. We have uh, at... I don't even know how to pronounce this. How do, how do you pronounce this, guys? Please help me Just out call here. Smiley face. Smiley face. 
Welcome, smiley face, to the Break the Rules stream. Man. And for all the new people who are watching this, don't forget to subscribe right fucking now. We're giving you guys the best content. And also go to patreon.com slash break the rules right now. Open that up in the new tab. I'm going to send the link. And if you become a uh, patron, number one, you are going to get access to the BTR chat. So you're going to be able to post images. And all citizens, by the way, can also post images in the BTR chat and Discord. By the way, for those who don't know, check the Discord. Check if you're a citizen. And if you are, you could post. Anyway, $20 Listen, listen, patrons. listen, listen. Yes, we, hold we on. Really no, no, need, I got, I got to do this. We really need your subscription for, for the Patreon, okay? It's very important because yeah. Jules is about to get arrested for inciting a riot. And we're going <laughs> to need that money for bail, okay? Please. We're desperate <laughs> Exactly. Here. Magnets. $20 patrons are going to get my father's beautiful-looking magnets made uh, out of wood. Fucking really magnets. How do they work? <laughs> Well, you're gonna you're, you're gonna have to uh, you're gonna have to get a fifty dollar patronage for us to tell you that. But anyway, Whoa. thirty dollar thirty dollar patrons are gonna get you Geo's beautiful sketch, uh, not sketch print, Japanese woodblock print. You guys are messing me up here. Japanese woodblock print, very beautiful thirty dollar patronage. Fifty dollar patrons are gonna get a hell of a lot of shit. They're gonna get all okay, the stuff that I mentioned, Fuck and it. they're going to get a custom print of whatever um, thumbnail from our YouTube series that my father painted they want. So if you notice, some of the thumbnails are digitally painted by my father, so we will be able to send you a custom one, whichever one you want. The second thing that they're going to get, beyond all the things I mentioned, is a beautiful painting from Geo in the style of uh, Bob Ross, the great Bob Ross, R.I.P., and the third thing they're going to get is not only the regular wooden magnets, but a custom wooden magnet. You can commission my father to do whatever wooden magnet you want, and uh, that shall be done. Inflated and Nala? Lastly, Inflated Nala yes, magnet? Yeah, yes, I hope so. Uh, you can actually get I, his I'm sorry, please. With dad for $100. Don't give this guy any money. Don't give this guy any money. His dad is in a fucking sweatshop. <laughs> he's locked in the in the fucking basement, which is fucking blocks of what's he What if he's in a sweet shop? Are you sure he's not in the sweet shop buying his all donuts? He'll come out and do a date with you, you know. There's, and last there's like there's a dungeon with, with his father chained to the wall and there's a hole in the door and he dumps little scraps of wood he finds on the street and he's like, Listen, I better get some magnets or you don't eat today. Get the car of an old man, you bastard. And he just kicks it at him. Get them out of the house if you don't sell me more don't magnets here. You old bastard. Out. Make sure to make like and subscribe. Hey, you, faster, you little bitch paying faster. Carve me some Wendigos. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and lastly, they're gonna get a paint a painted action figure from Jules. <laughs> Is your dad gonna make that too? No, we pick it out if it's like a D and D or a Warhammer for Yeah, Warhammer, or... Warhammer. Oh yeah. no, yeah. not Dungeons and Dragons. Anything but Dungeons and Dragons. Hey, please dude, no Dungeons and Dragons. That's like uh, you know, that's my stomping ground. I'm old. I I am a dungeon master myself. I uh, I do it on Twitch every Friday. I'm so old. We used to use. I'm a grand wizard. 3D6. Oh, I'm sorry. We're I'm a dungeon now, too, if you refer to pussies as dungeons. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> You'd be surprised the kind of gals that are into Dungeons and Dragons. The whispering maybe, eye. Maybe you wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> maybe all men. it'd be what you expected. They're men. All right, question. I got a question for Jules. Any word from Zach? What's going on? Is internet okay or. What are you talking about? I sent him a. Did he like? Did you like pay him to be here or something? No, I sent him. <laughs> are you Zoom worried link. about it? Are you afraid he just like had a heart attack or something? 
I send them, I, I, I am worried about it. So I send them a Zoom link and I just want to make sure everything's fine with the internet. Maybe he can call in with his number or whatever. Just uh, I he actually realized that Jules. he's anti-Semitic and that's why he's not here. Do, uh, uh, yeah, I also have a question when, for when, the, one, the funny thing uh, I learned Jules. about going to parties in New York was the Irish exit and how the Irish exit works is you just leave and don't say goodbye. And mm. at a certain, like, there's a certain culture where that's what you're supposed to do. And it's like, no one takes it personally. Mm. And so maybe sometimes people just Irish exit and then they just come back. And sometimes they don't. I like, like that, but not I, I like to Italian exit, which is uh, be a loud, drunk retard and get kicked out. <laughs> oh, God. My exit is, is uh, I'm running next door to get a sandwich and then I don't come back. <laughs> oh, I mean, look, uh, not that, everybody thinks of using Irish exit or um, German exit. I don't know. Maybe he that. left because of the talk. Maybe he left. Maybe he left because we're talking about the stupid yes. election stuff nobody believes in. And he was like, listen. uh, like, I don't know what's going on in his life. I don't know what's going on with his girlfriend. But I don't yeah, know what's going on with his girlfriend. We don't Irish need to cut him to come on, on here so. and be like, these are the, like, nuances of my personal sphere, guys. Like, please be sensitive. Like, sometimes you have to, like, work with a, with a sure, major sure, sure. But here's, lack here's of information. Here's what I want. Here, here's what I want. Hey guys, I guys, don't guys. want. Yes. Guys, hold on. Uh, speaking of the Irish and the Italian ex exit, um, there's also the go. thing when your dad goes out for cigarettes and doesn't come back. That's called the African accent. Oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, God. Oh, no. Disavow. Disavow. Some people No, that doesn't sound right. James is enjoying himself. Okay, uh, now, Jules. I'm having Jules, a blast only, tonight, fellas. My <laughs> only point, Jules, is that you may, be, you may be right, but at the same time, sometimes people, if they have internet problems, they don't even think of using their cell phone. They just kind of give up. So Jules. I want to reach out and see. Maybe he had because he did have some technical trait. problems when we were first going on the air. So I just want to reach out and make sure. Yeah, I maybe he's got diarrhea. I sent him okay. a message. Okay. Okay. And the other maybe isn't down, and maybe he doesn't want to use his phone. Like it's not. He's he. It's cool when people are comfortable on the stream. That's it. Sure. Schrodinger's 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 cat. China got to him. Jules, Jules, Jules. Tell us about your uh, hair care routine. Who's, who's asking? Well, I'm, I'm asking. I want to know about your hair care routine. I only with see... the shitty camera, I can see that your hair is beautiful. Let's <laughs> know a, a little bit about that. I'm on who, who's because I'm That's on my phone. I don't peasy. see the person asking. It's easy peasy. I'm genuinely curious on why your hair looks so good. Tell, tell us a little bit about that. It's because Olivia makes me get haircuts every four weeks. Ah, you're breaking up, and I feel like I'm missing some. Some real secrets here. It's the Irish exit. <laughs> no, the secret. The secret is I uh, am very submissive, and my girlfriend <laughs> makes me get haircuts every four weeks. Whoa. I see. I see. I listen. I'm a very good listener. No, that's really how I do it. Just I listen. Beard. We got to get a beard, bro. We got to start growing that beard out and get that shaved. I I couldn't grow a beard. It would take me three years to grow a beard that looks like Christophe. You better start now, bro, because it's going to be in fashion in about three years, so you can get it. Man, the same question to you. But yeah, what's I up? Like hairless. Same question to you. Like oh, my hair. hair? Uh, yeah. I mean, I washed my hair yesterday for the first time in like two weeks, so because <laughs> <laughs> I've just been sick That's and shit, I just haven't cared. So I think it's like you kind of look like a metrosexual hobo. Oh man. <laughs> 
I don't know how to feel about that. I would have rather you said Pop Tart than that. <laughs> yeah, he does look a little Pop Tarty to me. Yeah, man. Oh, man. Well, I well my well, beard was like way my beard was not quite Chrisan level, but like it was like pretty rough. So it was like you know yesterday I've been kind of sick, just lounging. So I was like, I wash my hair, mm. I like you know trim my beard up. So I don't really I use some bullshit that's like I don't even know, just like grocery store like ten dollar bullshit. I don't even know what I wash my hair with. Cause I just you look like a care. young Alan Moore if he did a lot less LSD. <laughs> yeah. See, you know, I can, true. Roll, I can work with that. I'll roll with it. He I'll take like it as a compliment. He looks like a friendly Jesus. That's what this <laughs> yeah. looks like. Like yeah, a friendly yeah. Jesus. Jesus. Uh, by the way, we, we are two. We are two subscribers away from 2,600. Motherfuckers, we are so close. We that just need two more people to complete the right system. Now. We are very close to this arbitrary number. Please subscribe. the rules over on YouTube. Everybody like and subscribe. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But we haven't really heard from Smiley Face Man anything. Can you tell Hello? us a little bit about yourself? Can Hello. you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me? Oh, okay. Nice Good. and deep. All yes. right. Um, me, uh, I'm an artist. Uh, I do like mainly uh, digital art, uh, drawing, 3D, video, all sorts of stuff. I've been experimenting nice. with music and whatnot. I don't know. That's me. I'm on Twitter. I post things sometimes. Who who is that uh, anime Miley. girl on your avatar? Was that's, she like from Xbox Live? Yeah, or, that's uh, the that's the Xbox Live default avatar that came with Twitter. Based. Miley, I have a question for you. Are there any Barry White songs that you can uh, sing for us? Maybe. Yeah. Oh no, no, I don't know. I, I I can't do that. I'm not a singer. Oh, you you got the voice, baby. The voice. Uh, I don't know voice. any Barry White songs. Well, we'll find you some, and uh, you can get ready for the next stream, okay? Mm. All I'll right. get you the words. Well, I'll get you the music. There he goes. Speaking, Barry, speaking, of, uh, Barry, speaking of Barry White, we should get I'm Barry Weiss on the show. Today. How about Barry I think, Black? I don't think Barry Weiss would fare very well on the show, Lev, to be honest with you. No, I disagree, because here's the thing, guys. I want to bring in people who are not like, and I love everybody here, don't get me wrong, but we need to have Esoteric a mix of people. retards. Yes, we need to have less. Okay, we need to have a mix of the esoteric uh, retards as With well as people retards. from like, uh, like I don't know, the founder of Quillette. You know, I want to have the founder of Quillette totally. here. You need more Joe Rogan members. Yes, exactly, exactly. And that way, you know, people could actually learn something from each other. Because if people don't participate in this, then they're not going to know. And I do have a question for uh, Alabaster as far as the test. hot dog eating One, contest. Two, test hot dog eating contest direction and it's just like a very general question which is if there were shenanigans that were occurring that people would be able to be like whistleblowers for and i'm going to keep it very general because again i know easy peasy said about the algorithm whatever still i'm keeping it very general if there were some people who could have been whistleblower peter you sound great if there were some people who could have been uh, whistleblowers, why the fuck weren't they standing right next to Rudy Giuliani and Trump, and they were saying, the, there they are, here are the people, here are our whistleblowers who are going to tell you the truth. Like, why didn't that happen? That's the thing that's the most confusing about this whole thing to me. Okay, well, actually, there were. Um, I don't know if you watched any of the proceedings in Michigan or Georgia, um, you know, the things that um, happened there before Senate committees there, before state con congressional committees. 
Um, there were armloads of whistleblowers. There were many, many, many people that came in and talked about different things that they had seen. Um, there were people that had video, photographs, um, documents. Um, there were heaps and heaps of evidence. Um, I was really kind of remarkably surprised, um, in fact, by how much there really, really was. Um, but, you know, if we wanted to just get down to the really basic parts of this um, that don't require any extraordinary evidence um, that are still highly illegal and outside of the bounds of what can be done, um, locking out observers and covering up the windows is highly illegal. Um, there is not a state in which you are not required to have observers of both parties. Um, and you absolutely cannot do that. Everything that takes place that is not observed by members of both parties um, is in effect illegal. So I have seen that video, the one with the uh, white panels, but two things. Number one, when you're talking about these people who come in and uh, declare themselves to be whistleblowers and they would have affidavits, why didn't Giuliani or Trump have just pick one or two or three of them and just bring them on stage purely people as an optics thing? People were like lawyers were having their children followed, uh, going to school, all sorts of bizarre yeah. people were dropping the cases. You put those people on TV, you know, then they get Hillary Clinton, you know, they get the Clinton. Well, and, and like I said, if you went and watched, you know, the, the court proceedings, um, you know, and I shouldn't say court proceedings, but, um, you know, all of the committee proceedings in these different states. Um, the whistleblowers were, in fact, there in person talking. Um, a lot of them um, had pretty big presentations. Um, like I said, a lot of them brought physical evidence with them. Um, it was it was some pretty shocking stuff, and I'm sure that you can probably go back and still find some of those things to watch on YouTube. Um, uh, you know, and when I say that, you know, that there were proceedings, I'm not talking about 30 or 45 minutes worth of stuff. Some of these things went on six, seven, eight hours long. Um, you know, it was a long, full day to watch these things. And there was really, really specious stuff that went on. Um, so what are the stop gaps for something like that? So let's say you make your uh, you make your case. Who are the people that you're making this case to who would then either send it up the flagpole or reject it? And if they rejected, what were the reasons that were stated in this case that they would reject it for? Okay, in a lot of these cases, um, they couldn't get courts to hear or see the evidence at all. Um, these were small committees that were convened for the most part um, by state legislators, not state legislatures. Um, and so they had little committees of five, six, seven guys, um, most of them on our side, although um, I think in Georgia there were two Democrats on there as well, just to kind of throw shade on people. Um, and my general feeling about it was that these were not large enough groups out of the larger body to affect much of a change. Um, but there were, you know, you could tell that there was some strong agreement, you know, amongst some of these people, you know, that are state legislators. Um, but, you know, like I said, you, you get five, six, seven, eight, 10, 12, 14 people, um, you know, out of state legislatures, that's, that's not the vast majority. You know, it's not the vast majority that are there to actually hear the evidence. So, you know, a, a lot of what's gone on during this um, is basically um, courts and legislatures um, and the Supreme Court itself sticking their fingers in their ears and going, la, 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 la. I don't want to hear this. This is what I think happened. Trump, Trump ran well, out of money. Can you guys hear me? Trump ran yes. out of money. His, yes. his campaign ran out of money. But Trump understands that weakness is provocative. So he has to act and behave as if he hasn't run out of money. 
And then he got Johnny Cochran's by his overfunded, hyper-organized opponents. And that's what happened. <laughs> what? I don't Johnny, know. Johnny, like, if you lose the public opinion, if you lose the pop, if you lose the public perception, it doesn't matter if the law is technically on your side because the public perception bleeds into the decisions like people in those positions make. Like it determines how obligated they feel to admit evidence or not. It determines how they think the jury process will go. And then if you're also saying like, hey, like there's gonna be opportunities for you if this goes the way we want it to go. Nobody likes Trump. Everybody wants this to happen. Just like all you have to do is nothing and we'll reward you, right? It's, it, I, I don't think it's like, and then it makes it very, very stressful and hard for a team to present their best case when you know you're not allowed to present all the evidence, when you know you're being misrepresented all the time. So you have to balance how much you respond to the negative press while you then also like, mount your argument and you know the but what's a lot stopping of people you, on the media what's stopping you from showing the evidence that's what i understand no, because what a lot of people no because a lot of people on the for it's the same thing with like how disinformation works like a lot of people the problem with a lot of the disinformation like because like like people like ali alexander or andrew meyer you know i don't watch them that closely as i used to but if every single time a piece of evidence came up. If you fall for one piece of wrong evidence, you can have 10 pieces of solid evidence. But if you then present one piece of wrong evidence as if you thought it was right initially, oh, it just negates all the good evidence. I have and no idea what everybody... anyone is talking about, especially him. What's your what take on that easy peasy? Uh, I, I, I kind of think no I know what he's talking about. I have no take on this. I uh, Do I don't. I'm not paying attention at all. That's probably for the best. Definitely, <laughs> I I, I, I kind of agree. I mean, at this yeah. point, it's best to focus on the future, while at the same time, for those who are interested, for those who are interested in getting a deeper understanding of how a lot of this works, why not have a spreadsheet? where you have the lists of all the people or all the groups who are whistleblowers, and then just have a section right next to it which says this is the stopgap. So this is the person, this is what they're saying, and this is the stopgap that prevented their case from going up the chain. Listen, That's and I have, not how you I have another people. suggestion. I have another suggestion to add okay. on to what you said. Just not okay. how persuade. Hang go it all it. on the wall and connect it with red strings and have all the strings converge at Pepe Silvia and then take a picture. That's what it sounds like was just being suggested. Like you have to understand how <laughs> persuasion works, right? And like, just because you understand how you're persuaded by things, doesn't mean you understand how mass bodies are persuaded or how like 
random individuals you know nothing about. I'm not talking about I'm not talking about random like individuals. Like everyone else. But I'm not talking right? about random people. I'm talking about myself. In order for me to know how to navigate this, in order for me to be persuaded one way or another, I would have to take a very thorough, just the way my brain works, I have to take a very thorough look at all these people, all the whistleblowers, and see, okay, this is where they stopped, they were not able to go any further than this, and why, like, what are the reasons that were given that they weren't able to go through this guy or that guy, like, uh, Alabaster, do you, do you feel what I am saying here, what I'm trying to accomplish? Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely do. Did you watch any of these proceedings? I mean, there were days and days and days and days and days of them. I mean, I was getting up at the crack of dawn and I was still on some occasions watching them at 730 or 8 o'clock at night. Um, well, so well, I don't please, know if you saw any me, Well, please send me the videos. I would love to take a look. But also, yeah, I will again, absolutely who, do that. who were the people that said, la, 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 we're not listening? And is there a record of them saying, la, 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 we're not listening? And what was the actual reason they stated for not listening? That's what Potter I'm curious about. There's like, one like, case that's president, and then they use that one case to base the rest off because they all are in cahoots with each other. That's what a lot of them were. Yeah, and that is and that is absolutely true to some point. Like I said, um, these were things that were presented to smaller committees. And um, kind of the last you hear of it is the people on the smaller committee go, yes, we'll look into it. Yes, we'll talk to our colleagues in the larger part of the legislature. And then, you know, just like a million other things with the government, that's the end of it. It's all you hear of it. And it's just a we'll get back to you. The check is in the mail. And, you know, that's it. Um, well, that's actually something that could be useful for, let's say, people who have you know have zero uh have zero inclination on things being other than what they are then yeah set up that list and show it to them like i understand this kind of nerdy ass thing i agree with jules that it's not the best kind of sexy optics but for people who actually are willing to this sit doesn't down with work you and, that's how you look you can get a who. zealot no but you can get a zealot that way right you can get an indoctrinated person that way someone that like will hold a grudge and be like I know in my soul, but like 99% of people are, do not work that way. Wait, what they are you talking about? What zealot? I'm not talking I'm about talking a zealot. I'm actually talking about the Jesse, people who the are willing are to sit about? down with you and look through the evidence That's you present. Almost no one. And to be able to do that, you have almost to... no one. I, I disagree. I think that there are plenty of people like that. They're they'll just not. They'll show face and they'll smile and nod and then they'll completely forget about it. They'll be polite about it, but you will not motivate them. They will not show up to back you up. They will not fight for you. They'll they'll basically go like, he's OK. Don't throw him in a gulag or anything <laughs> like don't fire him. But other than that, like. You have to really understand how persuasion starts to work. Well, I and know the people. I know the people like that. I know people like that. Things that you wish it didn't work that way, right? No, 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 I, the way real world uh, persuasion works. The way real world persuasion works is very raw and like very unsatisfying to a lot of people. And you well, I agree, Jules, Jesus what? Christ. I agree with what you're saying. I'm not talking about the, those people who I think are in the majority. I'm but not talking about using pathos. Persuade the people that'll go through an Excel sheet, right? So like those people are the ones that persuade the ones 
who will like give you the time of yes, day but to Jules, go through this whole a, thing has been more sheet. about this whole thing has been more about for myself personally in order for me to know something this is the procedure i have to do i happen to know other people who are looking towards me to give them some information in that kind of way because that's how their brain works too and i'm sure that there are other people beyond those i agree with you that if we're talking about the majority of people it should be a different approach but please allow me to take that approach for myself that is what i'm asking here and i like sure that approach too i like that approach too because otherwise I'm, I'm, how would you know that's the thing otherwise how would you know it's all just sprinkles of fairy dust otherwise because you're not actually going through and seeing does this make sense does this make sense that it got stopped over here i don't want to go into full Gennady stole you off the second mode as far as my approach to these things but at the same time i think there is something to being logical and rational and all that stuff in order for you personally to find out what is going on and i think people are so fucking quick today to pick a side and just try to prove whatever they already assume is the case with you know some some soundbite that somebody said and that's it so i don't know like that's that's what i think any final thoughts on that from alabaster what do you think well you know th there are real reasons to think that there are huge problems here now whether or not they're big enough problems that they would have affected the outcome. I can't say for sure. I don't have it all in my hands. Um, but there are real irregularities here and people, I, I do understand what, pe what Jules is saying. People have a super short attention span. Yeah. Um, people are intellectually lazy. Um, people have kind of fallen intellectually to bread and circuses. They want to look at things that are entertaining. They don't want to look at things that are serious. Um, they want to look at things that confirm their own biases. And that is a real barrier to open discussion in our country. Um, and it's and it's a shame. It really is. Um, you know, we're in a lot of trouble because of it. We're in a lot of trouble because people have the attention span of a gnat. Um, and we're in a lot of trouble because people don't want to delve into things that make them uncomfortable. Yeah. And, uh, and as far as how do we solve that, I don't know. Uh, Menace, do you uh, have any ideas? How do we bring this whole thing back together? Oh, I was just agreeing. I have no idea what to do. But, like, I mean, my my ability to, like, focus has just deteriorated over time. Like, I used to, you know, read books, like, read articles, follow stuff. But now everything's so fucked up. And there's so much, like, information, so much of it is just bullshit that I just get, like, bogged down in it. So I'm just like, I don't fucking care anymore. Because it, it does make me more and more, like, intellectually lazy, because it's, like, just, like, all the fact-checking, trying to figure it out, and there's just, I don't know. And there's so many sick, evil forces against, you know, the average people that, it's, like, it feels overwhelming. You know what I mean? When you've got, like, you know, all the billionaires and sickos and politicians of the world. I just can't, I just can't handle it. I just, I give up. And that's why I just like post dumbass shit on Twitter instead of trying to do, learn anything. Well, you are an artist in that sense. And I think looking at your tweets, the kind of stuff you produce, you are a true artist of this day, much more than any of these fucking fine artists, you know, that nobody gives a shit about except for the people within their circle. So I think memes are the true art form. It is an art form that connects people with each other. And you are doing a great job, brother, in doing that. And I congratulate you for it. But when it comes to 
creating some kind of renaissance out of this that may actually go into the art world like some kind of uh you know alien uh you know what was that thing the alien worm or scorpion you remember in the first alien film it impregnated the guy and then like got out of its belly that's the same thing that i want to do with the art world i want to impregnate the art world that's currently existing right now which i think is like i'm not going to paint a broad picture for the entire thing but i do notice that there are these elements that have been around probably because of trump too where things have gotten pretty woke not in terms of just the internet but in terms of all the industries in terms of banking in terms of magazines in terms of art in terms of everything and that seems to be the biggest focus right now so can you can explain to reverse... me the uh, the alien analogy again i'd like to hear more about that please explain yeah, to me so through... Yeah, so an alien, I don't remember what exactly happened. It was like a this creature that climbed onto the throat of that guy, right? I don't remember exactly if that, I, I haven't watched it in a long time. Mouth. It goes in there and it latches on like a big spider and it bangs your mouth and sends its seed down your stomach. And you have an alien. Exactly. It comes burst through your chest and try to keep it in and, you know. That's what the exactly. Is. That's what we got to do. I think that's what people that's what the Reds did back in the day in terms of politics in the uh, 30s and 40s in America. You know, it's the same approach. And uh, I think this is the approach that we can take as far as bringing in interesting and refreshing ideas. Sorry. Climbing into people's mouths. That's the, the approach. Meta- m- metaphorically. Oh, okay. Metaphorically. Okay. I'm sorry. I was uh, I misunderstood completely. I'm going to let the old woman go now. Okay, lady, you can can go. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm on the screen. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) We have have a comment from Chronophile. I want Lev's... uh, I want Lev to impregnate me. Thank you very much, Chronophile. (laughs) By the way, we are taking super chats today. So for all the people who are enough super chats, Lev will impregnate you. You will be impregnated. You will be impregnated. Oh, God. Will you do Exactly. I, uh, the I, biggest well, super chat gets left seat. Okay, this is if good. You, it's like a, it's like an auction. I mean, I don't no, think this, this has is enough good, seed to go good, around. It's good seed. Fifteen, it's fifteen, good fifteen seed in the back healthy. corner. And then 32 from the back, thirty-two from the back. Fifteen, fifteen. Do I hear seventeen? Do I hear seventeen dollars for left seat? Do I hear seventeen dollars? Going once, going twice, going three times. Sold left seat for seventeen dollars. Lucky ladies, please come up to the stage and receive your prize. It's oh, Jewish Lordy. seed, so you'll get some nice privilege from it. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, Your children like, can live in Israel. They can. Well, <laughs> they, here, they here's what I wonder about. Automatically. Like, when it comes to... Actually, tell me a little bit about this easy peasy. What yeah. is the life for a lot of the Hasidic Jews in Israel? Like, how are they looked at by uh, the rest of the Jews? Uh, they're looked at as extremely annoying. <laughs> they live in their own... Yeah. They live well, in their own small communities. They uh, refuse to, to interact with anyone. They basically live off of the other people's welfare. They don't go to the army. They have a sort of agreement with the government that they, that they sort of worked out with them when the country was just established, where they basically get to do whatever they want, and the, the government doesn't bother them, and the government just gives them money. And you can't change the agreement because we have a parliamentary system, and the Hasidic Jews only vote for the Hasidic party. So every election, they get about 10 mandates. And when you try to form a coalition, everyone says, you know, we're not going to have them in the coalition. This time, we're kicking them out. We're, we're sick of them. But every time, the, the coalition just breaks on these few final votes. Like, it's really close. And 
the, the Hasidic party only wants to continue to get money from the other citizens. So it's easier to have What a shock. In, yeah. It's easier to have oh, them in your on. coalition. Exactly. It is easier to have... <laughs> it's easier to let them be in your coalition because they have almost no demands aside from give us more money. So, and don't Again, make us what do... what a shock. Yeah. And don't change any of the religious rules that, that are established that are bothering anyone else. So they end up being in the government almost every single time and y- you can't really do anything about it. So they're a giant drain on the economy. They're really annoying. They don't work. They... Uh, <laughs> they they, they do lot. have a lot of kids, though. They do have a lot of children, yeah. which they supplies Israel. Children. No like wonder next... why they get kicked out of every country they've gone to. Yeah, but the re- part of the reason they have so much children is because they get a lot of welfare for each child. And part of the reason they have yeah. so much, they get so much welfare for each child is the more children they have, the more welfare they demand. So it's just kind of sounds a, a lot so like America. Mm. Yeah, that sounds super familiar. <laughs> yeah. Now, as far as the chief rabbinate goes, there was this guy, what's his name? Not David Lau, but the guy before him who was arrested. Obadiah Yosef? No, uh, uh, no, 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 that's the other guy. Yona Metzger. I don't know much about Metzger, actually. So he was the former uh, Ashkenazi chief rabbi, and he was uh, arrested uh, for fraud, uh, pleaded guilty to a number of corruption charges, and was tried and convicted after a plea bargain was rejected, served prison time. So when it oh, comes he's not to the only upper... one, he's not sure, the only... But... one of the ministers from the Orthodox Jewish party, uh, Arya Derry also, he was the founder, one of the founders of the Orthodox Jewish party also got, uh, arrested for, I think some sort of, uh, some sort of fraud and also went to jail. And when he got out of jail, I think he went right back to politics. Now, what if, what if we introduced eugenics, but for Hasidics? That already happens. That already exists. Oh, they what? DNA... that's awesome. Well, they are they the... do DNA tests. I mean, it doesn't work as much as far as you still have uh, inbreeding going on within the Hasidic community. I don't know what it's like in Israel, but in uh, New York, like in Borough Park, you know, you would you would see that. But there are DNA tests that are done. Let's say if there are uh, two, uh, you know, like uh, two people who want to marry and uh, have kids, there's a DNA test that they have to do first that I think like the rabbi administra- uh, administers. To basically show if their blood is too close together. Because if it is, then they can't get married. God, God damn. I honestly don't. There's so many. Don't they also diseases. screen for that disease? What, yeah, what's it yeah. called? T-Sats? T-Sats? Well, there's, there's a lot of them. There you go. Which apparently is also found commonly amongst the Quebecois, among the French in Quebec. Hmm. Oh, really? Which leads me to wonder whether the... Yes, which leads me to wonder whether the European component of, uh, of, 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 of the Ashkenazi genome is um, closely related to that of French Canadians. If, there's, if, if Ashkenazi ethnogenesis, um, well, as far as I know, the main thesis of Ashkenazi ethnogenesis is that it occurs somewhere in the Rhineland. So I guess it would make sense. Well, that would explain a hate crime if I just went up to like the the Hasidic area of Brooklyn and just started snipping the curls off of Jews on the street. (laughs) Or would that just be considered funny? Well, no, James, here's what you can do, which I have also heard that in order to keep, you know, there there being like fresh blood and without all these uh, medical problems, sometimes and maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is an urban legend, but sometimes the wife the Hasidic wife would like uh, choose uh, a Gentile 
just like uh, secretly have sex with them, so they give birth to uh, a healthier baby. <laughs> oh my god! I've His cynics are story, fucking funny, knows? man. Jesus Christ! I have no clue if it's true, but there are some weird Hasidic, Hasidic cults because they live in pretty much isolation from the most of the rest of society, and there are some divergent. Yeah. By the way, Buff, don't fucking them. start with me, motherfucker. Okay, go on. There are some weird divergent groups. Like, there's one that I find personally very fascinating. Uh, there's a mountain in the Bible that's basically blessed. It's a blessed mountain. It's God blessed the mountain. And there's a mountain next to it that's cursed. Okay, so. Uh, so the it's, cursed it's one is the Jewish one, is what you're telling me. No, no, no. <laughs> the blessed one that's Mount Moriah, right? We all started there. I think so, yeah. So, yeah. So there's one one sect of Hasidic Jews who believes that all the other Jews are wrong and the cursed and the blessed mountain are reversed. Everyone got it wrong and the cursed mountain is actually blessed and the blessed mountain is actually cursed. So they live on the mountain that they think is blessed and all the other people think is cursed. And in after some years of living there, they're, they stopped having male, uh, sorry, female children. Like it's on a, either it's a genetic thing or just bad luck, but just boys, almost no girls are born there. Wow. And like you, you think you know maybe, maybe this is a sign from God that you got it wrong. Maybe this is God trying to. <laughs> no, this is the cursed mountain. And you Wait, should, how, you should how far apart there? How far apart are these mountains? I think they're really close think, together. I'm not very religious, so I don't man. know. Man, <laughs> there's call, there's call a meteor, but you know what, guys? I think we chose the wrong fucking mountain. I'm yeah. starting to think something's yeah. going on. Yeah. We fucked up. We have to figure out what is going on. <laughs> well, Mount yeah. Horeb was God's holy mountain, and I think there is a cursed mountain as well, but I don't know yeah. if uh, it's a, a parable and there's a blessed and there's a bad mountain. You know, I don't know. No, the, uh, apparently Mount there Mariah. is. There two physical... I think I it's think Ebel. So, yeah. Let me look it up. Give me a second. Don't look it up. Mount, it doesn't matter. Mount Moriah is where Abraham... I have to know the data. I need to be able to... <laughs> Listen, let me tell you about... Kristan uh, knows the shit. Let me tell you about a couple more uh, Hasidic Jewish groups. There, I'll tell you about the two most famous ones who are really weird. First of all, first of all there's the, uh, the... I don't want to call them cults because they don't call themselves cults, but there are the followers of Rabbi Nachman. Uh, they... Uh, they believe that their rabbi, before he died, he never wrote anything down, okay? He died. All the other rabbis wrote down their teachings. He died very young. And before all they have left of him after he died is a note that says, it is a great commandment to always be happy. And they say that it came from the sky, whereas some other guy who knew him says that he wrote that note and it's a prank. But they don't believe that guy. They believe that this is a note that they got from heaven, from their rabbi, and that he tells them that they must be always happy. So that's Monty Python. And... That's not real. That's Monty no, that's Python. Complete, I've seen that's that. completely <laughs> real. This is Rabbi Nachman of Dressler. Hey, I'm just kidding. Exactly. It's, 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 Nachman Nachman it's all it's, real. Yeah. Sounds like fucking Skyrim lore. So they <laughs> drive around the country. They drive around everywhere in these giant vans with speakers on top, playing religious music, happy religious music, and they stop at intersections and they go on, they dance, and they are all probably, as the rumors say, constantly fucking high on weed. That's why they are always happy and they are annoying the shit out of everyone, playing music at, at, the, at mm. full volume. What kind of dancing? The are we talking they, about they practice girls? Are we talking about that new like Asian thing that all the chicks are doing? And on no, TikTok? no, just traditional kind of Jewish dance and just... Just Sounds regular lit. dancing. <laughs> they practice a kind of meditation <laughs> called. Hold on, one, one at a time. Kind yeah. of, yeah. What's the meditation? 
hit hit bodedut or isolation, yeah. Yeah. Or or the Ashkenazi pronunciation according to Wikipedia. Uh, obviously the Ashkenazi pronunciation is bodedus with the S you know, instead of the T. Oh, but that, yeah. That'll be like uh, I think Yiddish. That's so archaic. It like that. Yeah, that's yeah. so archaic. What, what if, by, the, by the way, Linda. if we would have had Zach Waldman here, this would have officially been the stream with what, the most Jewish people Waldman? on it. I don't know. I want to figure this out because I, I want to have him back. He, he, and he be... sensed the Fed post. I, I was going to say uh, was. But, I, but again, <laughs> like that, that really sucks to me because this is supposed to be the place where people of differing opinions meet and actually discuss this shit as opposed to, you know, and I'm not saying he hightailed it out of here. I don't know what happened, but it's like. Like we had last time with Jessica, everything was great. You know, like n not everybody agreed with each other, but everybody had a good time. You know what I mean? Well, but to anyway, be fair, this is a professor employed by the new school. Yeah, so there's a lot of OPSEC. Uh, I don't, yeah. I don't blame him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I mean, okay. I did, which is no, ironic no, no. considering the new school was supposed to be like the hip, innovative. Uh, yeah. No, no, I did tell him what we were going to talk about, and he seemed very excited. So I maybe he think... just dropped off. That, yeah. That could be, yeah. And he had, may have had some some responsibility to attend to, as I often do. Yeah. You know, it's funny because yes. ironically, I think profs are even more busy with like Zoom meetings and shit. So it's mm -hmm. like, yeah. And for real, like, by the way, by the way, they, just, they destroyed the te the teaching assistant as as like a thing, like they basically mm -hmm. murdered the teaching assistants, and it's all just the profs doing all the work now. So well, I'm but glad I didn't go into academia. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad I didn't go into academia. Well, you're with Justin Murphy now, right, Philip? Yes, I'm affiliated with Indie Thinkers. I compose the intro music for his podcast, but he only use it well he didn't use it for that many episodes apparently but you know i gotta get some money from that and uh yeah um and now i'm part of the indie thinkers blockchain so i guess i'm a stakeholder now on it which is that, cool. is, that is great i mean this yeah. i think is the future right now I always say that I think kids should not go to this bullshit public school or any kind of school right now through the through Zoom. It's stupid. They're getting usually low quality teachers. So I hope that there are going to be like other things that will just start sprouting out and uh, people can learn that way, like uh, like all the classes that you guys have uh, there. All so, kids in high school I've, I've on Zoom should drop out. They should all yeah. Yeah. drop out in solidarity. Unironically, as someone who has been through academia, well, at least at the master's level, I unironically Same. agree. Like, please do not, like, there's just too many people that don't belong there going. Into also, university. academia is for pedophiles, so. Oh, like everything else. <laughs> that's that's I thought the that was for the media. Bill, baby. <laughs> Everyone is a pedophile except for me. And me. So, and, and me. Present okay. company excluded, of course. Hey, everyone here is not. Everyone's yeah. not on the stream is. Pretty much anyone yeah. that I'm mutuals with on Twitter is not a pedophile. But Every, like seriously, are, are there is a lot of Twitter. Are you mutuals with uh, Mr. Girl? Is Mr. Girl still around? Is no, apparently he got canceled. He was he was doing age play with his girlfriend, ironically enough. So what a shock! <laughs> I think you know, that's what the story. Don't quote me on it. I don't uh, want to libel anyone, but I think I, it was I just something found out. What I just is found out that age play. What is yeah. this? What are you? He was pretending. Make a good I guess. I don't even want to go into it. Educate a guess on what you think it might be. Oh, oh, you both dress. Listen, the words do not seem to go together. 
Listen, listen, you, you both dress up as uh, old people and have sex. That's how you play, okay? And yeah, <laughs> can, I, can I just please, may, may I yes, please that's say? that's what it is. I thought please. we killed Mr. Girl. I thought after the stream, his body was left in the gutters. Yes. Did they, like, revive him, like, cyberpunk kind of style? <sighs> Rebuild him with machines? Cyborg Frieza-looking motherfucker? Because that stream, we murdered that little shit fuck. Although I just found out that while people were saying care. that we didn't because none of us except for me actually saw cuties. So when we were talking about it, the biggest thing that people were saying is, why do they get to talk about this? They didn't even see it. Uh, we don't. We didn't watch cuties because we're not pedophiles. <laughs> Duh. Oh, hey, oh man. Every, everyone that watched it should go to prison. That's exactly. my stance. Uh, I, I, I better call the police now. Did you yeah. guys see uh, that Amazon run. is selling child size sex dolls under just uh, adult sex dolls? Oh, come on. That's man. fucked up. Not oh, even. Oh, come and I on. It was on Drudge Report. It was on fucking Drudge Report this morning. Can I get uh, a Anyone giant that follows Dana size? Donnelly unironically is a pedophile. Oh. Oh. Dana Donnelly is the one adult female that if you have sex with, you are a pedophile. There's no Who doubt is this person? Is. Just is, a Twitter. Honestly, like the poster child for women posting L's pretty much. Da, that's da, what's her account? And she, she looks like a child version of um, uh, Chrissy Teigen. Yeah. I don't know what, what any of that is. Dana, oh you my blessed. god! Holy shit, you're right. Right? It's all. Oh my, this is terrible. Yeah, it's it's this horrifying. This is fucking terrible. Yeah, it's one of those people with no need to really know who they are, but unfortunately, a lot of us do anyway. <laughs> is it just basically yep. a skinny midget? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> she looks, no, but she looks like a uh, child. Yeah. Midget that's like. She doesn't just look like a midget though. She looks like a child. Yeah, this is some weird shit. Did she have like some growth issues? Like, imagine that's the girl that like that wants to settle down with you. Do you think dating sucks for her? Oh, no. I think dating sucks for her, but mostly because she's one of the most retarded people on that Twitter. Might be, yeah. <laughs> so even if she was hot, it would still suck for her because she's such a dumb fucking bitch. I'm pretty, <laughs> oh, I'm pretty sure her her sister like looks normal though. I think I'm pretty sure. Or I no. didn't know she had a sister. What What is yeah. her claim to fame here? Fetal alcohol syndrome in the chat. <laughs> oh, oh. By the way, people were asking oh, in the chat brutal, the role while brutal. Chrono Final is asking, Lev, what's your take on Cuties? I thought that it was a very ordinary and not that interesting of a movie. Like, people make it out to be this big thing, and I can understand that as far as the sexuality and all goes, that is the big aspect of it. But as far as just uh, the movie quality itself, it's... I don't know. It's very ordinary. It's like not there's nothing special about the movie. It's not some artistic masterpiece that uh, deserves to be shown at these big film festivals. But as far as why watch the movie at all, like, look, I am kind of disappointed in everybody who was participating on that stream because if I took the time to watch this thing, if this is what we were talking yeah, about, yeah, I got too heated. I gotta admit that was you know like there. Everybody like should have seen it. There. I should I shouldn't be the only one doing that. Everybody else should have seen that movie, and then we would have had the conversation because I've received a lot of comments saying why did nobody else see that movie when it was playing? So, but again, it's a very ordinary movie. You know, it's but um, I don't want to. <laughs> well, this is the sacrifice we have to make. But just like as far as the depiction and all that, it's like I could see why I, I could understand this idea of uh, when you put it out there, it is going to, in a way, 
you know, sexualize children and get people to, uh, you know, take this as being more normal than it Lev, may have been you before. Had a kid, Lev, Lev, if you had a kid, would you allow them to partake in those kind no. of actions? Okay. No, I'm just of course curious. not. I'm just saying, cause the old, maybe I'm old, but the older I get, the more I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with people? Like, <laughs> no, that's, that's like, say, like the pe- parents who allowed their kids to be part of that movie. You, you would think, where's the parental? Yeah. Guy? Lock like, them up. Oh, yeah. No. No. French yeah. or that shit. No, but like we're, we're making, but, but here's the thing. We're making a big There's deal CBS out of this movie in particular. We're making a big deal out of this movie in particular. We're forgetting that this was the same decade that brought us such things as like that. Tr- what's the name of that kid? The one on the Times Square advertisement with the swirly thing on his um, brow ridge. Desmond you know is amazing. Yes, Desmond is amazing. So Desmond is amazing has already been in the public consciousness. Oh, is that that, before... um, that cross-dressing kid? Yeah, yeah. Was, uh, oh was yeah, that that's vi- also pedophilia. By the way, here's a good white pill because <clears throat> the reason that Desmond is doing that is because his mother is like a sicko, like fangirl of the uh, club kids from the '90s, and Michael mm. Alja just died a month ago, so that's a big white pill for people who don't know. Michael Alja is the one that Desmond's mother is like um, a huge groupie for, and he was uh, the one that killed this drug dealer Angel, and he is. Uh, like a, a gay uh, killer, so not that that has anything to do with he's gay, and, and but he, and he was on the live stream with Desmond, and he was I on believe. a live stream with Des- Desmond talking about um different very uh, like stuff that you wouldn't talk about if you have. I, a kid I, I like how Bruce with a kid. Bruce Bachtrotter, Bruce Bachtrotter wrote down Desmond Tutu. Which, when you think about it, I'm sure that there may have been a time when Desmond the Amazing was wearing a tutu, and there is a person named Desmond Tutu who, who was sorry, he? Michael Alec, not Michael Alja, it's not Algy, Algy. Sorry, oh, Alec, yeah. look up Michael Alec, look up his uh, trail of atrocities, and it's just, uh, yeah, it's a big white pill that he died of uh, some was, comp- was, 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 drug was overdose. That, there you go. Listen, on a completely different note, I, I'm watching some 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 fucking shit here on YouTube right now. So apparently there are Gazan YouTubers. There are YouTubers from Gaza, and they are uh, just discovering the 2006 street prank trend of YouTube. And what some of them are doing, <laughs> these are Ga- Arabs from Gaza. They go out into the street, and someone feels them, and they stand there holding an Israeli flag, and other people from Gaza come over and try to beat them up. Oh, oh shit, he's kicking his ass. Uh, like this is like real like the- prank invasion. Like, yeah. Uh- yeah, well, they, they 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 did that on Memory TV. There was that video where I believe it was in Egypt. They got this TV host into the studio and they told him that they're actually an Israeli TV show. And then he was just beating up the woman who was supposed to be interviewing him. And then they they told him it was a prank, and he was like, he still didn't even apologize. He was like, well, you should have you should have known better. That's what happened to Vader in Kuwait. Back in the day when he, when like basically Vincent Mann buried his career, he was in, he was in Kuwait with The Undertaker. They were doing this like talk show and they didn't inform the host that he was like going to freak out. Like he was basically doing like a shoot and he was going to freak out on him when the host like asked if wrestling was fake. So Vader like fucking just picks him up, but nobody <laughs> informed the co- the host of the show. So he got into trouble. He spent like two weeks in jail and then Samantha the bill him out. <laughs> Wait, was that the same incident that happened with, was it Geraldo Rivera? Or I don't remember. No, no, that was with another wrestler that was like 
was he like a job? He was pretty big in like the territory days, but basically Geraldo Rivera asked, uh, I forget his name. It's in, it's in that documentary, that vice documentary series, um, dark side of the ring where like he asked if wrestling was fake and he basically like slaps the taste out of him. It was hilarious. Mm. So, Oh, and Hulk Hogan uh, made Richard Belzer pass out with Mr. T on this one talk show. So (laughs) interesting. I didn't hear that good of a thing about Richard Belzer, but anyway, I'm noticing that Alabaster's photo background is the same color and pattern as James's shirt. Are you guys seeing that too? I do now. Yes, it's a, it's a very it's a very nice pattern. I I have I'm happy we have some synchronicity going here. But Kristan, and yes, back for a second on the Michael Alec thing. Okay, um, there was a movie about um, him and sort of all the events leading up to him killing the drug yeah. dealer Angel, yeah. um, and Macaulay Culkin starred as Michael Alec, which was <laughs> <an> extra <laughs> special freaking creepy. <laughs> Um, I think the name of the movie, if I remember right, is Monster. Yes, um, yes. If you guys kind of want to check it out. Um, Party Monsters you know, or something like horrible that. Horrible movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, without, without going into great detail here, um, I'm in Dallas, Texas, and part of this they show, um, you know, them showing up at the Stark Club, um, which was a really big deal during that time. Um, I was too young to be in there, but obviously made it in there anyway. Um, and, uh, I, I don't know. It was, it was a really weird time and it was something, um, I don't know that I look back on now from adulthood and go, holy crap, you know, there, there's something really, really wrong with society. I mean, there were girls in there that were probably 12 years old at that time and all kinds of things were going on. Um, it was, uh, a, a nasty nasty thing well it was um, like the 80s was glam that was like another like for like kip winger singing about like doing a 14 year old girl stuff yeah like well, that. that's that kind of stuff has always occurred like in theater and hollywood and people talk about hollywood being like this new thing where the degeneracy started setting in but i found out an interesting thing about hollywood well first of all before hollywood any theater production including like theater productions in russia there was all this stuff and more going on behind the scenes. It just came with the territory when you're an actor. Like, I don't know, Jules, as far as the modeling world goes, if there is a similar thing where certain things, they just happen and aren't talk. There's not a Me Too movement within the modeling sure, uh, there, there's world. There's stuff going on. I was raised to be pretty sharp growing up. So you i i don't think i was ever really a target because i think i looked like a lot of trouble i think i looked like a lot more trouble than i was worth and that has a major effect like i think the people that tend to be victims in the fashion world tend to be like flown in from middle america they like constantly look like they're overwhelmed they're constantly like they have no support system whatsoever there's nobody they can call if like something happens and then they're kind of roped into things like with me you know people test the waters with you a little bit and then they kind of gauge what to expect and so there were definitely some circumstances when I went into a casting and I was like this guy is definitely trying hard or like he was trying to like do something like no thank you okay thank you um 
I remember one time I went to this guy's place. He worked for Vogue. Like the casting was in his apartment, right? So I like, I'm like, okay, whatever. The apartment's in his, the casting's in his apartment. And then he just like proceeds to show me all these pictures of like, basically like naked men. It was like some naked girls, but he basically starts, he's like, I want to do a shoot like this. And it's, it was very high art. It was like, looked like a kind of Tom Ford kind of thing. But the way he was doing it was he was like, I want to shoot you like in my apartment naked. And I'm like, this sounds like horrible. Like this doesn't sound like anything to do. And I'm not opposed to nude shoots. I've done nude shoots before, but oh, we know you can kind of tell when someone is kind of like, it's more fetish than art. It's more Maplethorpe than like, uh, what's that famous photographer for Vogue? What's her name? Last some last minute? No, not last. What's her name? She did like the the Demi Moore photo shoot. Don't oh, care. God, here's no what I have to eat. By the way, Jules, I I mean, no one can contain themselves around you, Jules. That's how perfect you are. What is that? No, this is it's chicken. <laughs> it's uh, it's chicken. This is my first course, and I'll show you my second course. And everybody, subscribe for the yummy food. So here's the second course. It is beautiful looking. Uh, here we are. Japanese yams. Look at these Japanese yams. Look look how good they are. So guys, subscribe for these beautiful foodstuffs. And I want to say grace. So I've never done this before, but I just want to say, God, thank you so much for the bounty that you are uh, giving us today. For the fact that we are able to have this stream, talk with each other, learn new things from each other. It is an absolute blessing to be alive and to be here among you all. And uh, God bless you, and uh, thank you so much. Amen. There we go. Amen. Oh, wait, don't we have to say all women now? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> get all out women. of here. Well, all women, women more like Jewish all women. Get them in the internment camps. The deity, by the oh, way. All women posting their L's. Yes, exactly. Okay. So, so when that happened on the floor of Congress, um, it made me think back, and I don't know if you guys have ever seen this, I dug up the video and stuck it on my Twitter feed. Um, about 10 years or so ago, um, there's a thing going on in Congress where they're talking about increasing troop sizes on the island of Guam. And we actually had one of our elected representatives up there going, well, but the island of Guam is only about 24 miles long and about 12 miles wide and blah, blah, blah. And if we increase the troops, and the amount of equip equipment, don't we risk Guam capsizing? We had oh, I remember that. That was Congress uh... think that you could capsize an island. <laughs> I don't know what he thinks. An heavy things on or how it stays in its spot. But Maybe they know something we don't know. Maybe they know uh, that it's secretly Guam is not an island. It's actually uh, a floating okay. island. Now, I'm, and the I'm, general he was talking to at the time, it was just freaking hilarious. The general's face goes completely blank, and he just says very professionally, we don't anticipate that happening. <laughs> um, I'm imagining like a, a guy's like girlfriend trying to move in with him, and he's like, I, "You can't. You would capsize my apartment." <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> now, Alabaster, you're in Texas. Do they want to secede? What's what's going on? Can you fill us in on what's going on with? Oh, Texas? wait a few months. We'll see what happens. <laughs> oh, there are always people in Texas that want to secede. Um, you know, and the truth is, 
Although that's a much fabled thing, there is no provision for it in the Texas Constitution or in the Constitution of the U.S. And we all know what happened the last time part of the U.S. started to secede. Um, You know, this is supposed to be a voluntary union, but it's not. Well, Chris Tan, I would love to hear more because we were talking before about Israel and uh, the Cursed Mountain and the non-Cursed Mountain. What about all these uh, royal bloodlines going all the way back to the Atlanteans to now and how that figures in with the historic, with the biblical Nephilim and all that? Well, I can't say that the bloodlines go back that far, but I do know there's well documented through history how it goes back to Babylon and the character named Nimrod. In fact, Nimrod was uh, one of the people that had a very uh, mirrored image to Luciferian ideology, which is Genesis 3.22, that we too, through our own hard works, can become as if we're God. And uh, he was kind of pissed, allegedly, that God destroyed the world in the flood. And he said, well, F God, I'm going to build ziggurats, which are essentially pyramids all across the world. So if there's a flood like this again, that we can survive. And maybe that's why uh, pyramids have like uh, farms and things underneath them. And they're made with burnt brick and et cetera, et cetera. But long story short, um, he was told if he interbred with his mother and wife, it had ancestral relationships, he would become illuminated. And I believe that's one of the points where we see the perversion, because if you look at the biblical sense, they always talk about Christ being the light because it's the true Illuminati, which is the Christian, more biblical sense. And then there's the what they call the perversion, or it depends on which side you're on. Some believe the Gnostic side, some don't. And the long story short is Nimrod was the first king to wear a crown. It's why the elite interbreed to this very day is because they believe it illuminates them. And, uh, you know, obviously the same reason why a king wears a crown because it represents the sun because he illuminates them. And that's why you always see the Egyptian pyramids, uh, the whole idea of the sun disc. Um, in fact, uh, Nimrod and Osiris's story are very similar. Their bodies are cut up into 14 parts. Uh, the phallus are sent back. One is entombed in, girl, in, in gold. Uh, the story of the Babylon, it's reanimated and brought forth a immaculate conception of Tammuz on December 25th. And that's where a lot of the stories we hear with winter stole, solstice and the worship of Christmas and a lot of our ho- holidays. In fact, even the days of our week come from Babylon. I mean, moon day, Sunday, all that kind of fun stuff. But uh, I think when we start talking about the bloodlines, there's there's people out there that make wild claims like the Rothschilds who say, you know, hey, we're from the bloodline of Nimrod. And uh, Nimrod is considered probably the least known, but the most influential person in our history that we can record back to if he was a legitimate real person, you know. So that being said, uh, I think that a lot of it all ties into the mystery religion, the mystery of Babylon. And yeah, there's a lot of people who have, um, you know, they, they don't think day to day like we do. We think paycheck to paycheck. And a lot of these very wealthy families plan out their children's lives and what they will do. Or they, you know, they try to uh, develop a generational plan instead of a day to day plan. What did Kristan just say? What did Kristan just say? Is that, that, are you talking about, are these the people that are related to centaurs and Bigfoot and the giants, the real life giants? And did you say like fam, like, did you say wealthy families plan? Like, do you know a lot of these families? So when we're. 
we're talking about the, like, like what's actually, your source is your source like george r r martin no what, yeah, it, what do you say always with the game of thrones references <laughs> yes i, I like oh, game of harry potter and game of thrones and that's where i get it from uh so yeah it sounds like it it sounds like these people were related to centaurs yeah, that's and exactly ice it. spiders. And if you look no, at and if they you look were like Georgia, they actually they actually got laws to prevent centaurs and minotaurs in Georgia. They have laws <laughs> prevent, uh, genetic engineering of that kind of thing. I mean, look, I don't know if any of this stuff actually exists. I can't imagine that there may have been a time where people were taller and stronger and uh, more spiritually inclined. We're talking about the books like, of Enoch, not like uh, the the history of. Uh, you know, like if you pull up the Masonic his history books, that's where I, I've been reading a lot out of, and a lot of this stuff is out of. So feel, feel free to pull up things like Albert Mackey's uh, History of Freemasonry. This uh, is I why Giuliani couldn't win, by the way. Oh, is because well, he was like, he who's was our best guy? It's Kristen T. Harris. Okay, Kristen T. Harris is our best guy. <laughs> he is like, our best Let guy. Let me tell you about centaurs and giants. <laughs> And he is our best guy. And and by the way, to push to push back, okay, okay, to push back on some of the to push back on some of the stuff that Kristan said, but within the context of what Kristan is talking about, I invited Info Warlock on the chat. So Info Warlock, if you're still listening, come in here. I sent you the invite. I would love for you to uh, uh, let Kristan know what you may disagree on, because Info Warlock, you could tell by his name. He dabbles in the occult, or at least he knows about the occult. Yeah. And so I'm I'm curious about like taking all this stuff uh, into consideration. But easy peasy, you know yeah. about Jerusalem syndrome, right? Like when people go there, they supposedly like uh, you know yeah, yeah. people get obsessed with uh, I don't know if it's an energy there. Or do you notice that yourself? And do you notice that in the people like the tourists who go to Israel? What's what's your uh, what's your sense about all this uh, magic and mystical esoteric stuff there? Uh, listen, I've been to Jerusalem several times. I've never felt that. I mostly felt that it's crowded and oftentimes smelly, depending on which quarter you're in. Uh, saw a camel in the middle of the street. That was an unpleasant experience. It was very what camels stinky. are great. I, well, but I, they're cute though. They're cute. You got it, man. They're really fucking big. They're, they they creep me out. I haven't. There aren't many. Like they're. There aren't many in the city. There are no none in the city. I've almost never seen them. You have to go out into the desert to find them. They're way too tall. It it freaks me out. Don't like it. Don't like it at all. Listen, well, how how you know, tall are you, if you don't mind me asking? I know, like a meter eighty. I don't know how much that is in feet. I don't know either. Normal I guess. <laughs> normal average height. Okay, yeah, like what five ten maybe? Almost. Yeah, six three I believe. Like, oh, no, 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 six no. three is the no. no. <laughs> Well, I, I agree, actually, like, five, I I agree with ten. Paul Scholas that height is a social construct. I don't know. Okay. You know, How you know, tall it's, are really, you? You know it's really awkward. The, in the Wailing Wall, you can write little notes down, you can write little wishes down, you put them into the, uh, into the cracks of the wall, and like God maybe answers your wish. It doesn't actually happen, but maybe he'll answer your wish. But there's no room for him, so it just all drops to the floor, and in the end of the day, just some fucking janitor has to walk Some by Jenny. and sweep up all the wishes <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 you, you think there'd be there'd be like some i don't know rabbi who's doing that shit but no it's just some ethiopian janitor walking by and sweeping <laughs> it up. oh man oh boy brutal 
but I, you yeah, know, it's their wishes. Their I'm... wishes, in some respect, just at least get a special broom or something. Yeah. Man. Some guys, some kid's mom is dying from cancer. She puts it in the wall. It falls down. The guy just walks by, swoops it up. That's why the mom dies, because they because he swept it up, didn't put he it back sw- in the wall. Uh, he swept it up. He went and spent it in a vending machine. God's like, okay, you know, try, you fuck, fuck your mom, fuck your mom. <laughs> Stick it in there. Wait, water. easy peasy. You're actually from Israel. It's not a troll. No, it's not. Okay, you know what? The, the truth is, I'm from New Jersey. Okay, exactly. <laughs> I'm from Jersey. Oh my yeah, that's god! That Chinese food that just came in ten minutes after I fucking ordered it on Seamless. Nice. So when it when it comes to these guys, I don't know if you know who they are. Like uh, they were next to Trump when he was visiting the Wailing Wall. There's like mm-hmm. this. Uh, I mean, they both look pretty short, but this guy's especially short. You know, never mind the hat. Uh, I'm not sure who these guys are, but I kind of like this uh, the Madeleine dude over here. But I don't the know. Like, are the they? Middle, I recognize him, but I don't remember who it is. He's some sort of big shot. I don't remember who he's, who it is exactly. That's my dad. Yeah, but he needs better tailoring, though, right? Or I don't know. I'm not an expert on fashion. When it oh, comes to those, this, you mean those like... strings from the sides? No, 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 no. That's I know what that is. No, I'm talking about the middle guy. You see his yeah. pants. It has these curves over here. These uh, what do you call it? Like like the pants are too big for him. The... Yeah, it's probably he probably has to dress like that because you know, all these different Hasidic sects are so are so alike. They differentiate themselves by these minute differences between how they wear their uh, traditional clothes. So, so he's probably from the sect that makes you wear your pants too big. That is probably <laughs> the actual reason for why that is. I mean, p- part of it feels like they do these things. Like a weightlifter would just like add more weight and it would just <laughs> cause more pressure. You know what I mean? Because otherwise, like think the Jewish people, they've existed for a very long time, longer than any other, you know, like cohesive people. And which yeah. leads me to believe that there have been tremendous pressures from the people who were always against them, from the people who are anti-Semitic, uh, that kind of reinforced them existing. And it's almost like if there is no pressure on you, then you kind of disperse. Then you like cease to exist if you don't actually work work on yourself. So I think that there but, is something. But you can to that. make the pressure internal. Like you don't need pressure. Well, Buddha, Buddha can, like, individuals can, but society's on you. Okay, you don't society need, can't. Let me actually answer this. Let me actually okay. answer this. Part of the reason that Jewish people stayed uh, as a consistent group for a lot for a lot of time for a long time is uh, first of all the religion basically demands it. It's a very uh, communal religion. Like even the basic prayers that you have to pray three times a day, you can't do it alone. You have to have at least ten Jews with you for every prayer. So you you can't live as a Jew alone away from other Jews. Secondly, you you can't live next to Christians because first of all, in in ancient times, not ancient times, like in the middle times, the Jews, first of all, didn't want to live next to the Christians, so they wouldn't mix together with them. And secondly, oftentimes, the Christian Muslim communities, by law, made it illegal for Jews to live next to non-Jewish people. They'd have their little ghettos off to the side. Unless you converted. So, there have been unless, lots of yes, conversions converted, that happened. obviously. Yeah. Sometimes and, they didn't and, ask and if you want like, to convert. But the interesting thing is that, unlike in Spain, in the other parts of Europe... Yeah when the Jews converted, then that's it. They became Christian. There wasn't this idea of, like, ethnically, you know, they're still Jewish. Again, except for Spain. Am I, am I getting that right? Yeah, that's true. It's, you know, they'll say that the, that the Jews 
got expelled from a lot of countries, which is true. But you have to ask yourself, who else was there to expel? Because in Europe, there weren't any pagans. There weren't anyone else. You'd expel the Jews. You'd tell them to fuck off. And as for the different de denominations for Christians, you would uh, basically force them to convert to your type of Christianity. In areas where they decide, you know what, you can turn the Jews into something else. Instead of expelling them, you'd uh, force them to convert. And then when that didn't work, you would just expel them. No, if that makes sense. It's like there are, there are always going to be these gaps, just like I'm talking about, like, let's say people talk about the media, right? Like, if yeah. there weren't people who were Jewish who would occupy certain positions in various magazines and stuff, somebody else will occupy those positions. They'll still exist. Progress yeah, still goes on. Technology still goes on. It'll probably be Asians. It'll probably yeah. be Asians, okay? And then you're, you're going to have a fucking Asian conspiracy. They want to... <laughs> They want to steal all your children at night and turn them into rice or some shit. There'll be some very weird blood libels. Like the, the Chinese are kidnapping our children and stapling their eyes so that they're kind of closed in the, to the sides. It'll be some very fucked up shit. My oh, girlfriend told me, my girlfriend told me there's, I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> the Jews poisoned the world. Did, did she say? Wait, my girlfriend says she has spies in my office. Did she uh, go on camera? Wall? Can your girlfriend go on camera for a bit? We've already kind of seen. Can her. you come on camera? She wants. She's like, I want to start a podcast. I'm going to start a podcast. Meanwhile, every yeah, time this I is try it. to this break is the podcast. On, she's like, yes, hello, hop on, baby, hop on. Jules is girlfriend. Hello. She says, I'm a businesswoman. <laughs> you want the business? I love I it. You business. you can come on. It's 2021. Yeah, you can come. Women on. are allowed. <laughs> hello. Come on, come on. Tell us your your opinions about Jews. I'm sure it'll be fine. Go on. Go ahead, baby. I, I want to hear. My it. girlfriend says, "My yeah, girlfriend, what did she I swear to God, I'm reading Gravity's Rainbow right now, and there's these mm -hmm. like ant descriptions of people's antics, and I'm like, that's literally like my girlfriend's family. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like she's like, like she'll constantly she'll call me a million different names. Like she likes to give people code names. Like she likes to give everybody nicknames, and she'll give everyone a million nicknames and a million code names." And well, then they'll all speak to each called. other in code names. No, mm. this is, this is just, she likes to give everybody a nickname. Yeah. I've, I've rejected some nicknames. Oh, and by the way, uh, Poe's Law should be coming in at seven o'clock today. I forgot to mention Poe's Law is coming in and he should be coming in in about 10 minutes. I also wanted to get to uh, Info Warlock. You have a bone to pick with Kristan as far as something that he uh, said regarding these um, ancient rites. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I was think uh, the point of contention was that his claim was that the Babylonians or Sumerians or something just like invented the days of the week and how we um, consider, uh, you know, time, how we time keep. Uh, but these are just based on actual astrological phenomenon, like the movements of the earth and the sun. So it's like just because a culture reflects some sort of more um, basic truth about the world doesn't mean that they invented it or that it comes from them. It actually comes from a more significant source that transcends mm. specific cultures. Like, right now we see that is that uh, the way that uh, we keep time is actually based on the movement of the earth and the sun and the planets relative. 
Yeah, man, I completely agree with you. I wasn't trying to say that they invented. What I'm saying is the day for Monday is the day you worship the moon. It's astrotheology. And Sunday is the day you worship the sun. And a lot of those allegedly based on uh, Judaic texts, the books of Jasher, Masonic writings, they suggest, they suggest that they all stems from Babylon because that's the furthest back we can kind of go, but not that right. the other texts. Yeah. And that was kind of what I was trying to say. Yeah. And, and when you when when uh, when Jules kind of asked me a question, I didn't get a really good chance to rebuttal. But a lot of the information I have is I've interviewed people who are alleged former Illuminati, Leo Lyons Agami, Fritz Springmeier, who's written the most uh, uh, one of the most impactful Illuminati books, Bloodlines of the Illuminati, Christmas. as well as Doc. Jules, Mark. let him finish. So, so as well as Doc Marquis and people who have been involved in the rights of the newer versions, keep in mind, they don't go by the Illuminati anymore. That name was ordered by Vice Hop to be disintegrated. Now they go by many other different forms. Now of they names. call themselves They're UNICEF. Yeah, they call themselves <laughs> Jules Hamilton. Um, oh, you know, the UNICEF. called FEMA. Uh, the UNICEF. That is hilarious. I Yo, like Christan, that. If, Christan, if hey, no, I, I, I agree. Christan. Hey, Jules, no, he was actually uh, he was uh, replying to me, but I do agree. I mean, I was just pushing back on this a common idea that where people attribute a certain um, a certain thing to a certain culture, but it's like, well, maybe it's actually universally true, and just because a culture recognizes it doesn't mean that they invented it, right? You know what I mean? Like it has validity beyond a cultural context. And these could case. be Atlantean ideas. You could be 100% correct. But if you want to be somewhat basis, based in mythology and everything, like if there was a deluge, there definitely was something here before. Uh, but afterwards, from uh, what is written in uh, mythology, as far as the biblical and religious sense, there's so many different stories. There's a story of Krishna, which took place, what, 70,000 right. years ago. You have Christan, you I know? think most, most, a lot of us, especially on the stream, are aware of all these things. And I oh, do sorry. agree with you, but it's just such a common uh, thing on the internet where we don't really assess uh, these things as, in their true like validity and the, the validity of the concept itself. Instead, we tar and feather them of like, oh, this is related to the Illuminati or something. And so it's just like a bunk idea. So it's a way that people dismiss a lot of these ideas and don't actually look at them. Um, I just want to share something. Uh, I just noticed that on Twitter, I am followed by a professional bodybuilder who who designs sci-fi weapons. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Oh, you're that's, lucky, dude. Yeah. I, was just, I, just, I just want to say, I just want to say, Kristan, here's, well, before I respond to Kristan, I'll say some conversations you kind of have to think in terms of programming language. Like, you know, you have to like choose your programming language first, then you write the dialogue and then the dialogue performs in the chosen language. And I think the problem that a lot of people have this Tower of Babel problem is they'll want to jump in and start talking about Illuminati without Very appropriate having title, by the way, scrambled, Tower of Babel. without Very having scrambled, title. without having scrambled the conversation enough so that people know your epistemological faculties are not just totally garbage. Can you just wait one second? Okay, can you just wait one second? Hold on. I just got interrupted by my girlfriend. Hey, the so problem is, that's camera. all right. Hold on, no, I'm, oh, last line, last line, and here's an issue, and I see this is a real issue when Kristan is saying like, oh, I've spoken to these people from the Illuminati. Kristan, if I told you I was Illuminati, you would believe it. You'd be like, Jules told me he's an Illuminati. He's in the Illuminati. And it would be like, wouldn't work. what the hell? No, it wouldn't work because 
Yeah, you can't just assume that about him. You don't know him very yeah, well. You do don't you? know yeah. about me as far as my Because reason. I'm Jewish, a lot what of people kind of assume that about me automatically. Well, in order to really know that a lot, in order to really know these things, you'd have to actually sit down with Leo Gazami and talk with them and figure something out that maybe it's not just somebody coming in there with tall tales, but maybe there is something more substantial to that, that Jules or Lev would not be able to have them on. I'll hook you guys up. You guys can uh, roast him and see what he comes up with. But it's very interesting because his is all bloodlines again. You know, a lot of that's inner family, you know, the ideology, there's other organizations that yeah. affect it. And it basically, it's the same Adam Weiss hopped, you know, Bavarian large bullshit. So I well, tried know, to, uh, I tried to join the uh, Jewish conspiracy, but they wouldn't let me in. They said, I'm, what's I'm that? What's I tried to join the international Jewish conspiracy. I sent them a letter. I said, listen, oh, guys, I want to be part of the conspiracy. It's because you're not 6'3". I was accepted God. immediately. <laughs> <laughs> They want to resurrect the Nephilim, so they're going to accept Peter and not accept uh, so, the man. Yeah, well, they one said, of the issues... said, you're too short, you can't. Well, one of the issues about the, the internet is people you must just be this tall to, uh... and just kind of saying, oh, I've seen memes, now I know stuff. But that's so superficial, and a lot of these topics are actually, they're very interesting. There's a lot of depth to them. I wish people would plunge deeper uh, into these I topics. I don't think you understand the, the power of rare pepes, okay? I don't think you you appreciate oh, the, that's the so stale. illumination. Oh, we moved on. The Illuminati is not real. I have seen the rarer pepe in my third eye. No, because no, because you want people to listen to you. You have to say that the Illuminati is only useful as a code word. It's only useful for when you're trying to describe a an ambiguous they that's on a position of the totem pole and it's a moving target. So right, it's, if you it's like an prime people, so if Jules, you prime you people sure? to think in terms of code words, then people will be like, oh, this person isn't fucking mentally broken. Well, that, that's this the person thing, just doesn't know how to change that, their language to convey what they're trying to convey without confusing others and confusing themselves. It's well, really that, that, that's, something that's like that. Flawlessly. There's, there's a lot of going on there. There's a lot confused. to say about it. People should really be asking questions about these things instead of making statements. I think that's the problem, you know, unless they're just joking around, which I do a lot of. But this is why I usually stay in the chat so I can just like fire something off really quick and I don't have to worry about stepping on someone's toes here. But uh, yeah. You know, step on as many toes as you please. Oh, I think thank it's you. very important to step on. Step on exactly. Some yeah, put some high heels on and step all over all of us, and I think we're going to be all the better for it. No, the problem with a lot of really old texts is that I don't know if a lot of the shit was forged back in the day, you know, or if, if we're talking about bloodlines, let's take Leo Gazami again. Like, what were the experiences that he had that for you, Kristan, would let you know that he's the real deal and he's not just making tall tales up? Like, what is the process you have to go through in order to determine this? Well, that's a good question. Uh, the main focus is uh, the esoteric facts and information that he has had um, from conversations I've had with uh, Doc Marquis prior to him. And as far as Fritz Springmeier, there's certain triggers you start looking for. And there's different characteristics. But one of them is the rituals, the rituals and the handshakes. The Illuminati have very specific handshakes. And that's how you identify. And yeah, could anyone could, could learn a handshake. Yeah, go Go show me, go show me some of these handshakes, and some of them are very intricate. But the Illuminati only had uh, 11 degrees because they were never finished, and it's pretty interesting to find out. And there's a lot of history there you can ask and do research of 
In fact, the Freemasons do a pretty accurate job of painting the history of the Illuminati, which is, you know, that's more of like, I agree with Jules 100% that that's become a umbrella term when in reality it's a lot more complex and there's different divisions. And just because you're Illuminati, the Rosicrucians claim that title. Uh, the Albert Pike on page 74 claims that for Freemasonry, uh, the term is used in the biblical sense because you want to be in the light and be illuminated. So the real question we want, and even, even the Illuminati believe that Jesus himself was an adept from the Egyptian, or got, a, uh, got his adepthood in the Giza pyramids. That's where he got initiated into the rites of the mysteries. And these are just different conversations you got to have with them. There's a whole bunch of other information if you want to well, dive through. You can watch on. my interviews. But normally I go with for the fact that, you know, information, obviously they have handshakes. They also have, uh, it's the, the but, but couldn't have they read about all this stuff from the same books and then just came to those same oh, conclusions? I mean, that could be the case. Maybe they're the, just good actors. And Chris, don't you I, think that it's like a worthy meditation to actually think about the elites, those who actually have powers, you know, plutocrats and oligarchs, and to actually try to consider to what extent are the individuals ideological versus to what extent are they just being politically expedient and, and just really care about a bottom line like power or whatever. So and I think that's an interesting meditation. And, you know, you can you can really think about that. And there's not a lot of clear answers. How really ideological are these people? That's an open question. Wait, who, who is this person? We have Zeno Prosper. I'm not sure who this is. Could you tell us who you are? And everybody subscribed during this gap of time. And they're gone. So I'm not really sure what happened there. We're going to have to find out later. But uh, anyway, uh, sorry for the interruption. Kristan, yes. I, I have a question. Can you clarify this for me? You said that they are there are handshakes and that there are only 11, 11 levels. Okay. Mm-hmm. What would the 12th level handshake be? Like, I, I imagine... They're fucking I think they punching eat and they hop around and they do a little dance. I, you know, the first three degrees. It's gay you know, sex. It's always yeah. been gay sex. <laughs> yeah, that's that's, always, that's exactly. always been it. No, I think there's a, like, like I said, there's a large amount of people who have this persona that it's a group that controls the whole world. And that's because the ideology of an all seeing eye is always kept that because it's, it's all seeing and it's all knowing like the NSA. You know, so, uh, you know, there's a lot of different viewpoints in and of itself, just like in Freemasonry, you have the Knights Templar, you have the, the, the skull and bones, the wolves head, the scroll and key. And it, it all gets very in depth when you start getting into the different. Be nice you... <laughs> Anyways. What are we saying, Krista? Scribe. Uh, I thought, I thought somebody was asking a question. Subscribe no, no, and every, every. Everyone should make multiple accounts uh, on YouTube and all subscribe with all of the accounts. Everyone should here should make like five different accounts and subscribe. Or just all of YouTube. Yes, exactly. <laughs> By the way, uh, we have a great comment from Amira who is comparing the handshakes to mudras. So in Hinduism, you would have mudras, like these positions that the hands take. So I wonder if there is any, um, any connection going on there, where it's not just a handshake because it looks funny and different, but there, there may be certain... Well, the, the Orthodox icons yeah. use mudras. Yeah, well, I think do. the secret handshakes are more tantra. Like, I, I seriously think they do lewd sexual things yeah. that uh, they have to keep secret because it's too shocking to normal sensibilities. Oh, by the way, something that we should not keep secret, uh, Jules wrote, Olivia wants everyone to know it's our anniversary today. Not, yeah, not mine, in the, uh, yeah. but... Uh... <laughs> Congratulations. 
these guys are too lovey-dovey. It's not going to work out. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's a bad sign. Happy anniversary. Happy Don't anniversary, worry. Jules and Olivia. Don't worry about the flowers. Thank you. Hold on, Olivia. They, everyone just wished us happy anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. Hear my voice. Tell her good luck with the good luck with her podcast too. Good luck with the give us good luck on our podcast. <laughs> you will tomorrow. Yeah. Are women allowed to podcast? Olivia says <laughs> no. Lev is like my other boyfriend. Yeah. Olivia says oh, Lev is like Lordy. my other boyfriend. Oh, oh shit. Lordy, it's like freaking Polly the Thruple. Man. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Bag of worms. My, my surname is Polly Yakov. So <laughs> I make, make of that what you okay. will. It, it's all coming together. It's all real. It's all, all coming over. together. <laughs> yes. Let me carry this bag here. Okay, I got it. You just use a gamer word? What? Eh? Everybody subscribe right now. Forget forget anything that happened before. Subscribe right now. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, like, with the Giants and the Illuminati and all this stuff. Uh, at the end of the day, I just want to figure out a way for all of us to get to the level that that, like, you've heard of that Israeli uh, general, like the guy in the space program who was talking about how there is this galactic federation. We are not welcome. We're not, we're, we're not tall we're enough stupid, for the ride. Yeah. We're yeah, exactly. Stupid. Yeah. And yeah. you can kind of see it. Like things are kind of in disrepair and people are not focused that much on getting it into a better condition. So it's like, that's the other thing, by the way, that's why I think that there is this resurgence of um anti-woke and uh you know the the uh extremely online side of twitter why everything's so reactive and uh what's the word i'm looking for geo i don't know if geo's here right now but basically this very rea reactionary that's it why it's so reactionary because i think that people know deep down in their hearts that we got to get to a certain level in order to be accepted to that fucking space program Type we are not there yet yeah, so we can't just be all about like, hey, everybody, just let your freak flag fly. Bro, do your aliens own thing. are so boring. Aliens have, are the most boring of are all there the aliens. Though, have you ever met Who an cares? alien? Who cares? It's have a boring topic. There's so much more interesting things about the universe than that. It doesn't right. even matter. Saturn. I, I well, think he's right. I think they're like either on the same level as us, if not like dumber and more gay and boring. At best. No, I think it depends on what part of the civil, uh, what part of the galaxy you're in. I think like the closer to the center of the galaxy, the more better the loca will be that you reborn in. But the uh, I wish Helios the was here so he could explain how white people are actually aliens from Venus. I, I remember that theory, and he also had the theory about the fake moon that the moon is actually a, a, a construct, and that Saturn was made is actually the sun by the Venus right. people. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, he's God, not pour a one hater. out for the homie. <laughs> he's he's not a hater on Saturn. He thinks Saturn, you know, not the black cube. It's a separate thing, and everything's all good with Saturn. But for stuff, yeah, exactly. I think it's well, it's a cube that keeps us in our material reality, supposedly, and mm -hmm. uh, you know, like the three dimensional reality we're living in right now, along with being able to think in a four dimensional way. And what I think it was Alex Jones who said that humans are like in the fifth dimension. Like, what exactly does that mean? Like, Kristan, have you heard that before? People talking about how we humans are actually in the fifth dimension. And so the fifth dimension entails. is how you measure the right because some uh, of the dimensions are what you use to measure the other dimensions. Right. Well, so you have, I thought we were done the with fourth you. dimension is time, and then the fifth dimension isn't that what you use to like observe the four dimensions? 
Yeah, I have no uh, idea. I'm not one of those people that really dabbles in the interdimensional being a cult era. Um, that's not really my thing. But if you guys uh, deal with the interdimensional beings and you guys know a lot about there being multiple dimensions, all I know is what we've learned from CERN, that they've made particles allegedly appear and disappear out of our dimension so that there is yes, likely more than one. That's based on a uh, theory of relativity. Steinsgate, you know. Not true. Einstein set history, uh, science back 100 years. It's a terrible. Well, we should get True. later on uh, Haka Says back on. Haka Says talks about the electric universe and all that. And uh, I don't know. Haka Says thinks that black holes, I mean, uh, not black holes, that dark matter is bullshit. And it was just yeah, a theory yeah. that they, okay, so you are Mathematical abstractions. I mean, the yeah. electric universe is a pretty compelling um, theory, and it's very robust, too. There's a lot to it. If you can go to the uh, – you can just Google, like, the Thunderbolt Project and the electric universe theory, and you'll find their website, and it's very extensive. It's been worked on for, for a long, long time. And hmm. I think it's worth uh, examining, yeah. And by the way, I should say that it's really important to keep, uh, to keep an open mind, especially, I mean, these time topics are so interesting, but it requires an open mind. And it's so shocking when somebody delves into these topics, but then just makes their mind up and just thinks that, oh, well, I have the, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, come on now, that's in, against the, the spirit of this whole investigation of, these, uh, of the unseen world, you know? What is I've made my mind up, and my mind is that uh, every conspiracy is real. All right, fair. Yeah, it's all <laughs> real. You can have that one, buddy. The Earth is not only hollow, but flat and shaped like a raptor. And the sun is cute. Deutsch basically said that in his book, The Beginning of Infinity. Like one of the weirdest quotes in David Deutsch's The Beginning of Infinity. He's one of my favorite scientists. He said like something he says, according to quantum mechanics or quantum theory, is all fiction is fact. Like basically, everything is real. Like it was like it's like this weird thought experiment he does when he basically says everything exists, all fiction is fact. Can I Here's add on to that? Okay, okay. Here's something you guys might find interesting. Um, me and my friend were doing a lot of streams where we would look on, at all sorts of cults, and uh, for a while we were looking at different versions of the Black Hebrew Israelites because apparently they came into existence at the same time at different parts of the of America from different people. And one of the leaders of one of the factions of the black Hebrew Israelites, I believe the specific one I'm talking about is Frank Cherry. And most of his beliefs were normal black Hebrew Israelite stuff that uh, the Jews were actually black and so on. But he has a very there specific- There are black pose. Jews. Oh yeah, but that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> but one of the specific things that uh, that is talked about very rarely is that he also believes that the earth is square. So that's so that's uh, so that's some pretty interesting. It's stuff. a big black cube. That's like a time cube. Yeah. Can I add on to what Jules was saying here? Um, I remember reading this book as by Carlos Castaneda, and I know Geo has referenced it before, but uh, he talks about shamanism, and uh, I mean some people have debunked it, but basically I found it fascinating that according to this sh- like a shamanic point of view, right? If you uh, say someone is hallucinating and they're seeing something which is totally personal and subjective to them well that's still a part of reality i mean it's not a part maybe of the objective shared experience of reality but nevertheless it can't be dismissed as being quote-unquote not real because it is a function it is a certain phenomena of reality even if it is subjective so yes like everything that is thought of and conceived and uh, experienced by humans or any observer is technically has some sense of reality to it like you can't just be dismiss it 
what qualifies somebody as a real shaman though like what is there like a a set of rules because we got q uh, shaman, no right? uh, I, myself I, myself is their shaman he yes. is here with us so uh, i was i had the stream on before i was with my lady friend and she was like, I have no idea what these people are talking about because it like auto played. And I was like, you know what? Neither do I. Neither do I. <laughs> Personally, like I have a kind of a, a definition of shamanism. I think it relates to the art and practice of um, altering states of consciousness and basically unlocking different states of consciousness beyond the normal mundane functioning of consciousness. And uh, I think it's related to that various practices like um, ritual, dancing, um, songs, uh, rhythms, beats. These are all used mm. to, towards the same end, which is opening the mind up to different states of consciousness. And it's in line with like brainwave theory. And these listen, well, I know that the fucking, listen, listen, I know that Google is listening to me. I know that Google is listening to me because as we're talking about this, I'm, I'm on YouTube and YouTube suggested me a video called Jews and Satan. So, so they're definitely... <laughs> hey, hey, easy peasy. Yeah. Easy peasy. What about um, you live in Israel? You yeah. should bring like ayahuasca practices there. Is that, is that is there popular? I know that like Tel Aviv is very uh, progressive, so they're pretty open to No, but we do stuff. have uh, something called Gat. I don't know uh, what it's called in English. I can, you know, I can look it up. But basically, it's some sort of drug that, uh, that they brought over from Morocco, and it never got... Uh, never got made illegal, so you can still buy and just chew it and kind of. Uh, oh yeah, is it, is it the one that turns your mouth red? I think so. And okay, uh, yeah, I'm it's, that, it that's and, just basically like chew tobacco in a lot of ways. Like it's not a psychedelic; it just causes a euphoria feeling. Yeah, it, basically, yeah, that's what it does. So that, yeah, I think it's also called God in uh, in English too. I'm and it looks it super metal because your whole mouth is like red and full of like. You <laughs> it's fucking crazy. It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, so the more metal things get, the more red they the more become, right? Because if you look yes, at like a beaver's, just, yeah, yep, well, like really. if, if you look at a beaver teeth, the beaver's teeth, you'd think that they're dirty because they're orange, but that's because it has more iron in it. So like the human blood is like really metal then, if it's like red. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, sorry, exactly. Fire, fire is fire is too. There you go. Yeah. Okay, guys. Let's, uh, <laughs> we have, we have a metal? super chat. We have a first super chat of the night. Why okay. am I sober? Two dollars saying I am the true Dalai Lama and I'm Mexican. Fuck yeah! Thank you so That's much. Why yeah. am I sober? Start drinking, motherfucker. Chat. Let's go. Woo! And send Roger us more Mexico. super chats. Eat a send us more super chats right uh, now. Friends? Send us more super chats. We need the super chats. We need to start building this shit up. Easy peasy. You are one of the funniest motherfuckers that I've ever uh, talked to on the stream. I'm serious about it. Like this whole thing about Jews being funny, it is an absolutely true stereotype. 100%. So you and are that's subjective. Stereotype that's that very so subjective. I'm not funny. <laughs> it is a stereotype that you're saying that it's not funny. Yeah, that's very <laughs> subjective, Lev. Come on now. Humor is a sign of intelligence. You know what's sure, funny? I remember I was fucking retarded. I did some, <laughs> I, I did some traveling in uh, Eastern Europe. And um, by the way, you know, a lot of people in Europe, they would identify me. They're like, are you Israeli? Just just a heads up. Just I don't know. Apparently I look like that. But um, I found that their humor, I couldn't relate to it at all. But then I'd meet English, English people. And we'd always hit it off and just start laughing and yucking it up immediately. So it's like it's very culturally. Humor is a very cultural thing. And uh, yeah. Okay, guys, uh, it's pretty late, and I uh, need to go to sleep. It's like 2, two and a half in the morning. Sleep uh, is a Jewish nice psyop. 
<laughs> I fell for the sleeping meme. Yeah. <laughs> Easy peasy. Thank you so much for coming in. I would love to have you back. Uh, glad to be back. All right. Uh, see you later. See you later. later. And by the way, defi definitely legit. I don't know if you can come in the stream right now, but our cover has like little definitely legits that are, you know, flying through the air. So it would be appropriate if you can come in. I'll send you a Zoom link. So hopefully what you you're going to do in. a sewing disc. Yeah, by the way, when I immediately joined before, like like the immediate join thing, you guys were talking about Jews. Like, is this being like the theme of the stream? Like Jews? I think we had the most Jews. Today we had the yeah. most Jews on the stream. We had an ambassador from Israel. Yes. It's a rare opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> to really know what's going on with the Jewish people. Uh, they're chewing <laughs> They're chewing got, apparently. That's what's going on. You got to get that got. Yes. I, I, I forgot, I forgot the white Jewish people. And I was like, what the hell? What's the deal with all the talk about Jewish people? Like, is there like an inside joke I'm missing here? Or well, you're the one about Illuminati. members. They're accepting members. It's very hard to become a Jew, though. They literally died in the concentration camp. Just letting you guys know. Not that I'm saying. Why does this fucking Twitter say Quit living in the past. for my great grandpa now. I forgot to ask uh, Easy Peasy if Tel Aviv is technically the modern Sodom and Gomorrah because I've heard stories, you know. Yeah, isn't isn't it like the gay? I see a lot of headlines said like the gayest place in the world or something. Gay city. And in it's, the world. Uh, it's ge geographically, it's close to where Sodom and Gomorrah was, I'm sure. So yeah, it's probably. Uh, Wait, there's actually it. a gayest place in the, the world. That's not like yeah, a it's joke. Israel, it's a baby. <laughs> no, it's yeah, really it's, like, it's your yeah. house, bro. It's your house, bro. <laughs> uh, like, excuse uh, me, just had a woman. Just had a woman in. So uh, the UK not. is oh, the gayest know. place in the world. Oh, yeah, Have you sound what those people look? Heard what those people look like? Sound like? Sorry. Look what you're dressed like right now, James. Tell what? me you're not oh, gay. Shit. Tell me you're not gay right now, James. I can't understand you're you gay. because your accent's so gay. Oi, oi, mate. Oi, mate. You're gay. You've yeah. been called gay now. Sorry, James. You the speak American. The shirt, the I only understand gay. freedom, you fucking Brit. Back. Oh, I, the thing is, <laughs> you see, this is the difference between America and Brits, right? America. Americans are right. Brits America's are right. Oh, you're not even letting me explain. This is the thing about America. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> We're just too alpha for you, man. No, oh, sorry, just too alpha. I'm just chilling there, bro. But Brits anyway, have the craziest impression of America that it's wild. Well, no idea. The, the thing is with America, right? Is Americans they have freedom by the state. The state will let them be free, but they're not actually free. The state, the UK, the state won't let us be free. But really, the anger of spirit is fucking wild. Hence, why I had a lady over when I really shouldn't have. So, how about that? Put Dude, that they're, in your they're, fucking they're, pipe and about, smoke What about it? the no-go zones in London that you can't even visit? I'm not in London. Nah, I don't. I sorry. <sighs> No, go zone, not for me, bro. Wow, I'm impressive, bro. Yeah, we um, got a special, we yeah, got a special um, guest on the stream. We are back with Poe, the great Poe, Poe's Law. Welcome. Now you switched accounts. You had another account, and now yeah, you are that, was, uh, that was that That was the gay account. This is the cool account now. Yes, yes. Another one is bad due to his happiness. <laughs> so, so Poe, how is life uh, treating you so far? Uh, in the uh, first days of the uh, Biden administration, what do you see coming uh, coming along the way? Is it good? Is it bad for you? Like, what's what's the future hold for Poe? Well, personally, um, it is still the exact same as it was 
uh, I don't know, uh, last week where, <laughs> anyway, all I'm doing right now is just applying for a couple dozen jobs every week. Dude, we're getting an unemployment bonus. Don't even apply for jobs. That's just a psyop, dude. Uh, <laughs> Biden, a waste of time. Uh, based based uh drooling biden is going to give us an extra hundred on the unemployment bonus so we're gonna get we're, we're all neats now it's great instead of 300 i, 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 don't, I don't like being a neat i do not like being like i don't like being a neat it's it's terrible it's annoying i don't like being oh uh, you'll get used to it bro don't worry yeah yeah dude just trust so, the plan i'm used to it i'm <laughs> used to it i just hate it you just pick up pokemon you'll be fine What's up? Becoming incredibly autistic if you pick up Pokemon. Don't do it. This, don't take the video is, game. Uh, Pokemon's pill. based. Don't do it. Funny don't take is, the I video game have... pill. You're gonna tell. You're gonna like your prostate's gonna enlarge and you're gonna die from come overdose. Don't I, do I, it. Oh, <laughs> don't do it. Pokemon. I actually have Pokemon. I don't know if it's Sword or Shield, but I got it free with the Switch I bought. No, but I'm I talking have... about the TCG. You gotta take the TCG pill, bro. Oh, okay. See, no, I'm not. I'm not that down bad I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not suffering that much no nah, dude you'll, you'll <laughs> fucking make stoinks dude, there, dude there you know what fucking, there have been assholes that just started buying up a bunch of cards online to artificially raise the price and guess what i already own those cards so thanks motherfucker dude, seriously after usd fails it's all gonna be pokemon cards that's man. what i've been holographics saying, dude. Man. Holographics well, all, all i need all i need is for mines to take off you see all i need is for mines to take off and once those mines tokens really 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 hit it off you know become the new bitcoin i'll be i'll be rich as hell i'll be rich from yeah. shit posts. the currency uh, you, you mines account? Be, uh tron trx and pokemon card so because uh trx is my most holdings because i got memed into it so we have you know to. this is a hot take and this is actually true but like social media clout you literally you, you can monetize this you know and there are people who like PewDiePie and these in, so-called influencers that make millions of dollars based on social media clout like that they is, sell their soul to the demons that, that is don't fucking do it you currency. sell your soul to the demons <laughs> oh, you're you i'm making a real point cuts. bro shut up no i know Sorry, but I'm, I'm being a bit serious as well like i i feel yeah, like i'd be quite dangerous the crap thing about making money from social media um, is that very often it's going to work out like it worked out for Stefan Molyneux. You know, you're going to build your whole life around it. You're going to do, you know, all of your work. You're going to create this huge body of work. It's the hustle and the and grind. YouTube's just going to go, well, fuck you now. And you I mean, well, you see, you see, you see, look, I am protected from that, uh, from uh, the Molyneux situation, because first of all, I'm black. So, <laughs> and Molyneux is retarded, so there's that. Yes. Yeah. And second of all, I'm not obsessed with eggs. Yeah. Of all, <laughs> Molyneux went after the wrong targets. He pissed off people within Twitter. I think that was. No, look, no, no, no. He went after the wrong targets. When he started going after women who were literally above 30, who had nothing but time to attack him. Yeah. He literally. Spencer. He was, he was literally attacking their weaknesses. That's. Like a mosquito constantly um, trying to drain a, a lion's eyeball and then being surprised when the lion swats it. Yep. No, he, he was right. On, yeah, yeah. And I can say that. out of time anyway. Dude, Stefan Molyneux radicalized me, bro. Straight up. Him and Charles Murray, dude. Come on now. By the way, holy crap, I go out to Look, eat dinner honestly, and the stream just fucking falls apart with all of this. <laughs> I'm so Hey, Gio. Hey, buddy. I thank God Poe is here again. Thank you, my friend. By the way, you see the scissor card? This is what I mean. Scissor has a lot more iron in him than Scyther. So the green oh. We can't see it because well, it's blending in with the... Uh, I'm, not gonna, 
But yeah. um, I, I I I knew nothing. I I, I generally knew Molyneux from like way before, like maybe 2017 is when I first heard about him. But I didn't pay him any attention until 2020. Well, that, that's late. The, era. The egg that's memes very late well, the era. thing about Stefan Molyneux is he raped me. So. Oh well, well he's not. I remember him back in the day when, and he also too. raped Menace, and Menace can attest to me too. Yeah. I remember hey. him when when he was just like a generic um like atheist YouTuber then libertarian when back when the YouTube trending bar used to matter with different categories like politics he was when he was just Steph bot like YouTube like literally put him on it was like him and the Young Turks next to each other on that YouTube Bro, trending Stephon bar. Stefan Molyneux is a thespian. At the oh, end yes. of the day, that's his, that's his essence. Is that he actually, the thespian? I, I've actually yeah. seen some of his short films, and so, one of them really. Was, was actually good, decent, the one he directed. But him, why isn't he, he on the show now? <laughs> he needs to be on the stream. His clout has diminished to the point where I think it'd be pretty yeah, we can get him on on the stream. <laughs> <laughs> Who else is gonna? We're too good. For, he we're too good for him. Well, I think James like is not invited test. to that the final test. Well, see, Molyneux, he'll survive because he has an army of Jannies and Paypigs. But for most people. Uh, that can't afford to be banned from every single platform all all at once. Hopefully, like the people that got banned all at once from everywhere have networks in place like Alex Jones still has Infowars, still has terrestrial radio. But people, but when they start to do this to like totally blacklist people that are like on the cusp of being big or have a sort of clout, um, you know what I mean? That's when we should be concerned many but, people don't know this but alex jones is my agent he's he's he serves me i'm his secret <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the power behind the, no, not, the no, throne no, let me the alex jones is handler. Be, <laughs> we should be concerned now i think alex jones even before alex jones rightly or wrongly when they went after people like andrew anglin uh, and other organizations and weave and people like that that was like the limits test that was like people it was very easy to like cast aside the daily stormer oh you mean the it's opponent? a little less easy to cast aside alex jones a little less easy to cast aside the banning of like the president the sitting well for a few weeks the sitting president of the united states well geo well, bank accounts right they got rid of his bank accounts or they're yeah have i think this is actually having a serious take here in an age of surveillance we're in an age of diminishing privacy literally the best way to protect yourself is to have a high public profile right in is, some if, cases like people like cernovich for example i think they tried to go, go after him like people who have a higher profile uh tend to sort of kind of get off but it's i don't know i if you fuck with them everyone knows it yeah if exactly. you isolate yourself then people then you know whatever you're just easy prey but i i feel like that's exactly right yeah thank you jules I, I feel like is to, you know, get rid of your phone, throw Alexa out of your house and get rid of the internet. I mean, if you really want to protect your privacy, that is what you would do, you know, but Too late. they got satellites. You just treat Alexa like any common hole. Be Alexa. Oh God. <laughs> we're not, please. We're not trying to. What happened to the British dry wit humor? That is a very American. The British humor. have the worst humor I, in the world. Honestly, there no, is no, a, no, no, that's the Germans, first of all. No, the Eastern. No, no, I think gas, I think making up six million was a pretty good joke. You know what? First of all, the Germans weren't the one who made that up. 
Yeah, it was. I um, don't know. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Oh, Lordy. Where is <laughs> going to? What's going Anyways, on? Anyways. Speaking I of dry that. humor. Hold on. <laughs> speaking of dry humor, I, Olivia and I were taking the subway the other day. And oh, I, I his girlfriend. basically, I basically, so this homeless guy, or he said he wasn't homeless, but he seemed homeless. He was, had this like crazy getup. It looked like someone else dressed him, but he, there were like parrots. There were like He's parrots homeless, all over like him. There were parrots all over his, he had like this like multicolor jacket with parrots all over it. And he was like, like Coco Beware, kind of. Was it Coco Beware? I'm never, I'm never gonna get through this story. So, <laughs> so, so he, so he's asking for like he's being kind of weird, but like no negative vibes, right? Like Lev's talking on the stream about how like oh people hate homeless people and this and that, and it's totally not what? true. This what? Are you, guy, what are you talking about? No, no Jesus dude, Christ! What, what I get through a fucking story and then you fucking clarify after. No, I mean, well, it depends. No, it depends on what the no, story is. Jules. <laughs> no, because you can't just say you God can't just say things like that about I'm... left says so and so about homeless people. That's fucking weird. Jules, you I... said you're not gonna finish the story. I'm not letting you now. Sorry, <laughs> Jules. Oh, you have okay. less than five minutes. You have three. Jules, come on, fin finish the story. <laughs> I just I just find it weird that all of a sudden Jules is saying Lev said something about homeless people. Okay, forget about Lev. Let him finish the story. Yes. Okay. No, I need to. No. <laughs> I don't know. Should we okay, let, let Jules let finish, finish the story? Or not? <laughs> I think okay. we should let Jules finish the story. I hear more about this yes. Here. yes, let Jules finish the story. He muted himself. Okay. Guys, Jules... I have the docs of the guy that Jules met on the... Uh, let me let me post it in the... I have a doc... This is the guy that Jules saw on the street. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I had to oh, oh, <laughs> we love you, Jules. Go, go, go there. Yeah, Jules, please come back. Every everybody uh, subscribe so that Jules comes back and tells us uh, tells us his story. <laughs> and uh, while you're at it, go to Patreon.com/slash/BreakTheRules, become a patron. You know the drill. And um, when it comes to the future of uh, you know the post-Trump Obama presidency, either people are going to just double down on you know the whole Trump supporters going into the gulag shit. Or it's going to go away and everybody's just going to return to normal like a pre-Trump, no, maybe no, no, pre-Obama no, no, no. world. I, can't, I, can't, I don't, don't think that's going to go to normal. Again. normal. It's not going to be normal. There's no normal. No. You don't go no. from calling literally everyone who does not vote the way you do or believe the things you do a Nazi to normal. But, well, yeah. Well, oh, sorry, things sorry. have gotten pretty extreme in the 60s and 70s. You know, we had bombings. We had the whole hippie movement. Not guys enough. Got... Sorry, do you guys know the no. story of Smedley Butler? The story yes. Of... Okay. This There's been coops, and they don't give a crap if it's the right or left. There's big capitalist in, uh, influence of power that wants to have some form of alleged, you know, control so that all we have is puppets up there and lobbyism in the most part has completed this, but I don't think they really care. I think that's, that's what it comes down to, you know? So, But I, I agree with Poe. I feel that, um, well, for example, we've, you know, the fact that corporations are acting in unison all at once um, and the fact that, it's really no no longer a central node of power. There could be a central node of power giving dictates, but to put it um, sort of uh, to, to further Poe's point, we're entering an age of what people have been calling uh, hyperpolitics. I know people uh, like Keith Woods has done some stuff on this, but I, I wrote this uh, essay in this book of short fiction that my good buddy Bill Marchant 
published uh, with uh, Terror House Press. It's called Ending Bigly. I'll throw it in. Please go and buy this. But basically, I wrote um, oh. a, a the sort of a look of the art world and how, in terms of aesthetics and art, things are going to sort of enter this age of hyperreality where politics itself becomes like performance art in the sense of happenings that are going on that become a spectacle. And we really aren't going to, uh, quote unquote, go back to norm. I, I feel that with the Biden administration, there will be a period of, quote unquote, going back to normal, maybe for like half a year or so. But really, we have entered the age of hyper politics where um, the spectacle will be so entrenched that every single event will seem like a performance and will seem like the most important thing. And the media will generate uh, and not just media, but also with social media, there is this feedback loop where attention and energy and psychic energy will be generated on such a massive scale with each little happening. And I think that maybe people are banking on this like nonsense of Biden is going to return us to like the standard, like, you know, declining Obama years consensus and it's not going to happen. And oh, by the way, Obama came out with his uh, book where I, I retweeted on my Twitter where he says that um, the N word. Yeah, he, he, he can say that. He's only, yeah, he's only half but, black, so you can only say it half the time. Exactly. Anglos can say it. If it lands he's got to say it with the A. He gets it. But he basically said that. Yes, of course. Not on the stream, though. Yeah, and it, let me find it. In a society oh. of massive atomization uh, and like multiculturalism and so forth, that um, you really can't have an expectation of social cohesion. He said, at most, um, the, the GDP is going to rise. That's going to be the only thing. So here it was. Obama says you can expect democracy to accomplish. You can't expect democracy to accomplish too many good things in the large multiracial society. The best you can hope for is an incremental improvements in GDP and the social safety net. He quote, our diversity means we must think small. It's not an opinion I expect. So this is a journalist going through his thing. And he says about... Um, he says, I expect now I found myself along whether these impulses of violence, greed, corruption, nationalism, racism, religious intolerance. He says all too human. So I don't think Obama is a Nietzsche in here, but he says all too human desire to beat back our own uncertainty and mortality. So again, this is sort of like any quotes Mahatma Gandhi, this like liberal neoliberal thing of like well you know don't worry we're gonna win in the end because history always moves forward no matter what so don't worry about it and it's but then he's kind of like acknowledging that things aren't going to go back to the way they were things are just there's so so much pressure being put on ordinary people on a i would even say a spiritual level that america right now is like a giant powder keg pressure cooker and uh sorry i'm just fucking rambling right now oh, no, but, it, but is the is the pressure that's being put on the uh normal people let's say who are more to the left kind of just this you know giving baby their bottle type of thing where no, no, they'll be put they no, all... there, there will be pressure put on them too if you look at smarter people on the left like uh amy charise who hopefully we'll have on the show one day um saying the, the thing is biden will probably squeeze the real hardcore socialists too and the thing is aoc is like a poster girl for them but i don't really see the way things are mm. unless the boomers have like i don't know they have a mass uh, retirement homing. Uh, <laughs> I don't see people like AOC getting ahead. Like she really isn't. She is the vanguard in one ways of the Democrat Party, but I, I think Democrat Party politics is going to be mm. done for a lot of like unironic socialists and communists. The way that 
conservative and right-wing politics are done for the GOP. The gay old perverts. So, oh, sorry, I didn't say that. I didn't but, um, say that. Sorry. But that's that's kind of what I'm wondering about here, though, Geo. Because right now, the last couple of years, it has been this thing, and even longer, honestly. Well, Obama silenced where... the socialists in his own party. Sure, so yeah. There you go. Well, a lot, a lot of these movements have been co-opted by the Rainbow Coalition of, you know, hashtag BLM and the bright flag together on the uh, on the banks and on these uh, big tech companies, where that's been the uh, taking over of any movement that could be extreme. I don't think that by itself is a bad thing. Like I said before in the uh, show that we did with Jessica, like there has always been this uh, trend for any dominating uh, system to make sure that things don't get out of hand and to assume control over, um, you know, whichever elements try to become like these communist uh, grassroots uh, things. And I think similar things may be tried on the far right if things were the other way around, let's say. But uh, my question is, will the socialists keep falling for it? Or will there be a time when they will say, like, no, you're not actually coming through with all these wonderful promises you keep giving us, and what then? Mm. You know, like, if we're talking about a powder keg, I don't know if it's going to be a powder keg, but um, so far, the... Uh, no, more... no, no, I highly doubt, Yeah. like, the interesting thing is going to be that, like, the protest over 2020, it fit, it fit the Democrats' goals, so to speak. So there was no reason to treat it as to treat it even close to the way they treated January 6th, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So now I'm thinking what happens when it, it reaches that point where the left has their own version of January 6th, but it's done with the same level of intensity as the 2020 protest riots, whatever. And then they get hit with an un with the unexpected reaction that they were not ready for because they're used to their issues being, how do I put this? Acknowledged, respected, um, at least parroted, if you know what I mean. If you, yeah. And also with like the police, if it was very convenient, not to say that the thing was staged, but it was very convenient. Like you had people like Livy Fanon <laughs> posting about how, Oh, well, you know, the, the mog, the MAGA, the MAGA tards or whatever you want to call them, the MAGA people, um, they that stormed the capital that they were like um that they were on the side of uh power and and the police and the authoritarian government when i mean you had like police chiefs and everything kneeling to uh black lives matter but it's a different dynamic i mean i, I don't know like uh, of course like if we say anything you had is... the police dancing literally dancing yeah. macarena with blm <laughs> like, but at the same time, literally Handing like billions. Know, that's, that's, billions literally what, that's literally what made me stand back. Maybe let's think like corporate America. You know, is is their sponsor? Is their mm -hmm. giant sponsor? But that's what I mean. There's a different day. Sorry, what are you gonna say, Poe? Um, no, because it made me stand back, and they were like, um, when people were talking about January, like, oh, the police were on their side, and I'm like, do you not remember police literally kneeling? Like, sure, some mm -hmm. police did uh, use tear gas and whatever. But that was when there were literal fires going on. You had police kneeling, police dancing, police showing uh, understanding for the issue that you were protesting for. Yeah. You had mayors, yeah, like that guy in, in Portland. You had, you had a whole street in D.C. painted. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's actually but, but called, it's actually called be enough, BLM though. Boulevard now. Like, yeah, you, like you you shot, I just came from D.C. They have their own park. 
Like there were two kids that were shot in Portland. Yeah. But Jules story, Jules story. I can see Jules on the thing. He's listening. I'm sorry, Jules. We want to hear yeah, the story. Ewan, we're story. talking about America now. One Canadian, but I guess we're American. So yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, all right. America. Geo's an honorary American as far yes. as I'm concerned. Wait, Menace, are you also a leaf? Uh no, man, I'm in America. I'm in Georgia. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know why uh, yeah. Manus is based. But if you guys yeah. move out of America, America. America is the world right now, so everyone has the right to talk about America. Yeah. Oh, sorry, uh, the world is the world. It's, it's another kind of colonialism. We're all the world. Kind of it is. We're all the world. Yeah. We're all, it's like what Kanye said, Kanye West. He's like, you know, all the debates, it should be, he said this on Rogan, like, it should just be like America's sorting itself out. Like, but no, but America is like, globalization is Americanization. And you see this with Black Lives Matter is another example of like the same style of domestic American politics being sort of aped or cargo culted throughout various big cities throughout the world. Like in Tokyo, they had Black Lives Matter. Have you seen how like kind of low-key racist a lot of Japanese media is towards black? Dude, dude, Gio, I'd like to say too that you say Americanism is globalism, but I would say America is uh, in the sense that it is the new Atlantis. It was conceived mm. It was conceived as a new technological society yeah. ever since Francis Bacon and the Rosicurians. And well, it continues that way. And I would time. like to continue ev evangelizing. I know I do on every stream, but it's so important to say we need to dispense with our, our idea of normalcy because things have not been, quote unquote, normal since the Industrial Revolution. Mm -hmm. Technology mm -hmm. is a current mm -hmm. that's carrying us into uncharted waters. But, but was London that new Atlantis at one time? Was London that, mm -hmm. that new Well, London was, was the it? epicenter of people like John Dee, who got the idea first for the British Empire, and then from a lot of his decisions, from what I understand, got people to settle into America with the pilgrims and all that. But another thing that I'm curious about here is if we look at all the pyramids, like the hidden pyramids in China that the Chinese government doesn't want people to look at, so they cover them up with trees. If we look at pyramids pretty much from all over Bosnia. the world. Yeah, Bosnia, Bosnia. Like, wouldn't that be the equivalent of a global society existing back then, to Kristan's point when he was talking about, you know, the Nephilim and Nimrod and all that? Like, I don't know if that was the use of the pyramids. It doesn't seem that good of a structure in terms of survival. There are higher elevations one can go to. But as far as just there being some mutual, like, society that existed back then that was really autistic, that knew about, you know, all the sacred geometry and astrology and all that stuff and incorporated it into its society and way of life and structure. Probably knew way more things about sound and vibration and frequency, at least that's the idea a lot of people get when looking at all these ancient structures, then that would have been the globalists of the day. Now, as far as their approach, it's probably very different than the approach that we have uh, right now. But uh, still, it makes me wonder, though. Like, um, that's fair are to we assume. Repeating a cycle? Okay. But it's just an assumption. That's an assumption to make, and I mean, yeah. it's fair. But then again, I mean, you can't. If you're going to speak like with total confidence on this, I mean, you really have to approach it from a from a faith perspective because you can't really rationally like you can't prove any of these things. 
So well, we see, we, have, we see have a scientific consensus or something like that, but some things obviously are not reproducible as far as routes uh, or as far as uh, like thoughts and processes scientifically or even historically, but we can always keep improving and uh, taking in all data because without all data, we can't make an accurate decision. That's why it's great to have conversations like we're having with you guys and we challenge each other so that we can get more data and have better understanding that we all have different points of view. So when we're talking about these things like the ziggurats and the pyramids i mean it's kind of interesting to me that they almost seem like they had the same type of architects or somebody that had this kind of knowledge and that knowledge was simply almost universal that you can go to pyramids in south america you can go to pyramids in egypt you can go to pyramids you know in china allegedly you know in bosnia allegedly we don't know for sure but we know that they say that they could be pyramids um, and they have very similar structures. And what was the purpose of building these pyramids? And not only that, like you mentioned, they matched them up to the to the stars. It was almost like a roadmap, so it was easy for them to find the cities. Well, see, n- notice how all of us are pretty open-minded to this. And I think that, you know, we're millennials. We're a part of the new um, future, which is technologically well, oriented. Well, and it's, actually, th- I'm a Zoomer, so... Okay, fair enough, but um, but it all it speaks to that. Um, yeah, I think that faith is going to come back in a huge way. I mean, reason. Oh, it already has. Yeah, exactly. Reason is reaching its limit. I know, Gio, you talked about you know the religion of politics. I mean, mm-hmm. we have to embrace that and try to figure out how to use a new faith-based uh, worldview because yeah, reason is is it's come to its limits. I mean, even science science itself getting to the point with like uh, quantum physics where it kind of reverses and becomes mysticism again and we're we're kind of products of this world already so we we're here and we need to figure out how to navigate that well the thing is that science is both gay and fake so agreed and we we figure that out more so than ever um with all this covid shit because these scientists you're a perfect example james about (laughs) and uh also you also have to realize that a lot of these scientists are um you know, coming to these conclusions because they're like, oh, well, you know, we got to get as much funding as possible and make as much money as possible. So it's like, what is real science and what is uh, money grubbing science? Well, first of all, first of all, first of all, all Western science is based off of capitalism, and white supremacy. That's what I was taught in college. I wish. Unironically. I fucking wish. <laughs> I fucking wish, bro. <laughs> So, science is since, fake. They're, so, they're okay. Since all Western say... science is based off of capitalism and white supremacy, we have to understand the only true science, the only true science is female-led, um, people of color. Hey, hey, no, the only the true science story. is gender. <laughs> I <laughs> will say science they don't believe in, only which is male <laughs> and female anatomy. Uh, that is the only thing that's actually real for science. Controversial take, though, I will say that um, science... In, in the West was um, maybe not based off of, well, definitely there was a lot of driving capitalism or late capital is and was a driving force of science. And as much as I hate to say it, but in terms of the white supremacy thing, there was a racialization that was there for a time. But when it comes to the prevailing di- in you know enforced uh social discourses now that sort of like og 18th 19th century race science has been totally discarded for newer forms of like classifying and reifying and like categorizing people and so now we have woke science so like literally within the span of like 
when was the original like seasons of uh, Bill Nye the Science Guy when I was a kid? <laughs> it was like 1994 or 95. With literally within the span of 15 years, he has uh, uh, the new show about how uh, gender is a construct. No, so, no, no, no. Science- that show, that show, the part where like the um the ice cream orgy and the the genital the pussy song. wrapping yeah the vagina yeah. wrap oh, Bill Nye is the Bob Ross of science I, I thought Bill Nye was a comedian I thought don't that, insult that, that Bob Ross Bill Nye should be publicly executed oh, oh in Minecraft in Minecraft <laughs> yes in real life even that is a stance you know that some people might have not me personally but some people are saying it James is such a liability speaking of Bob Ross speaking of Bob Ross Patreon.com Hold on, James. I'm the wild One second. One second. Hold on. Patreon.com slash break the rules. $50 patrons. Fuck yeah, I did, bitch. $50 (laughs) patrons are going to get a beautiful geo painting from the Bob Ross series. And they're also going to get custom magnets. Beautiful custom magnets. You would not believe your eyes. Even though I have several criticisms of Bob Ross, but it's exactly custom magnets. So if you want a magnet, of uh like a man like um if you want a magnet of like the om symbol or i don't know can your father do a sneed one where it's like the guy of course, guy? Of course he can do a sneed one <laughs> yeah, do sneed guy. <laughs> so, so but yeah so i think a, a good uh tweet i i can't post it because his account is privated but i cite him in the book i'm in with a lot of great other authors like so please go to amazon buy Ending Bigly by Bill Marchant. It's got me. It's got Bap. Oh. It's got my mentioned small bug man, Borzy. It's got um, uh, like a bunch of great authors. I'm trying to think of. Uh, How much do you get for each copy that's sold? I don't get anything. All the proceeds go towards a charity that supports freedom of speech. And so yeah. Bill Marchant himself or Terror House Press does not get any money Isn't from it. Isn't Terror House Matt Forney? Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. exclusively, he, he nuked. His older content, he's right. exclusively transitioned to book Matt, publishing. Uh, Matt, do the Philippines. For Is he you. a friend of the stream? <laughs> well, I mean, um, I guess you cut crack jokes, but he, uh, he really, he, he. I think he got rid of a lot of his old books, like Bang the Philippines. You can no longer right. buy those. But anyway, so in my article. Um, I, I know the Matt Forney jokes. I know. Uh, I mean, no, wait, he, but, he's smart, but, but he's not... got bad optics, though. No, but did yeah, he not buy I mean, them? Yeah. I mean, did he, did he cancel those books because they didn't work? Or No, because he, wanna... he doesn't want to, like, he, he wants to transform himself. And I think he said in his blog post, he doesn't, not that he denounces those ideas, but it's just kind of bad optics to still be, like, associated with Pooism and, and, like, MGTOW and shit like that. So, um, wait, what, what's Pooism? It's a poo from pickup artists and like ah okay yeah why is it called poo when it be like pua why is it exactly. yeah pua's pua it's like people say quickville no fuck on. you that says quickville <laughs> I say cwcville okay so <laughs> a, a good Wait. Twitter account um Ari Reshavan Reshava I'll put his at in the thing he had this tweet that I cite in the book he says with a picture of Alex Jones at one of these protests he says the age of the scientist the expert and the bug man is over the age of the oracle has come back 100% we are seeing a rise albeit in postmodern sort of like inverted if you follow perennialism they have this concept called the counter initiation where things become inverted it's not postmodern is even too old like we're, yeah, we're it's even too old for that it's, it's hyper modernism light speed oh. yes yeah it's hyper modern 
you see religiosity coming back. You see, for example, but this isn't just going to come back in based in trad ways. It's going to come back, like, for example, in Argentina, uh, when they uh, legalized abortion, you have, like, naked uh, harpies dancing on the streets around pyres. Literally around pyres. Naked, Half-naked witches around pyres. So we're seeing a return to uh, a weird form of hyper-modern Sorry, I cut you off, Paul. I'm, I'm, just, I'm going crazy right now. No problem, no problem. No, I was just thinking... He is going full Al Jones. Oracles, and I'm like, do you think Disney is ever going to acquire WB? I think Wonder that if... if you they will WWE, acquire all IP. Poe, did you say WWE? Like uh, WB. WB. Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers. Like, yeah, Warner if Brothers. That, no, if that happens, it's, it, it is over for Legacy Media. I feel that. Static Shock. If that happens, Disney will control basically I remember good, Static Shock. I'm 80% of American entertainment. can buy before the government actually steps in? No, see, I think it was Rupert Murdoch that got helped get rid of a lot of that. Yeah. Didn't Animaniacs, the new one, have some kind of like, it had some anti-gun episode. Like, it had an analogy to guns. Yeah. Notice that all of their references, when they referenced like Hollywood and pop culture, I couldn't help but notice how Jewish it all is. Mm. Not not saying it's necessarily negative. Necessarily. Like, when you Uh, say how... It's just an observation. Just an observation. Totally neutral observation. No, I mean, like, like, what does that mean? Yeah, I think... Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. Okay, Charlie. So I have an important question. I have an important question for people in here. I think maybe, maybe like, a serious point well, would I... be, like, like uh, Jews tend to have a certain sort of uh, sense of... Uh, not just sense of humor, but a certain, like, wavelength that is... Uh, it's... I don't know. I don't want to get into it. It's just... that's one You of just those... have to watch the cartoon and find out. I don't, I don't necessarily think Jews control all media. No, it's no, just, but as far I as, as, what I as, said. as I never said. No, no, you didn't say that. I know you didn't say that before. Like, as, as far as they're... Don't. Okay, 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 okay. As far as they're being... Okay. <laughs> Jewish people are very animated. They're very emotional. You know, people forget that they are, you know, Eastern are people in some actually. way. They are, yeah, they are animaniacs. <laughs> but they are Eastern. are based off of the Jewish people. <laughs> yes, they are. They are Eastern people in a way because they did live for, you know, like especially like the Sephardic Jews, but even the Ashkenazis, they still lived in areas that would be considered a little bit more hot-blooded, a little bit more like Georgian people, for example, or Italian people, you know. Like actually, but guys, uh, I got I to gotta head out. I got a stream to do. Oh, Thanks Thank you so oh, much for coming. What stream is that, buddy? Oh, uh, I'm doing I'm doing a Cyberpunk stream, my first Twitch stream. Hey, oh nice. wow! Congratulations. Enjoy the game Thank rocks, no matter on, what the haters say. So exactly, it's, it's it's pretty good. It is pretty good. Okay, thanks for having me. Take care. Take care. Okay. Come again. Come again. So now, as okay. far as, as, so, as far as, 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 as why are we, why are we still talking about Jews? Holy okay. crap! No, no. I'm gonna book end <laughs> this thing. Oh, as the, the resident Jew, track. as the resident Jew over here, I'm gonna resident evil. This co- <laughs> oh God, Gio. As the resident. <laughs> no, I had to mention that because today right. someone posted about the Toronto City Hall, and the the way I kind of like that building is because it was in resident evil 2 with uh nemesis that was like uh, the nemesis sorry, is in resident evil 3 bro why is geo trying to is erase free. the jewish people oh, oh, why, oh, why? No, yeah, don't erase, don't erase <laughs> me don't erase me bro come on don't man. erase me bro okay as far, we will okay, let as far as... lev live in the holocaust too electric <laughs> oh, i just okay. no but i do realize that i i just don't want like the thing of like people can accuse us of being like, 
well, because love is a Jew. It's like I have that one black friend. It's kind of <laughs> no, no. It's not about having <laughs> you know that one I mean? black or Jewish it. friend. Uh, it's about so. letting the black or Jew. It's about letting the Jewish friend finish the fucking point, which is this. Sorry. Here, here yeah. is we the point. We don't let I... love finish because yeah. we're anti-Semitic. Exactly. Well, yeah. Here's Only the point. Here's the point. Okay. Here's the point that I want to finish. Here we go. So, if we take a look at Hollywood and say like, oh my God, look at all this fucking degeneracy. And okay, first of all, if we're talking about stuff that goes on behind the scenes, like Louis B. Mayer uh, fingering uh, what's her name, Dorothy. Uh, I don't remember who played her. You remember somewhere over the rainbow. What's her yeah. name? Julie Garland. Judy, Judy Garland, Garland. That's it. Judy yeah, Garland. So yeah. This shit has gone on in theatrics, regardless of whether there's Jew Jewish people or not. Just like as far as actors and directors and producers go throughout all of history, vaudeville, the ballet, you know, any kind of, you know, sing and dance, entertain uh, type of profession. Behind the scenes, there's always been CD shit with the actors, actresses, all that stuff. That's never going to go away. That's always be that's always going to be there. Number two. There was during, um, let's say, I believe the 30s was it was like late 20s or 30s when there were individual states who were restricting uh, movies from being seen based on their, uh, you know, moral standing. So, for example, in New York, you would have more, uh, you know, more TNA being shown, not so much, let's see, in Kansas. So what Hollywood decided to do was they brought in like a, they first, I think, brought in a Presbyterian. And then I think they brought it, the Presbyterian brought in some Catholics to create like this uh, code, like the Hollywood code. And they ended up creating movies that, you know, like uh, Gone with the Wind or whatever, you know, like these were not things that anybody could say are quote unquote degenerate. And even before that code, they've also created things that were beautiful, inspiring and all that. So as far as raw talent goes, I really think that it was a place where people went and they developed that talent. And if it worked, if it was something that people were attracted to, then they would be able to expand it and to build off of that. But when it comes to certain norms and standards, like I said, in the 30s, those were also incorporated. And lastly, if we are talking about, like, if they weren't there, like, if the Jewish producers weren't there, it's like, would it be different? I don't think it would be different at all. I think that any gap of demand is going to have somebody coming in there like we had a conversation before whether it's the chinese or whether it's the italians you know like the italians they uh, also have like their italian opera uh, and lev? All that. lev yes sir lev? yes You're sir chinese <laughs> well i did have a chinese girlfriend two chinese girlfriends so Ace? that does make me part chinese <laughs> wouldn't yeah, you I mean, rather have a bollywood invasion though imagine all the dancing all the merrymaking. You know how bad that would smell? So Come on now. Yeah. Holy shit. Imagine every movie is Bollywood. <laughs> that is literally the worst nightmare. You know, I, I'd like to defend. You like, know it's maybe, hype. It's maybe very, I, very I, hype. I kind of brought that point up and I'd like to de defend the point a little bit and I don't it won't undermine you, Lev, but I'm just saying that those that type of media, the media from the 80s and 90s that millennials have grown up on, we have to imagine uh, the stamp like Animaniacs has left a stamp on our subconscious because sure. we watched it when we in our developing years and, and so and have the Simpsons which Ninja had Harvard Turtles graduates the yes. and, uh, some, of who, yes. some of who were Jewish and some of who were not Conan O'Brien he's not Jewish last time right. I checked and, and that's and, not exactly the point I was trying to make that that's just like the Animaniacs but you know it's not just the content either you know it's also the nature of the media I just wanted to we should reflect on the extent that it's um, affected our development as as people into adulthood, and that's that's it. 
Of course. I mean, here's here's a quote that kind of sums up, I think, where we are right now. And this is from The Age of Entitlement by uh, Christopher Cadwell. I am this finished. I'm this close to being finished with the book. So basically, I've been re reading this book and writing some things down. So it turns out to be difficult and unnatural to replace a system of prejudice with a system of real equality and respect. It's a lot to ask of people. As Friedrich Nietzsche understood, it is far easier for both perpetrators and former victims alike simply to transvalue the prejudices so you wind up with the old world turned upside down. So I think that kind of sums up where we are right now, uh, both for like media, you know, like all the wokeness that's going on as far as just... Uh, you know, the way that people are lashing out at each other now. So the question is, where do we go from here? How do we transvalue or transmute that into a kind of society that, uh, you know, could, you know, could go through this, could go through this bullshit that we're in right now? Okay. Now, I don't know. It's all a big, complicated issue, loads of different things. Now, I've got an important question to ask for the chat. I'm, oh, no, of course, okay. James, as soon as I, like... You're totally going to fly over my point. Thing. You're like the chickens and chicken run. Uh, you know? yeah. You're well, no, break, no, you can... the device. Yeah, but that's that was a good yeah, movie, by the way, right? the point Now, I'll this. tell you what we do. We become the priesthood yeah. of a new culture. That's what we do. Sure, I mean, that's what Cowboy, Aaron mm -hmm. Cowboy in the chat, that's yeah. what he was talking about. He was talking about building guilds. And yeah, how me right and now, Cowboy are on the yeah. same wavelength, but he won't hang out with me still. Uh, it makes me sad. Oh. That feeling when feels bad, man. Anyways. <laughs> Cowboy, Cowboy come on was stream. talking about I said, Guild I said Wars, an esoteric uh, online game. <laughs> guild Wars 1, and he wants to build new guilds in there. I respect <laughs> this and support this. Peter, are you uh, Remus? What? You sound just like, or Amon? <laughs> Don't you sound just like the other What dude? means? What? <laughs> oh, it is I, know, I thought I thought I recognized your voice. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say so shit. Apparently, so apparently there is this journalist Bro, that says... Bro, if you want to uh, hide your voice, you could have hide, hid your voice, but it's not like I can't <laughs> you had to hide his fucking yeah. voice sounds like, right? <laughs> What you, you mean? Can't, you guys can't hide, hide anything from me, dude. You don't realize that I see all. Okay, anyway, continue. Uh, hello. Hello. It's myself trying to speak, and we're not able to hear him right now. I think he's frozen. And while Wait, he's I'm frozen, to James. hold on. Is it? Is he back? No, Jay, uh, myself, you are frozen right now. You keep on glitching the fuck out. So we got to figure out what's going on. Either call back on another line. We will get it done. And uh, I'm going to ask everybody to subscribe right fucking now. Subscribe like you mean it. Because this is what we got to do. Exactly. Look, look at this man right here. He's looking like man. Grimace. He looks like Grimace. <laughs> yeah, he does. Big old, like old roly-poly round ass fucking purple ass motherfucking Goddamn fucking grimace ass looking motherfucker. Hell yeah. Yeah, man. That's how he's got all those Pokemon those cards with the McDonald's checks. <laughs> hey, hey, yeah. hey, that's fucked up. Does Grimace get the N word pass? Uh, there's no yes. doubt, no doubt yes. in my mind. No, you, no, you know, you know, you know why he's 100%. He keeps calling me Grimace. The if track. not, you cannot call me here. Who is the dinosaur? Um, Barney. Barney. Barney gets an Edward yeah. Pat. Apparently, the actor was. Uh, he was. Just, yeah, they, they smoked too. Uh, they drank too much lean, and that's why they're. Oh purple. wait, wait, wait! <laughs> that's why they're. Oh, wait, I got a funny story about Barney. <laughs> I said that God, first. This yeah. is oh, terrible. Oh, okay. You, wait, guys, 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 guys! I got. I actually. Oh. I have a good story about Barney. So, um, 
on an episode of Bad Filmcast being rebranded as MK Ultra Money. Make sure to subscribe, of course. Um, no, we had on the Patreon Marco Curis, who was the um, Nick Cage's stand-in from, I think, around... I think his first movie he did for Nick Cage was The Rock, and it was up until like the early to mid two thousand, so around you know that time frame. So he was on the set of Snake Eyes um, when that was filming in the late nineties, and right and that was the Brian De Palma film. And right next door was in the was being shot was Barney. So he went over to the Barney lot, and uh, he went over there. Because he wanted to get a picture with Barney for, uh, I guess, his niece or something like that. I'm like paraphrasing the story here. So, um, but then he was like, and I couldn't believe it. Barney took off his his helmet, and he was a black guy. <laughs> and he was very oh. surprised that Barney was black. <laughs> MK Barney. Ultra okay, Money. now Leb is now that me and James are in the same room. Well, I need as to an ask Italian, the all I'm very question. offended at that. Go for it. Go for it. Who is more autistic, me or James? Chance and him. Who is more autistic? Let's We're different no, kinds of autistic, too, man. James is too socially aware to be autistic. Yeah, you, you guys are like those people who try to pretend, like those normies who pretend that they're autistic. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's who y'all are. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, um, I'm autistic in my own ways, but I'm very sociable and whatnot, so I could never actually be autistic. But, no, uh, just because you're but social I like to doesn't claim mean you're not autistic, autistic James. Yeah. Just because people... you're autistic doesn't mean like you can't wait, wait, be social. Wait, did you actually have the doctor diagnose you as autistic? Or you yes. Just, like, no, I actually, I'm actually diagnosed. Oh, oh, I'm actually just shitposting. Yeah. Inter- Shit, internet I'm autism literally more autistic. The uh, only thing I can actually be diagnosed for is OCD. That's a meme. So I'm literally more autistic than we've just. Unfortunately, we've decided that. Damn. damn. <laughs> I, I think no, I've, I've self-owned I a, myself. I have a theory of internet autism that all it basically is is kids growing up with too much screen time and not yes. enough interpersonal relations, so they don't they miss out on the developing of social cues and these types of things, and they just become socially awkward. That's what internet autism is, I believe. My, that's my theory. No, See, I'm, I'm built different I'm because I have the internet autism, but also have had a ton of friends and tons of social interactions. So I got the best of both worlds. That's why I you're a poser. I think it's because the I, internet I'm a was super, invented by I'm autistic human internet yeah, that's true. That can the internet, the, the, the spiritual energy of autism was transmitted through the internet because the internet was eventually coded and invented by autistic and, people. And, but anime. Also, and anime. It was and also- anime. But, but no, but a serious point, I'm, I'm joking, but a serious point would be that with screen time and internet time, there is no barriers towards um, what people truly think and feel. So anonymity really has destroyed social cues so i think that's what people refer to as internet autism the, the, where imagine a world without imagine an autistic world if you will without social cues and without those uh subtle nods towards uh civility that uh exist uh when i not to say that autistic people are just going around offending people but i think i think that is one common trait of autism is it not the <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. yeah when i first met you I got the impression that you and Lev had been like talking like anonymously for a very long time. Like, I feel like if I went through the videos, there was like, you know, the game bridge, how the game works is you have to be able to communicate with your partner without the other people playing, being able to like pick up on how you're communicating. Like a wrestling tag team. You and Lev were basically playing bridge with each other and 
as if though you had did not have a long rapport of anonymous communication. And but it's but whether or not that's even true or not, it's that's not. I think I started. I think I I knew about Lev around. I want to say twenty the beginning of twenty nineteen. Anyways, Lev, I mean Jules. Fuck, Lev, Jules, break the rules. Uh, <laughs> Lev, we totally destroyed. I mean, Lev, fuck, Jules and Lev are like one person in my mind now. Uh, yeah. So, oh, tell the story. Right. Tell the story. Yes, Jules. Jules, please. We cut you off with Coco. Beware uh, your story. Where you're everyone, me, of what you get. Talking about dry humor. And now the timing is just so off. But I, uh, a guy came up to me on the subway, and people. Not everyone here is in New York, but you know, Thank God. people watch our show. And you also don't need to have a Twitter account to read Twitter. And I've I've read Life hack. that said I've read things that have said that the gossip networks in homeless communities are like a subterranean NSA in a way. Where if you've been around long enough and you've made enough noise. And you have stuff that people can go, you know, hey, look at this. Here's something to talk about. You'd be surprised at how sticky things can be. So if you're not in New York, you'd be surprised at like what comes up on this stream and then what just uncannily seems to be in your face. So you can cherish your autism, but if you're saying certain things, like I'm a magnet to attention even oh when i don't want it and so it's Same. Nice to be in sync with each other so that we're not just throwing each other under the bus or misinterpreting each other or not lifting each other up you know what i mean but i was just talking about dry humor some hilarious guy came up to me on the subway with olivia olivia at first was very uncomfortable because we were sitting down i had a bag on me so we had like no exit there was like no way to like leave right you could have killed him i came up in front of us and he starts it doesn't seem like a routine at first it seems like he's like really out of it he's like really zoned out he's got no teeth in his mouth but he's got this extreme outfit like the loudest cleanest outfit you've ever seen it looked like someone had dressed him and there's parrots all over it and he's asking for money He's like, do you have money? Do you have money? Can you give me money? And we were like, I was like, I'm just trying to like end the conversation. And then Olivia like pulls out a dollar and she's like, okay, here's a dollar. And then he goes, I take credit card. Oh my God. So much. I started laughing so much. And then he started laughing and he lit up. And then I saw he was kind of doing a bit, right? But at first it was like, what the heck is going on? And it was hilarious. And then he did a bit for a long time. And the thing is, if you don't overreact and you assume the best, it's kind of like what you're supposed to do with people is what you're supposed to do when you walk into a room of pit bulls. If you walk into a room of pit bulls and you're like, oh my God, that's a lot of pit bulls, right? And you feel <laughs> anxious, like they will fucking attack you. Right? It's they, true. They do smell anxiety on okay? people. That is true. They will attack you. And if you're like, walk into a room full of pit bulls and you're like, 
Aw, room full of pit bulls. Jules, is, is pit bulls a euphemism for something? Or? Can you describe what the skin animals color was of the perpetrator animals. that has, uh, verbally assaulted you on the train today? <laughs> I feel like that dry humor, it, it has to land in order for it to like really be funny. Because there's sometimes, like, the classic example of dry humor not, like... There is this one joke, and I know he's like going through a lot and whatever, but you know that guy only used me blade who was on the the baked Alaska tour bus. He was the streamer that became an alcoholic. You know that guy? He many such streamers. cases. Yeah, yeah. He, he played. He had this one joke. He like straight up went on to up to a woman on the bus. And he's like, "Have you ever been raped?" And you should. <laughs> and just like the most awkward, cringe, fucking shit. But if you land like not that joke, but like that type of dry like follow-up humor well then it makes all the difference because like some jokes just don't like make sense like I, like when it yeah like if the guy like the guy that said i know i'm just fucking explaining a joke i know this is terrible but I'll he said explaining. like i take credit card but you'd assume this guy's like a toothless homeless guy but i don't know jules Bro, is it true many, what they say about new york subways where you could just meet interesting people all the time in the new york subway you can meet new york is actually one of the friendliest places I've ever been. They are, can be very gruff, and a lot of people, their their attitude is get to the point. Like, don't waste my time. You have a question, ask the question. You need to know where to go. Ask, hey, oh, hey, we'll get to the point. <laughs> but other than that, people will go out of their way to help you. They will stop if they if you fell over. They will. They are friendly, but also they're Jules, just- is it is it true that New York is the most solipsistic city in the world? Well, I'm I'm gonna cut in real quick and say this, and the only reason that New Yorkers will stop and help you is just because there's so such a sheer density of the amount of people here that when there's that many, there's bound to be someone that's not a fucking complete scumbag. That's a fair point. Statistical, yeah. Statistical. That's that's my nihilistic. Oh, take. by the way, Wait, who's, got, who, who's got their Discord on? Because I keep hearing yeah, the Discord. I don't beeps. know who it is. It's not me. But Lev, can you please add uh, me to the citizen role because a new account because I'm dumb oh, bullshit. Because yes, I want to add, I've got a really relevant image. You know, George, that you said the credit card thing, that's a joke, right? There's some like, I think it's in London. I don't know where it is, but like big issue people where I have like card machines. Like the fucking, so like if you want to buy a big issue, like the homeless people, then they've got fucking card machines for that. It's it's like, it sounds like a joke, but it's like, there probably will be homeless people someday, like accepting contactless card. Like he said, he wasn't homeless. Uh, no, I'm not saying he wasn't. Well, like, only was. fans accept credit card, and they're almost homeless. Homeless where the heart, right? My response was homeless where the heart is. You know, like, you don't have. You can, you can. I once heard it's maybe a song lyric, or maybe it's in the movie Holy Motors, but it was like we're movie. all homeless. God. It said we're. It, it basically made it. Someone made a statement of you know we're all homeless, and I was like I don't even agree with that. But like some, but that's a, a that's a feeling that this feeling of home and I want to be home or I want to go back to home and being home. Home, home is God. <laughs> we are separated from God by multiple layers of uh, reality, and we by the way like that you... closely by being part of a family and stuff like that. Yes, Gio. Speaking of a family and, and banding together. I feel that we have to, as posters and artists and writers of all stripes, banding together. So, Lev, if you could zoom in on my image here for the chat that I posted. One second. One second. Hold on. Yeah. Oh. 
going to there the go. chat. Oh my god, it's the same thing again. It's the Bigly. Please <laughs> go and go. buy wi- ending Bigly. Please go and is this is my gen? copy, by the way. Go and buy it. There's so many great authors in in doing short stories and poems. And I'm I think I'm the only one apart from someone else who's actually doing like a legit essay. But all these there's some of the stories are hilarious and they're all predicated on the central theme of uh, what will happen after the Trump era. So please go and buy this ending bigly. It's going to a great cause. I love you, Bill Marchant. I love you, Terror House. I love all the authors in it. So sorry, this is my shill. And, that great and tomorrow I'm coming out with a good video. So please st- stay posted. I'm talking about The Doors and Apocalypse Now and the song The End. And uh, yeah, I, my autistic, my, uh, not a, my schizophrenic, I was going to say autistic. Isn't. Your alpha side. My my, uh, my schizophrenic ramblings about the song "The End" will be posted for those tomorrow. who are not subscribed. But, yeah, I to feel Gio that we YouTube. have to band together, and we have to yeah subscribe to me on YouTube. We have to band together as posters and as uh, influential thinkers because all of the old institutions around us are dying, and it's like you know what when you have dreams. Um, it was in the it was one episode of The Sopranos, one of those dream sequences where you see someone who is long since passed and you see them in the dream and then someone says that they don't know that they're dead yet i feel like the media and academia and all of that it's like the fucking the person you see in their dream that doesn't know they're dead yet i feel like that's the uh mainstream cathedral institutions i mean i know that's optimistic i i tend to black pill but i want uh white pills uh yeah, the white no pill, pills, is just pure perfect. human spirit. That's what we need. Yeah. No yes, pills. that is the human ultimate spirit. white pill, pure human spirit. spirit. Yes. Yeah, By the like way, uh, myself, I get, I gave you the ability to be a citizen. For those who don't know, I, I already gave myself is going to the post ability. a picture. Well, yes. pill hey, come, no, no, don't do it. Don't do it. No. <laughs> I gave you the voice, ability. The homeless person with the card yeah. machine. Yeah. There we go. Look at that. Oh yeah. There it is. He looks kind of like a wizard. This is real. This is real, yeah. This is real. It's well, they have devices London, you but... can attach to your smartphone that can connect to PayPal yeah. with like a credit card. Reader, so. But the vest itself looks kind of. Uh, it's the big I issue thing. It's standard over here. It's like I, people. Yeah, but like, yeah. it's what about the dignity? What about the? Dignity? I know that's like, what I mean. It's like it really is quite dignity stripping, especially when like the big issue things are like treated worse than like the standard homeless person. Dude, have, have you heard, have you guys seen like in Las Vegas that they give homeless people like costumes and they walk around in like SpongeBob costumes? And shit like that? <laughs> oh, oh, that's so cruel. I mean, yeah, it's, 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 sim- it's similar to the, what the Los Angeles, that what that one street where people the have buskers. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. So they they're like, oh, let's give them to homeless people, and then it'll help them panhandle, so that they and then they just buy booze and they get wasted. But then you have like Teletubbies and shit being wasted on the sidewalk. Rule. Yeah, it doesn't. It's fucking lit. It's fucking lit. Don't cry for me. I'm That's already depressing, dead. Man. All right, B- BTRCon is in Las Vegas, 2021, yeah. baby. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah, we can all get prostitutes legally. It'll be fun. Is that Ari yeah. Shafir? No, it's BTR not Ari Orgy? Like, is it a BTR stream live from the Mustang Ranch? No one. Oh god! Yeah, yeah, live this? from a motel room this? with a prostitute. Yes, we all get the prostitutes, and then we have the camera on our faces, like we're doing a normal live stream, but what they're having the sex f- with us. I'll be at the spa while y'all do that. <laughs> all right. Nah, Please, I uh, refuse. <laughs> Prostitutes aren't women; they're not people. Sorry, I don't. Well, well there's a we Russian word. We never said they were people. 
Well, did you know, like, if you say the word... I don't see the... Okay, if you say the word prostitute in Russian, it's like prostitute, which means just there. They're just there. Oh, nice. to him, love. It's Heideggerian. Sorry. You have to drink your own cum if it's Heideggerian, isn't it? And that's Christian, the ultimate, like, Heideggerian, or is that... By the way, there is something amazing that's happening with Christian. Where he is now watching his own documentary, and I think he's gonna be participating in like there's the documentary is gonna be about him watching the documentary. So you, you know what's crazy? You know what's crazy about like crazy shit? Um, not the fucking webs, but menace. You had this tweet. All like okay, all women want a Peter ass. Uh, Peter Griffin asked husband, all women want a husband to barbecue and eat them. That was in reference to um Army the, Hammer. Army Hammer, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no, but but recently Bjorn, the uh the the singer Bjork Bjor? Yeah, how do you Bjork. say it? Bjork. Bjork. doesn't matter. I'm she old. was <laughs> apparently she was involved with the visual artist and performance artist. Um, what's his name? Uh he did the Crimaster cycle. Um, oh yeah, uh, Barry. Uh, Brendan. Uh, what, what's his name? I think it's uh, Barry something. Yeah, I'm just be sure. I'm just gonna. I think the Creme Master is enough. That's enough information. If you people. watch the Creme Master <laughs> cycle, then you will understand. Yeah. Have you watched uh, it? Oh no, it's uh, Matthew Barney. That's what it is. Matthew Barney. Matthew yes, Barney. I haven't watched the full thing. I've only watched things. I don't Apparently, think anyone has. Who no, would? no, only nine. Would? I think. It was shown at the uh, the the at MoMA for like a limited time. But I have had to be... I have a torn. I think of the whole thing. If anyone needs it, please, oh, Jim, God, please. No. Oh my no. God, send it to me. Are you fucking serious? Yeah, you. Which ones do you need? I, all of them. All I want to see it. Okay, I, I, see I haven't seen. Any I've of only it. seen clips. I've never seen somebody Here's, so excited. I, I, have uh, I have a riddle for you. This is like the alchemical it stone. It should of be all on this hard drive. Hold on. I'll, I'll plug this in and oh. I'll take a look. So, what's the importance about this movie that you're so excited? It's terrible. It's um. It's it's basically um. It's it's kind of it's not even I would say mythological. It's in the sense of like playing mythological motifs, but really it's like these film performance arts that he spend he spent like ten years or something making, and it's like really this like weird avant garde like it's almost like like surrealism, but imagine like surrealism as performance art, and he's like a really weird fucked up visual artist. Matthew Barney and also, nobody's uh, seen this apart from like nine people that paid like a hundred grand each. Also, to see uh, it. you're Geo. You're aware you're not supposed to watch it in uh, numer numerical order, right? Yes. Yeah, you have to watch it like in. Um, I believe if you disjoint, like it's kind of like um, William S. Burroughs, like his novels, or rather, um, oh god, it's kind of like McLuhan, where you could like look at one chapter and then like walk your way through. You can't, yeah, you can't. You, it's there's no numerical order whatsoever to it. It's like really abstract out there. I've only Did seen. You, I feel like it. you're gonna regret that. Like I read all yeah. of um, William Burroughs' novels, and I regret it. It's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've not read much Burroughs. Like I enjoyed a little bit of like the Secret Lunch. Like, count you yourself as lucky. Wait, 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 Jules, what do you got there? Is that is that the Nancy Pelosi drive? Yeah, right. Oh, that's the that's the Milo drive, the orange drive of all the docks of uh, no, Grifters. Whole... <laughs> that's the pizza drive. I got the whole Beachbody collection here. I got mm. X. I got P ninety X two. I got nice. Oh. Yeah, bro, you look like you need to lose some weight there. I just want to let you know. You don't have to lose any weight. You can put on muscle, keep the weight. <laughs> to see losing yeah. weight to a model, you might yeah. as well just, you just find want to, the yeah. oh, There you go. See, you get it. 
Yeah. <laughs> nobody, nobody knows. Anyway. Hey, Jules, let me ask you seriously, though. Is that still a thing within the model world? Or has the mo- has the world of fashion and modeling, uh, like, went away from that 90s heroin chic aesthetic? Like, what's the scene right now That's in good terms question. of, like, the preference of models? No, I'm I'm uh, very out of touch. I'm not exactly sure. It's kind of who has the most magnetic personalities, but also who gets the most behind the scenes love. Because mm. if the mm. bookers so- don't like you, the bookers are the ones with the relationships with the clients. It's like wrestling. They're it's like wrestling, ones- yeah. Okay, Jules, so if I'm hearing this correctly, it sounds like who sucks the most dick gets the <laughs> oh, Correct. Yeah, whoever's legal but doesn't what, look What me. makes the That's world go round? <laughs> People Cowboy, have- just, Cowboy just commented, this is the core of Freemasonry. like you. People have to mm. like and they have to think you roll with a good crowd. And if you're, and if you can't do real politics and demonstrate that, like, you're fun to be around, not just that, oh, you're, you got clout and all sorts of bullshit. Like, are you fun to be around? Because that's why they hire models. They hire models to be on set because it makes, the experience more fun. Mm. Wait, but what do the yeah. models do on well, set like, other than model the, the clothing? They talk about what other people like to talk about. So they're not sitting there talking about what they like to talk about. They're sitting there talking about what everyone else wants to talk about. So they're Boring. like anxious. Boring. If they want to talk about ice spiders and giants and info wars, they're talking about that. If they want to talk about 24 with Jack Bauer, if they want to talk about Sounds like, about cartoons. Or no, so, so it is in a way like geishas in ancient Japan, where they would entertain the clients by, you know, like, it wasn't about the sex. I it wouldn't mean, the be sex ancient, is there, though. but. It's not like that. It's like uh, being a really good party guest. It's like, yeah. but that's what geishas were too. In a way, they were really good party guests. It sounds Charisma. like it's. It sounds similar to like team building in a in, in a business setting. Like you want good dynamics, so ideas flow. Is that is that how it is? So what they look like is irrelevant, is what you're saying. Hold on, Lev. Let me in on my yeah. phone. I gotta uh, reset my computer quick. Sure, like, sure, sure. Here you go. You go to a lot of these parties and not everyone is like, looks like they're in a Bretty Snellis movie. Okay. So if like, you're all (laughs) being like, Oh, I'm not beautiful. I'm just fucking socially awkward. And like, let me prove it. Like, yeah, good job. And this just further reifies the fact that like modern, like contemporary life, cultural life, it's just like, it's high school. It's very juvenile and it works on that same kind of low level. Of like who's popular and all this who can party the best and all that kind of garbage just sound like an anonymous freaking person that i sound like an anonymous but my voice sounds anonymous to you oh, that's pretty cool can we get a room tour by the way james <laughs> uh yeah all right hold Dude, on. i want to see geo's oh, room Jules, you didn't answer the question you like oh, what's the oh, my like, is there, is there, oh like, my god they're they're gonna be so bad model now like like is that like <laughs> this, no, is a, this is a fountain team. unleasher right here oh, there you go basically i'm oh. is that like a toys r us i didn't think oh those broly you got broly there that's good 
Now I have to play tens by Pantera. Then to mention Broly. Gio, you gotta you gotta watch some JoJo. Okay, you got Griffith. <laughs> you got uh, you got you got the Frieza gang over there. Ooh, nice looking dragon. These there. were homemade shoes from uh, my high school. Um, I'm just fucking reminded nice. of the four year old virgin here. Bro, J- James, do you, do you the four year old savage. Are these like appreciating commodities? A brand new copy of a uh, Pokemon Yellow Guidebook. I got that on eBay. Oh my god! So I, want I want to see these books, bro. What do you got for books? I'm old though. Uh, I don't read because I'm. I say Geo. He's got. You don't out. read. What oh, the yeah. fuck, man? <laughs> Reading. What about manga? You don't. Have this to, is like, what happens when you read. I don't read. I watch three thousand movies instead. See, this is what happens when you read, James. What happens when you read? Yeah, ditch the man cave. Bring I back. I like the. Uh, I, I like the fat Pikachu. Mm-hmm. I like the. It's a nice yeah, room. I love that. It's a nice room. Also, it's He's a good amazing. setup. This is like an alternative view Yo, of Info uh, Warlock. I James's brought... life. Yo, yes. Info Warlock. We brought Gossip yes. Girl over to James's house, and it was a ball. Like everyone just thought this was the greatest thing ever. And so, if you Who? think Gossip Girl, you... that's an ass up girl. It's not. Wasn't really. I was just. Oh my god. No, I, oh I my god! I actually, James I, sent it. Oh my god! The cream master said, "Oh, it's up, it, Geo. It's currently it. uploading. So, but I had to reset my computer. So, but uh, that's the I'm, link it will be at. I'm cooming. Dude, Jules, right now. I'll visit New York, man. I'll hit you up when I visit New York. I am. Throw I am no hands cooming right now. Hey, was, this is amazing. I New York. Board games. Let's fucking kick it. Wait, were those Funko Pops? Hold on, hold yeah. on a second. I'll sink your battleship, Jules. Good Funko Pops. No, I'm sorry, James. No, I can't with the Funko Pops. I like man. the uh, deep fried. I like the deep fried Zapdos. That's a nice looking bird. There. Hey, what are you drinking there? Wait, wait, wait. Go back. I gotta see. See, I used to be a former bartender. I can tell a man by. Okay, Tito's isn't bad. That's like good rail. And then you got the captain and more rail. Oh, you know he's an alcoholic rail. when he gets the big ones, just like the fucking jumbo <laughs> size. Like economical, dumb fucking British retard. <laughs> there, my friend. Dumb British. Why is it still Christmas at your house? Uh, because Christmas is fucking based. That's that's a confident response. It's a Christmas every day in America. Hashtag Christmas pills. What? What? I am Christmas pills. That was actually in my bio during the month of December. I had Christmas pills in my bio. So. Oh. What guys? What is happening um with the NRA? They're moving to Texas now. They they filed for bankruptcy. Oh shit! It seems like all of America is imploding upon <laughs> as we <Texas>. speak. That's why everyone's switching to U.S. gun owners. Uh, yeah. Isn't that the new thing? All right, and everyone's converging on everyone converging on Texas. It's because all the red staters are going to like form. The, they're going to break off and reform the Republic of Texas and make their stand against the feds. <laughs> But I think that the NRA actually Let me back a lot in of, on the on uh, my computer. Okay, cool. A lot of people say they're like ineffective, like they're as an organization, they're not really like that um, great. Bro, there's are you other serious? Ones. Who like? Oh, okay. There's. I was gonna say. I mean, dude, Democrats have been trying so hard to repeal the second. I mean, somebody's got to be fighting. Yeah, for but ineffective. They say that I don't know that they like the NRA. They cucks out at certain moments. I'm not that much of like a like in, involved like i don't know because canada has pretty terrible gun laws like in fact right, we have, meaning that we have too too many of them but um jules uh, not jules sorry you, you know i'm not a grade from the nra like at least you can have guns here 
we have we can basically have like a hunting rifle. Oh yeah, Britain, yeah. you guys are. I, I hate to say it, we're yeah, it's not good. Yeah, we're we're awesome Mario. Um, way, people also, people yeah. say they want my room tour. The problem oh, is yeah. like maybe if I like take my webcam, but basically like it's what you see is what you get. Like I've have done. I should do another studio tour, my studio room. But I don't know. I mean, my room's kind of not that messy, but. Yeah, it's just a huge library. That's pretty Gio, messy. Your, Gio, your room's not messy. I, I've, I've seen my rooms. My room can be quite messy. That's not yeah, even close. Oh, by the way, look look at this yeah. post over Maybe here. Maybe if Jules, I take Jules. like you could like oh, see. Oh, there we go. This is oh, my command station. It's not. Bro, look that's look not at messy. that! Look what I have right next to. Uh, like you have the the. <laughs> look at that with Nietzsche and. Uh, <laughs> that's look look oh 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 oh. Okay, Gio, how many of these books have you actually read? Uh, most of that, not like in terms of reading, oh. not like cover to cover, but like in terms of resources and thumbing my way through. That's like, oh, I like the statue. Oh, I love so, it. This, this is, is theory cell. Oh, this God. is theory cell. Yeah. This is theory cell. I, I unfortunately, my webcam, I bought a new um, webcam because this one's kind of low quality, but uh, I will do another studio tour in the future, which is the room right behind me whenever you argue with anyone on twitter all you need to do is just like if you think you're losing the argument say oh you're not like cultured enough you're not read enough <laughs> literally you that's a photo, just like you <laughs> yeah but see the shit. problem is that yeah. when people the people on twitter that say um like bro you just gotta read more books or like it's so cringe and dumb and read it <laughs> like i do say that i've even said that about um in a nicer way i've said that about like even uh recently I said that maybe Molebug should just like get over it and read Michel Foucault instead of like trying to be the Anglo Michel Foucault. But like, <laughs> I just, I don't know. I do. I tend not to do that. I, I don't like people mm. that say just read more bro because like yeah. people that I know who, who don't read at all are a lot of people I know that actually uh, do possess That's... more wisdom than any uh, university professor. Uh, which, which I do. More... I have more wisdom than yeah. professor. Okay, okay wisdom, go. James, wisdom. You say you got wisdom. Wisdom, go now. Wisdom. Shut the fuck up, Brit. <laughs> you can't just you yeah. can't put a guy yeah. on the spot. That is the pure sign of someone with no intellect is that they try to. I just want to hear some wisdom. Yeah. Muscles than you do, though. James, James. Right, come for it. James. Here's some here's some wisdom. Here's some wisdom. Did you guys play with I, really I wanted to legitimately hear some wisdom. I wasn't subscribe James. right now. Oh, subscribe you have to right get now. me rolling on a topic, man. It could be like you know the Illuminati. Could be politics. Could be cinema. Could be the aesthetics and culture okay, of the mid nineties to the Give us some, give us some, give us some hardcore gaming trivia if you're gonna come on, James. Let's go. You can't put me on the spot. You have I'm to sorry. Ask yeah. thing. By the way, that's my Terrence McKenna poster in the back. I don't know if you guys can see oh. that. Trivia <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, is such a brother. broad thing to say. You got, you know. Oh, you God, know, I have to take down just, that fucking. You just don't go up to a professor and be like, hey, well, smarty like the... pants, tell me something fucking genius. You well, ask yeah, a specific yeah. question about that's, a specific that's like topic, asking a comedian and you have them elaborate funny. on well, that. Yeah, but I feel like, okay, with the comedian thing, I feel like if someone says you should be funny and you're a comedian, you're either one or two things. You either can be funny or you can be funny later, but then it's like the real, I feel like a properly talented comedian probably could be funny in that moment if they were like properly focused. Jerry Seinfeld. Was well, is that conscious mob? Wait, wait, Jules? Yeah, I'm what about Jerry draw. Seinfeld? I think if you put, delayed like, response, Gio. Jules is never going to finish a sentence again. A horrible environment, <laughs> they won't be funny. What do you say? <laughs> put a very funny person in a horrible environment, they won't be funny. Yeah, I, agree. I disagree. I disagree. Have you ever watched Levita Bella? 
It's just life is beautiful. They, they I would, hate I life is beautiful. Jules, that is a garbage turn, turn, please change the please we're gonna fight. I, I despise that movie so much. If, if you okay, if you watch his other films like Johnny Stacchino, they are better than Life Is Beautiful. It's just that where I'm from, like it's a rite of passage. You have to, but no. But I think Jules. I think um, I don't know. I think if you are. If you are funny in a terrible situation, you either are A, a sociopath, or B, you have some kind of divine wisdom. B- Buddha nature. You're, you're Chris yeah. Chan. That is <laughs> somebody like who is funny but, in an unfortunate situation. And this well, no, is why but, we have... Yeah? No, but I think that people who are funny in a, in a terrible situation, it's kind of like, what you know, like when, a, like when Adorno, um, he said, like, there's no beauty after Auschwitz. And it's funny because there's this Nick Mullen clip from Come Town where he said, no, it's because uh, he like totally inverted it where he said that, no, it's because the Holocaust was the most beautiful thing ever. And it was like, <laughs> just totally destroyed that sentiment about like, there's no such, there's no art or beauty after such a calamity. But I don't know where I'm going with that. I just thought it was a funny. Uh, well, I, I want to go, well, I want to go to Conscious Moss, who's been patient as a saint. And uh, she's been watching the Chris Chan documentary. For the last, uh, what what episode are you on right now? Can you give us an update? Can you hear me mental... right now? Yes, yeah. I can. Okay. Can you give us an update on your mental state and all that. Conscious Not Moss good. with Chris Chan. Yeah. <laughs> More like Conscious Moid. Wow. Sorry. 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 Oh. Every time. What's Christian? Um, oh. Wait, wait. Who said that? What did you just say? Um, what did you just say? Wait, did you Chris just say Don? who's Christian? Just He's our Lord and Savior, okay? He said the word. He's he said the sentence. <laughs> well, who's Christian? So how's Wait, my didn't... mental state? Um, I've... <clears throat> I've had to... I feel like my, like, exasperated gasping for air is explaining it enough. Um, but I, um, I had to take a break... Uh, last night I just had to close it out and stop because I found myself it just gets worse what episode are you on? 13 that's it? (laughs) what show are we talking about? the best documentary in American history it is up to part 47 Uh, now the best documentary in not only American history but history is Jackass number 2 so oh okay it's not really a documentary though hold on hold on you seriously don't know about Christian Weston Chandler no, I don't. I don't. I'll have a stroke oh, if I try to explain I, it I literally to somebody don't watch else. TV. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, oh, TV like Lev, Lev or Geo has to do it because I'll have a stroke. Okay, okay it's the world's biggest sonic artist. There you go. Yeah, have you yeah, ever heard okay. of Sonichu? No, 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 no. It doesn't do it justice. No, I know, I know. It really <laughs> does not show. There's so many layers to this okay, guy. We gotta, imagine, we show... imagine, okay, Chris Chan is a pure... Um, he is a pure hyper-modern metaphysical entity because his life is totally determined by being on the internet. Yes, he's a high-functioning functioning autist from Get it right. Rutgersville, Virginia, and he created a comic called Sonichu, where he took Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> and Pokemon and put it together, Sonichu, and he, he uses it as a springboard for all of his... Both Every sexual stream. and violent stream. But Chris Chan, okay, so he is a living Truman show. Literally, people are dedicated to like documenting every little piece of his life. And so what happens is 
there's different people who have come about to troll him <laughs> and there's different sagas that they call it and there's a whole thing called chenology where they just talk about and categorize different happenings in the life of chris chan and there's all a backstory and when he was like there was appearances of appearances of him in the media from when he was a kid till now and uh basically he is a living truman show he is the first like big lol cow on the internet he is the alpha and omega of he is the biggest lol cow on the internet yeah he's the alpha and omega um just talking about from uh secondhand personal experience from uh my best friend terrence shout out to terrence um he personally met chris chan at a con it was uh too many games this was the con that uh chris chan got kicked out of a couple years ago what year was that uh, it was whatever year Chris Chan got kicked out of too many 20, games. 2018, 2017, 2018. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. So it was around that time. And um, so one, Terrence had a drawing that hey, he had of Sonic shoe that he made as a joke that Chris Chan bought. And two, um, he said that uh, Chris Chan uh, smelt like a combination combination of shit and cum and was yeah. the worst smell that Terrence has ever smelt in his yeah, life. Yeah, Christian has terrible hygiene. Yeah. And Terrence was a garbage man for a period of time. What so. about Orange Fanta? <laughs> oh, yes. He, was okay, there so, any, was there any of... orange... Was there a hint of Orange Fanta? Did he mention... <laughs> no, orange he Fanta. only mentioned specifically the <laughs> word shit. Okay, oh, this, is shit. Reference, <laughs> this is in reference, this is in reference, Kristan to when a lot of normies got woke to Chris Chan when he appeared he didn't physically appear but he they played a clip of Chris Chan on the Opie and Anthony show before they like went their separate ways and they I believe Don Imus was still around uh they played a clip where Chris Chan believed in recycling where Chris Chan believed that if you drank your own semen that you would retain the uh, vital uh seed and so he it's mixed it with some orange gel? Fanta. Super base. He mixed it with orange Fanta and he drank it on, on uh he used to like record his whole life through this shitty PS3 camera. This that was his life. Thing. Now yeah. now, real quick before we move on from Chris Chan, just as a case example. <laughs> oh wow, I just realized Drew we had Drew Arnold in here. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, that was Drew Arnold. <laughs> what a way, what before... a way to enter this <laughs> But before, but before we get to Drew, okay. But before we get to Drew, I just make a case example of a certain Mary Lee Walsh. So Mary Lee Walsh, this is her. This is what Mary Lee Walsh looks like. You know, she's just like this nice old lady. You see her, right, Kristan? This is Mary Lee Walsh over here. So Mary Lee Walsh. I believe was the principal at his high school. He was psychically Chris- tortured by Christian. <laughs> well, he used to go around with this sign that says that he was looking for a boyfriend, boyfriend free list. girl. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wait, uh, he was looking. Wait, hold on. Can you highlight this okay. real quick that I'm sending? This is Terrence's art of uh, of Sonic Shoe. So okay, Chris Chan. Wow, that's uh, that's actually really good. Oh my god, that's amazing. That's oh, actually nice. really That's people good. have done what? people have taken Chris Chan's like shitty art and actually made it good. So um Chris Chan, he has this thing called the Love Quest, where he's like he was like basically before people even knew about incels. Like Chris Chan, he went around his <laughs> university. I get, get I get I shit you not. He said he was on a love quest and he had a sign saying that he, he's not looking for single women, he's looking for a boyfriend-free girl because Chris Chan. He's he's transgender by the way now and he hates men like he hates men on a very distant level. And he level. hates his ugly growth. 
That's what he, he calls. Yeah, he hates like he's very much an auto gun. If, uh, sorry, I don't want to say the word, but he uh he had this sign where he was looking for a boyfriend free girl that had to be white, had to be uh thin, had to be from the ages of eighteen to twenty two, and like he had all this. Uh, yeah, and he said that you can't be black. And you can't be a smoker and you can't drink. That's even, like literally the sign he, and this was back in 2000, like, what was it? 2007 where like all this SJW stuff wasn't like that prominent. It was still in the background, but basically he went around his Virginia tech university and Mary Lee Walsh was the head mistress of the school. And she tried to like tell Chris, he can't do this. So Chris, basically like demonized her in every comic by making her a, a main villain in in sonichu i'll show you the picture of her as the demon okay so this is the demon picture over here this is demonic merrily walsh but people got confused when they saw her so, okay this is, it. this is it over here this is what she looks like and she rules over like her 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 um her bodyguards are the jerk hops the jerk and the jerk, jerk and the jerk hops are basically Walmart. like yeah, well, they were the mall cops that oh, yeah. got Chris to, uh, you know, get rid of that sign. That because he was Chris Chan would go around and harass female clerks that worked in various kiosk stores in the mall. Like, he would, like, literally, like, stalk them, even after work. Um, uh, but, but that, read but Yarvin's that resignation letter. What do, Yar, Curtis Yarvin's not writing anymore? Huh, that's weird. Before we get to Moldbug, you see also... this image over here? This is what people ended up drawing Mary Lee Walsh as because they got confused. Because when they originally saw this fan art, this art over here, not fan art, but the original art, this is what Chris drew her as, and they mistakenly thought that this was a wig, that this was like her hair, that she had blonde hair. And th so this is Mary Lee Walsh as she is. This is like the real Mary Lee Walsh. This is the Chris Chan Mary Lee Oof. Walsh over here with the big Oof. boobs and the hat that people mistook for uh, hair. And this is the fan art of Mary Lee Walsh as the sexist succubus. I hope oh that she God. saw this. I she hope also, somebody showed her this version of her. Something this poor very old woman. important to remember is that Chris also had a very brief relationship with Vanessa Hudgens. Yes. And but he th it was a troll, but he thought <laughs> yeah. it was Vanessa Hudgens. And he got his virginity taken. Because by okay, Mia here's Hamm. the thing: there would be trolls. <laughs> oh. Yeah, there would be oh. trolls that pretend that would pretend to be women who were interested in them. And there was this, like, they would literally create these elaborate backstories, and they would slowly get Chris Chan to reveal more stuff about his life to the point where he would dox himself, and he would like reveal different, like, intimate details about himself because these trolls pretend to be girlfriends that he oh, never man. met. Yeah. I introduced Drew. Introduced Drew. I don't know who Drew yes, is. Yes, Drew. Hello, Drew. Please tell us a little bit. By the way, what happened to Chris Tan? I think he he melted. I don't know. Oh, here we are. Here he is. Okay. Okay. Before we introduce Drew, because Chris Tan, Chris Tan, Chris Tan, you are gonna figure into Drew because both of you fellas were at the same event. That's that, that that's first off. So I don't know if you guys met each other, but you were both at the Washington event on the sixth. Uh, Drew, can you first tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh, no, wait, before that, real quick, Kristan, what do you think of the Chris Chan thing? Just, like, briefly, what do you make <laughs> oh of that? Oh, my God. Just, 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 just to get it out of the way. Just to get I, it I out gotta, of the way. Make it quick. I think it's quite amazing that somebody has decided to do that and make something of themselves their entire life just to be entertainment and just be a joke. So, cheers. Cheers. Okay, now back to Drew. 
Could you tell us a little bit about yourself and what brought you to the event on the 6th and uh, the footage that you were taking there and all that? Yeah, you know, I, I always love it when other people uh, introduce me. So would you would you mind doing that? Or do you know how to do that? No, sure. Absolutely. So <laughs> Drew Arnold is an amazing uh, video director, animator, illustrator. You worked uh, for uh, Kanye. You made videos, music videos for Kanye West, for Taylor oh. Swift, all these big, you know, all, all these big figures. And uh, right now you are doing a, from what I understand, a documentary series of your own before you were one of the original founding, I don't know if you were the founding member of the tea, of the Tea Party, but you were like one of the people who kind of started it up before it got uh, co-opted as you were talking about uh, uh, last time. So you've you've had your uh, you've had your shoes and uh, you've had your feet in a lot of different shoes in the political spectrum as well as in the uh, entertainment creative spectrum. So right now, what is the documentary uh, series that you're doing, and what exactly brought you to uh, DC? And was it connected with the doc, or was it just a, a separate thing that you were doing? Well, for, yeah. Firstly, amazing intro. You got it all right. Thank you so much. Except for Taylor Swift, I didn't I didn't work for her. I was uh, working with Lady Gaga and, and oh, Lady Gaga, yes okay you know very close so um there's uh uh um you know I, I was always politically active for me it's like just being in the zeitgeist and, and being physically present for it you know when you when you watch the internet etc you know you see all this stuff happening uh for me it's it's much more important to be present when things are shifting and happening right to be a part of these cultural vortexes and uh so you know uh what happens uh on the six was essentially an extension of two other uh, rallies, which I was also a part of in Washington, D.C. on over November 11th, December the 12th. Um, uh, those two were uh, essentially rallies organized by uh, Stop the Steal, which was an you know, organization that was looking to uh, um, you know, stop or people say overturn, but stop what, what they saw as the stealing of a, a presidential election. And um, for me, what was significant about this, and, and having been a part of many marches and protests before, having been on the on the left, having been a, a libertarian, um, this these events were massively significant because Republicans have not been on the ground, have not showed up in numbers to any rally outside of uh, Trump rallies uh, for hundreds of years, maybe ever, right? So um, when I saw this happening, I knew that this was sort of like a game changer, right? The left and uh, what I was doing with the left, whatever, when I was a part of it, you know, people showed up, hundreds of thousands of people to the mall, would march, et cetera. You, we've seen it. We've seen it go on for, for a long period of time. So, so when I saw this as like a phase change, I had to be, I had to understand it. Uh, I went to document it all three times. And uh, yeah, man, I mean, it was just, it was a significant event for many of the reasons uh, that have been said, I'm sure, by uh, hundreds of, of news outlets. Uh, but but otherwise, I think it represents a massive paradigm shift that people are are have been overlooking uh, ever since it happened, ever since November 11th, but particularly since the 6th. So um, I went in, I videotaped um, as much as I could, as much as my batteries were allowing, and I had the last piece of documentary uh, film on the steps of the Capitol uh, after when the uh, uh, when the cops came and essentially tear gassed everybody and shot um, uh, concussion grenades, uh, I stood my ground, held my breath, and uh, filmed for maybe a good three minutes, something like that, while everybody else was fleeing. So I got I got um, essentially the end of it uh, on on camera. 
as far as where you were and Kristan were, I'm just curious if you maybe even saw each other because you probably uh, were around the sim uh, same place. Kristan, where where were you in comparison during that time? Do you remember? Oh, there was there was two doors that the protesters were working on. If you're looking at the front of the Capitol building, there is the one that was on the right hand side, and then the one that was right in the front. I was on the right hand side. I came up from the stairs after they initially pushed people back and I was getting the footage of people trying to break in through the windows and through the side door while screaming for vigilante justice there. By the way, I started out with the Ron Paul movement in 2011. And as you know, he's the father of the Tea Party. So uh, I got a little bit in common there with you on the libertarian streak, uh, Drew Arnold. So, and we probably know a lot of the same people like Tatiana Moroz and other people that are involved in the movement potentially. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think what I saw is exactly what he described what happened is the police came around through uh the back end of the capitol hill and they started pushing everyone out towards the front and that's when you saw people in my video clash um where people and the citizens were attacking the police and it was like all out braveheart brawl for uh minutes there when they were shooting people with rubber bullets and literally blew one guy's lips straight off and it was just crazy. It was crazy. And it was like they're aiming at people's heads. Uh, it wasn't like they were like aiming at the chest. It's pretty interesting. The tactics that were there were slightly different. And I was also there uh, for the uh, December 11th um, protest where the Paul boys are marching through the city trying to hunt down Antifa. And there's viral footage there. And I've been to both sides, though. I, I covered the Kenosha event, obviously. I had a lot of viral footage with the Kyle Rittenhouse interview as well as uh, the third precinct. But uh, I have to agree that the conservatives don't tend to come out unless it's, you know, there's a few that came out for the, you know, anti-mask protest. But in this large form, I've never seen conservatives come out and they handle the protests very differently from what the way the left does as where the right kind of scurries and runs away and doesn't regroup to come back and press on forward. They kind of just all dissipate and leave because there's completely different tactics. And uh, I don't know, it didn't seem very well organized as far as the plan. So it makes me believe that part of it was organic and maybe that there could have been opportunity for infiltration, which I wouldn't doubt because it only takes a few people uh, just like it takes only a center to throw a football game. Uh, mm -hmm. It just takes, somebody that wants to take the lead and cause the the destruction first so but, i don't but was there was there you noticed and this is for both drew and Kristan. was there anything you noticed as being the first round a certain action that was taken which then kind of culminated in the chaos that uh that we saw I mean, I think, I think you, you know, you have to look at it in two phases, right? The initial phase, which was um, what everybody sees in the news report. Um, so, so to give you some context, uh, everybody was gathered in front of the Washington Monument, uh, north of the Washington Monument, uh, in front of the White House, waiting for Trump, who was belated to give an address uh, to people who came there to see him. There were, I mean, I, you know, it, it's hard to say how many people were actually there on the mall. I would put it plus, you know, 500,000 maybe plus uh, total on the mall. Uh, so while that was happening and people were waiting or Trump was uh, uh, on the, in the process of going on, that was the first entryway into the, uh, the Capitol building where a couple of hundred people or a hundred people were allowed access. We still the numbers out. And, and that's when the, the cops essentially opened the doors, let people in and, and, and all the famous footage that have now been seen. Now, secondary to that, you know, they, they had forced everybody out at some point in time uh, then about, 
maybe 30 minutes later, everybody else showed up uh, af after having been dispersed from, from Trump's address. And then they showed up and that's kind of where uh, people are starting, you know, I think uh, with what Chris Don was saying, people were working on the doors, et cetera. So in that there was some infiltration, but not nothing like what we saw with, with all of like the InfoWars video, all these, all this other video of people walking uh, into it. And I think that's what you're, we're seeing now. And uh, we're seeing more of it um, very clearly uh, Antifa and some Black Lives Matter people were a part of it because they've now been arrested and and we see that but how 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 many of them were in there it's it's difficult to say at this point in time i mean i my theory is is that they were predominantly people who considered themselves patriots uh and and probably very few of them were antifa black lives matter but that that's just my perspective what about the pipe bomb situation and also the uh, officer uh, Sicknick who uh, died during that whole thing? Was th is there any conclusion as far as what ended up uh, killing him? Yeah, I mean, he probably he, I, I saw I witnessed some cops getting beat up. I mean, there was one guy who got pulled. So so the way it worked is um, the, the front steps of the Capitol were blocked off. They had um, uh, basically all this rigging up. Uh, for the um, inauguration, what was what was going to be the inauguration had had been canceled prior to that, but they hadn't taken the structures down yet. And um, so, in order to get up to to essentially this pit, uh, which was a raised basically a, a, um, a raised lanai, uh, you either had to and how it was initially accessed was people walking up the railings, these um, marble railings, which were maybe about a foot and a half, two feet, and either that or, 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 or climbing any of the, the structures. So, um, you know, after, after that had sort of come in, people had sort of filled in. And I think what I'd seen is like people were battling with the cops and some of the cops got pulled in and uh, 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 beat up a little bit. Uh, it could have been that, uh, but I don't know, Chris Don, maybe you, maybe you have a better uh, uh, view of what was going on. Well, yeah, it's pretty interesting because I, I can collaborate with you and see I agree almost full heartedly with you what happened. I think everything kind of kicked off when the police shot the unarmed female. People were upset and word spread fast. And that's when the police pushed everyone out of the Capitol building and they pushed them back towards downstairs. But when people started pushing back because everyone was trying to funnel to get up to the Capitol, that's when you saw the abuse of the police and the beating, beating of the cops and people trying to break free. And then they went back into the Capitol as people were starting to focus on the on the right hand side from the front view in the center door again and that's when uh, they slowly uh, were trying to hold people back and waiting for reinforcements and then once reinforcements were carted in probably from underneath uh, the capitol building they started coming out from around behind and pushing everyone towards front and that's when we started seeing uh, the, the, the heavy violence of um, police batoning people and having no mercy really and now with the cop and the, the pipe bombs I don't really know a whole lot about that, but I was asked about that by uh, many people. And there was pipe bombs allegedly set in front of both the Republican and Democrat uh, offices. Other than that, I don't know uh, what the intents were. If it was somebody who just piggybacked and left them there. I mean, who drops pipe bombs and doesn't send them off, set them off. Sounds like a pretty bad terrorist to me. So <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, it, it, it makes me almost think it's a prop, but I'm not going to say that that's the conspiracy theorist in me to ask why that was not there and why it was left there. Um, but at the same time, 
Um, I do think it's very interesting to note that uh, in majority it happened organically, and these break-ins happened before Trump, uh, not break-ins, people going into the Capitol started happening before Trump even ended his speech. So therefore, uh, if if he was uh, responsible for what happened at the Capitol, uh, it was before what he said at the end, or they weren't there to hear it. So the impeachment's all bullshit. That's all I want to say. Yeah. Wait, I, wait, wait. I, could, you say, could you say that again for those who missed it? So the when Trump said that phrase or did those tweets, give him hell or whatever, the people that were involved inside the Capitol would not have heard that. Most likely, what what was the reason specifically they wouldn't have heard that? Because they wouldn't have been at the Washington Manu- Monument. They would have been at the Capitol building. Yeah, and that that and Trump hadn't said it at that point in time. Oh, exactly. It was if you look at the timeline, this is uh, Trump had not ended his speech. And I would add, I would add something about the pipe bomb thing. Um, I would just ask the question: When is the last time you've seen a uh, conservative uh, drop a pipe bomb anywhere? Um, it's it's uh, I, I I can't say that. Well, I there there was that uh, the Murrah building back in the day, the Oklahoma. Yeah, I mean, well, it's not a pipe bomb. I also, I also think I, it's, I, I know, uh, it's, it's, it's possible yeah, for. Not, you know, I think it's equally pipe, possible for the bomb. person uh, yeah. to, that did the pipe bomb was. Retarded and equally possible that it's a psyop. So I think it can yeah. go. Well, wasn't McVeigh working for the Glowies though? Well, that's it? what came out in Congress is that basically um, the, it was a cult, uh, uh, came up by the FBI and think tanks and they tried to coax McVeigh into it. Who's to say they didn't leave? They, uh, legitimate- yeah, the theory is that they, yeah, they tried to like do like a drill because he was connected to some <laughs> intelligence agency. And there's some rumors that like Jolly and West was his uh doctor in um what what prison did he go to dx i don't know off the top of my head but they were saying that uh he was involved with like osama bin laden and him and nichols didn't have a nickel between them the fbi and the cia can't find bin laden but you're telling yeah. me nichols well, saying, like if i was if i was a total and, and by I the way a... jolly and west worked with you and cameron during the mk ultra program that was the... okay if i was a total normie right now MK as far as you know if i was a total if i was a total debunker right now like what would be the things that i would need in order to convince me otherwise because you guys said a lot of things some people can keep up some cannot but as far as uh, those connections like what is one thing that people could look up right now or get a document to that would be able to let's say ha- give them more clarity on what's going on or is it still murky or is it still like uh you know like i said before with leo uh, zagami like either he knew these people uh, in the uh, you know these bloodlines and all that, or he read a book about it just like somebody else did. That's why they have the same conclusion. Like, what is the best that we can do here with something like the uh, Oklahoma City bombing? There was a documentary on it, by the way, but it was John Doe one two three four five. There's a lot of an- unanswered questions. Let's just put it that we don't really know to stay. All we know is that we've been lied to about what happened then, and we can all probably agree on that. That's where I'd leave it on. But the see, the the problem the problem is this: like when it comes to the lying and all that, which Schrodinger's cat right now, like uh, for me at least, what's going to happen probably, and I don't know if this will, ha- I don't know if this will happen fully, but like if we have Republicans who don't have faith in the system anymore, then they're just not going to vote. And if they're not going to vote, then Democrats will keep getting elected. So do you guys foresee that that's what's going to happen or, uh, or it's no? not that they can't vote. It's just that, 
No, it's not, they won't vote because they will say, well, why? It's not. I mean, no, they, they will vote them. now. No, Republicans will not vote now, I think. I think the Republican Party's dead for, like, at least a few years now. As it should be. I mean, both As it should be. Yeah. It's good that the Republican Party has been crushed, but we also need to crush the Democratic Party as well. Uh, I think America can't survive with the... Disclosed TV is saying that John Sullivan has been released from jail with no bail. Wow, that's... Uh... I don't know who that is. Is, is that so. is that story him. legit though? There was some so people honest. linking to a. Pol- I know Politifact is total like bullshit, but wait, wait, who's John that Sullivan? For those who don't know, John Sullivan is the BLM guy that uh, we've seen at several speeches, and the same guy that was interviewed on CNN after the Capitol thing, um, who is um, was allegedly traveling with a film crew inside the Capitol and was next to Ashley, whose last name I can't remember, the dead girl when she was shot. The New York Post said he was charged. Yeah, he was charged and he has been charged but released with no bail. Hmm. Who is the judge who released him? Um, I do not know. Like I said, right now, this this is a headline that just broke about three minutes ago. Um, and it's disclosed TV saying it, and sometimes they're right, sometimes they're wrong. Yeah, that's a that's a that sounds like most news, it's like uh, before it's news where anyone can write. And uh, you know, I they have like a lot of good things, but you gotta follow the links and see if there's videos or posts or evidence. Otherwise, you know, you gotta look for the data. There, there is one from the Intercept: John Sullivan, who filmed Capitol shooting, arrested for riot. So um, there was there is some by like again, they're conservative sources like Newsmax. But that Newsmax is definitely more of like it's got boomer legitimacy. Oh, sorry, Newsweek. Oh my God, <laughs> even better. <laughs> no, but I feel that it doesn't even have to be that Glowy's like concoct staged events. I mean, it's definitely happened, but I feel that it's not necessarily that um, everything is a psyop actively, but certainly no, the... it is. Well, no, but hear hear me out, James. I feel that even if like crazy people do these type of things, which they have, and there has been glow in the dark psyop operations that has led America into wars, by the way, uh, it it's more so that there is a hermeneutics of suspicion around a lot of these events. And the fact that they can create enough of a smokescreen of disinformation or rather misinformation that gets later like corrected, but nobody reads corrections. Right. So therefore there's enough media obscurantism around these events and that is what is the real psyop even if these events were 100 genuine it's the fact that there is enough of a cloud of suspicion around them yeah. to like throw people off this set well, they, they do everything in their power to be like it really Frank is like magic Hassel. in a way yeah someone in the chat said it's like magic yeah, and ABC4 um, of Salt Lake City where he is native has also reported that he's been released without bail so I would say that that is in fact true mm, interesting. interesting but it's like I was saying earlier they are kind of like the entire thing is acting like a Frank Hasselwood and it's basically sissifying not only is it sissifying and bimbifying the United States of America but it's also driving the United States of America nuts you know like this isn't real and like all you know what I mean like it does seem like we are doing to America what Frank Hassel as Dr. Don Wario did to Jessica you know back when he was in the store and when it comes to like this is a question for Drew like when it comes to how people are going to react after this, the Republicans with, uh, you know, not trusting uh, the system 
and the, uh, let's say, more leftist wing of the Democrats seeing that all these wonderful things that they were asking for are not coming to fruition, then what are the conservatives and Republicans going to do? And, or the Trump supporters, rather, in this case specifically. And what are the leftists going to do when, you know, like their calls are not being returned to, by Biden? So do you think that both things will come to a certain head? And if they do, what exactly do you think uh, it'll be? Yeah, you know, it, it, I think we're in for some very interesting times, uh, uh, primarily because, and, and I'll add one more to the mix, um, with the upcoming lockdowns and what's more than likely going to be a series of forced vaccinations, uh, you're going to have something called uh, what I'm calling the Great Migration. Uh, in addition to this, you have, you know, part of the Great Migration is all the social media essentially uh, rejecting people who have certain political ideologies. So in that, uh, you have a mass of people who are, you have society that's split uh, you have people who are going to the Donald and whatever Gab or, or whatever uh, social media platforms has been set up for conservatives. Uh, all the other ones are going to be hosting predominantly predominantly liberals. The liberals have are uh, uh, liberal citizens, some of which are going to have to answer a question, specifically people who don't uh, support vaccinations, which include a large number of uh, black people who are, are familiar with some of the experiments that uh, the government did uh, uh, with vaccinations, giving people uh, syphilis, uh, I think, Tuskegee. you know, in the 20th century. Tuskegee. Yeah, the Tuskegee experiments, thank you. And so, so I think, you know, and I, I have a, a number of friends who are, you know, consider themselves very liberal, anti-vax, hate Republicans, but at some point in time may, if the trigger is pulled on forced vaccinations, uh, be considering a, a new line of politics in order to preserve their, their humanity. A lot of them uh, are, are very aware of the transhumanist sort of agenda. They're conspiracy theorists. They don't like Trump, but as politics in this country go, you're either on one side or the other. And as uh, uh, Alexandria Cortez said, if you're not with us, you're with the enemy. So they're going to find themselves going in a direction that they may not have expected. Meanwhile, I think uh, the Republicans are, are have to ask themselves a question. What does their party look like right now? I think there's obviously like there people are going rhino hunting. You saw Lindsey Graham shoot away from the airport. I think you're going to see a lot more rhino shaming. Uh, Liz Cheney is, is looking to get kicked out of her seat uh, uh, in Wyoming. So what, what may end up happening, and, and if the Republicans are smart enough, they may organize, uh, start electing, because right now what, what's happened is you have massive control of the federal government by the Democrats, but then you have the ability to go from the ground up. If people get involved in their state legislatures, if they elect uh, secretaries of state, if they elect a board of directors that can essentially boot out certain people they can retake the election from the ground up. And it's very possible to do that because a lot of the way this, the politics is done is not through voting apparatuses like Dominion or anything like that. And, um, but I do wanna say one thing, um, you, you had asked about a documentary series that I'm putting out. I, I am putting out a documentary series. I suggest uh, people watch it. I've only put out one so far. It's about election technology. 
And um, the first one I did it, uh, covers a little bit how the, the, the uh, series is called How We Got Here. Uh, half the documentary is about how, what, how this, what was structured in order to get electronic voting to where it was, essentially the consolidation of e-voting machine companies, who put them together, who allowed, basically Eric Holder under Obama, who was the attorney general, forced merger and uh, acquisitions of a number of e-voting companies. Dominion, who owned 1% of the, basically 1% of the market, was able to purchase the second and third largest e-voting companies uh, as a result of, of investigations by Eric Holder and he basically forced the mergers. Uh, so that's how, that's how Dominion got to where they are. But subsequent to that is something that uh, everybody should be looking at is uh, a company, and I cover this in depth, a company called Democracy Works based out of Brooklyn, New York, is an, a data company um, who for the last 10 years started out registering people to vote. They then grew to essentially having uh, all election data the complete map of poll workers, where all of the registrations are at any point in time in the process, who's voting, where the votes are uh, in transit. So that was a lot of power. They started getting uh, uh, donations from a lot of the, 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 the namesakes that you all were recognized, the big globalists um, um, that I won't mention here because we all know their names. Uh, what happened subsequent to that, uh, uh, to basically right before the 2020 election, the uh, all of the e-vote, basically all voting was run by secretaries of state who were working under a uh, non-governmental agency called the NASED, the National Association for State Election Directors. And um, they've been running, they've been running uh, the show since 1993, since Bill Clinton. Well, but, do, but do be clear, though, when you say running the show, when I looked at I mean, the organization, it was a it was an advisory role. So they don't make no, they, the actual they were, decisions. They were, they, were, they were setting policy for every uh, all technology. So any any technology that's used in the election went through the NASED. It was not an advisory role at all. They were the ones who were certifying every piece of technology, with, whether it was electronic or uh, manual, uh, automatic or anything like that. They were the ones who were actually accepting it. So any any voting machine company had to go through the NASED which by the way, were, were controlled. It's an association uh, from the uh, secretaries of state. So basically NSAD, NASED were all the secretaries of state from most of the unions in, in the nation. So, so if you didn't go through that, then you would not be able to do anything. You no. must, but was it a legal, this is what I'm confused are... about though. Was it a legal precedent? Like who yes. legally decides that you have to use this thing, that you have to use this organization? Well, they, they decide. What if you don't? But it's not it's not legal at all. It's a non-governmental agency. It's just an agency that's the gatekeepers to all the elections. So uh, all of the processes, all basically the entire election apparatus went through the NASED. It has been going through the NASED since 1993, except for 2020, where it was changed to the data company uh, Democracy Works, which is a data company which now controls all of our elections. So this is what's going to happen if we really want to understand where our elections are going in this country, we have to start looking at Democracy Works. I mean, this is something they brag about. They control everything from the NASED conferences. I mean, it's amazing how much control this small data company has. Nobody knows about it. So if we really want to get to the bottom of, of, of wrestling our, uh, uh, our elections away from, um, let's say, uh, power, the powerful people who 
stand in the shadows, we have to start looking at Democracy Works next. And I, I recommend anybody watch the documentary series that I did. It's long, it's full. Basically, you have to be ready to watch a ton of information being spat at you. I'm really sorry, but it's just a ton of data. Um, it's, it's so look up uh, how we got here on YouTube. And it, it'll be the, the one documentary that I'm I gonna, have. On. I'm going to put a link right now uh, in the chat. And yeah. uh, let's see. As far as the uh, NA, NAECD goes, what I'm trying to understand here is what would happen if a state decides, you know what, guys, fuck the NACD or now fuck Democracy Works that owns them. We're not going to go through it. What then? Would somebody stop them from doing that? Like well, they could they could do it. It's just not it's just not part of the process currently. Because it's, why, a, it's a, it's a non-governmental agency, so they technically they have no authority to do what they're doing. They weren't elected. the The only thing that they are is just a collection of of uh, secretaries of states. Yeah, so, oh, so they could instant, only advise them. Dominion machines. The Texas Secretary of State wouldn't certify them, so they weren't used in Texas. Right. The so, the, uh, the so so different states have the the authority to. Um, essentially uh, use different technologies. But in terms of e-voting machines, the NASED is the one that, that uh, confirms which ones are available to use uh, nationwide. It's but, just so strange to me that people would agree to use this organization. What do they get out of it? That's what I understand. I'd understand if they made some money on the side from using this organization, but if they don't, why why not just skip it all together? They're... they're, they're convened by all of the secretaries of state and all of the secretaries of state for the most part in almost every state controls how elections are governed. So you, you, it's, it's not that the NSA, NASED has power, it's that the secretaries of state who are a part of the NASED have power. So, so they convene, the NASED determines the policy, the secretaries of state oversee that process in their, in their states. Hmm. I think understand. Does anybody else? I mean, we're gonna have to look through the uh, documentary for everybody goes. Please check it out. But does anybody have any questions so far to uh, oh, Drew? No, a lot, a lot of um, wait, I, I um, I have some completely unrelated question. Uh, you mentioned at the beginning uh, working with Kanye, and uh, we can talk about that after this topic. But I very much want to hear about that because I'm a definitely. We're, we're, we're not gonna end the stream before we talk about Kanye West. Yeah. Definitely. But Chris Tan, uh, what were you gonna say? Well, I was going to say a lot of these uh, voting companies, they get caught in fraud and all they do is switch their name and repurchase the comp like the voting machines and companies and they're all legitimately just it's a really bizarre scenario. I, I worked uh, when I got involved in politics, I was hired by independent lawyers from Ron Paul to do fraud investigation and poll polling tabs where we were able to uh, mathematically, much like they're trying to do now, show how that there was fraud, especially when Ron Paul was bringing five, 6,000 people in Michigan and only got 2,000 votes. They could have been from all out of state, but you know, uh, there's a, just a lot of questions when it comes to voting machines and voting in integrity. I think we need to move to blockchain voting and uh, rank, rank choice voting. I think that would be a good solution, but uh, other What's than blockchain voting. Where it's inscribed in the blockchain, like it's, yep. yeah, wow. But, but like, how does that work? I mean, well, essentially, a blockchain would record the votes, preventing any fraud. Because be and, that, and that would be better than uh, what we have now. Yeah, because this way there'd be no argument whether there's fraud or not. But I don't understand like this barring of discourse around 
like like there was like literally like documentaries and a hollywood movie about how in florida in 2000 the machines were bullshit in in the bush election but now the same people that like made conspiracies as hollywood movie although that was a conspiracy george bush definitely did steal florida but it wouldn't have mattered i don't think gore would have won but i mean like, geo same- it's literally okay when they do it well, it's, I mean, but I go. This is again Carl Schmidt, friend enemy distinction. Well, it's just it's insane because who cares? Yeah, I mean, well, you just had to hear about RussiaGate for like three, four fucking years, and then it's like yeah. one time they were like, "Well, let's look at this election," and everyone fucking loses their minds, man. Exactly. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, for three years we were talking about how the president of the United States was a Russian agent. I'm like, come on. Well, that, like it that's... was literally boomer liberals who were hippies. Now they get to do the red scare, but like liberal. Although so... <laughs> I will say, I will say though, um, of my my liberal friends that are around our age group in their twenties and thirties, didn't buy it. Um, no, wasn't... N- none of them, even the fucking cucks that shilled or voted for Biden, um, ever were <laughs> going on this <laughs> Russia Gate bullshit. Yeah, so I mean, I will say there's at least consistency with our age group. Yeah, I I didn't for the most part you're right, but I didn't know a handful of people like like I had one of my oldest childhood friends like start talking about Russia shit to me like two years ago and I was like oh, oh my God. <laughs> like we weren't that close anymore he started talking about it, I was like who are you <laughs> can I ask some, can I ask something seriously though because I'm not American but why why has like why are voting machines in the hands of private corporations. Why isn't the American because government? Because literally, I'll, I'll tell you right now, Gio, it's because you know? America is ran by corporations. I know, no, but this is the but, this but is that's, like, that's literally the honest sample. It's yeah. answer. It's that simple. Like I'm I'm writing we're... an article recently about um the corporate like banning people in the corporate state that's probably going to go in. I am 1776 and I'm using Giorgio Agamben and people like very serious theory cell shit. But it's true, like corporations really do run the the american lifeblood itself because it just doesn't make like okay european countries i believe in canada we do have a semi-private company but it's really regulated by the government like every country around the world even like third world dictatorships all their voting equipment is registered or at least made by the government i don't understand this it's just it's, it's, it's one literally of, we, we you know I, the, the president's a puppet the politicians are puppets it's literally the corporations are way richer than the politicians and they're the ones lining the pockets so they're the ones it's like you know well, you know, if the politicians are profiting off of this, you know, they're profiting right. off the billionaires and they're profiting off but the here's CEOs an argument. and the corporations, then, you know, they're just going to adhere to whatever they ask. Like every state should have their own voting equipment that was registered by the government with unique government codes. Like here's an example. People that say that, oh, well, you need companies because it costs too much. Let me give you an example. In the Great Depression, America paid... I, I guess because they didn't want artists to starve. So I guess I would have benefited from this. America paid every artist, including like big ones, like Grant Wood, paid them to make murals in every single fucking post office in little shit towns during the Great Fucking Depression. You mean to tell me America can't shill out enough money to have like registered in-house made voting machines that was 100 uh, years ago baby bonus <laughs> yeah. that's what the bonus yeah. was about yeah. with uh, Smedley Butler yeah we're up to our neck in lobbyists yeah we're up to our neck in lobbyists and they have the real power but it's just and so much of a moral hazard I, uh, 
I, I will tell you this. There will be no real change in America until politicians start dying in the street. In Minecraft. In Minecraft servers. In Minecraft. <laughs> Though, no, I think, you know, but I do. We're not getting any change till then. There's no democracy in America anymore. We haven't had that in my entire lifetime. On a serious point, though, James, as much as we hate boomers, as much as all those boomer politicians are going to drop within the next 10 years, maybe not in the streets, but in retirement homes, uh, I I, kind of fear for a, like, Gen X millennial order government. Like, imagine AOC... Yeah. Occupied. Well, I mean, AOC is already being bred to be the the Bernie ver- the the psyop Bernie. So she's she's pretty much supposed yeah. to replace the Bernie yeah. role, but she's being bred. There, there will be, no, but it, but isn't that the there right will be thing, a though? Biden that is Gen X that is older than AOC, but like her hero Bernie, AOC yeah. will be the sacrificial lamb for yeah. the no, yeah. neo yeah, exactly. neoliberal globalists. A- AOC is the up. next Bernie, but she's the psyop. A- AOC of it will be the psyop the integrity for of Clinton. Bernie. Despite on, Bernie this, losing a lot of integrity, is, uh, hold on, this, this is for the party. But this is what I want to get to, actually, because you brought up a very important point with somebody like AOC and with any of these other fashionable leftists that they prop up. So I agree with you that they are being used there to just be propped up, get all the attention, get all the glamour. And, and all, then, sorry not to cut you off, yeah. but AOC loves the attention too. Of course, so oh, yeah. of course she does. Yeah. Totally. yeah. No. So it all it all works I, out for I, everybody, but. Uh, I got to bounce. I got a dinner thing I got to go to. Alabaster, but I have had thank you. Thank you for coming. Time, Thanks for coming, Alabaster. Thank you so much for coming, Alabaster. I really appreciate your time. I, I, I hope you come Guys. back real soon. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Uh, we, we should wrap it up. It's been like... Well, we're, we're going to wrap it up This is actually soon. a long one. I'm, yes, happy. I'm all for it, though. I love long streams. No, so. it, it is pretty long, but I here's here's where I'm getting at. So to me, it's always been imperative that, like I said in the stream we did before with Jessica Deloach, great stream, Jessica is lovely, and uh, I would love, by the way, for uh, uh, her to come back real soon. But anyway, the idea for me is that the elites do have a responsibility somewhat to make sure that there wouldn't be out-of-control movements that would, let's say, create a deep rift within the system so that a lot of people end up suffering from that because again people romanticize revolutions but when revolutions happen usually like it happened in russia they don't really happen uh, with a good outcome in the end so i am one person who does not want there be there to be like a uh, balkanization or a destruction of the system i would rather the system be reformed i would rather there be some motherfuckers who can keep their mouth shut who can infiltrate the parts of the system they don't like and just dedicate their lives to being able to go in there and surreptitiously start moving things around in such a way that they actually make a dent in the positive direction now you could say that the system is so convoluted that they wouldn't be able to do anything i don't know yet but this other way of looking at it where it's just completely fucked, there's nothing we can do, plus the people who are setting these things up, like, one way of looking at it is how they've been slowly setting up this intolerable demoralizing system that at a certain point is going to start sending all Trump supporters into the gulags. But then there's another way of looking at it, which I'm curious what you guys think about, which is... If we have somebody like Trump who comes in, starts saying whatever's on his mind, starts saying the truth as he sees it, and a lot of people agree with it, a lot of people would probably agree with it who are against Trump right now. 
but because he laid all the cards out on the table, because he said what he meant, instead of saying something else and then doing what he wanted to do to help, uh, to help out the American people, as he sees in the background, then it would not have attracted that much noise. You could say that the media wouldn't have paid attention to him. Fine, that's a different argument. But what I'm just saying here is that it seems like this over-wokeness that we're experiencing right now is also partly the result of the answer to Trump's boisterousness. And it's almost like if he was not as boisterous, if he would have had different optics, then maybe this wokeness would have been tapered out after the Obama administration where everybody would have gotten tired of it and we would have moved on to something else. And they the elites would have figured out a way to keep the leftists in bay by giving them some candy here and there, but they would have calmed them down and we wouldn't have had this intense identity politics that we have right now. That is another version of looking at it. And I'm curious, Drew, specifically, uh, what do you think about that? You know, what's, what's interesting about this is, um, so, so the next series of docs that I'm doing is Trump versus the deep state where I do a linguistic analysis over uh, every time Trump's mentioned the deep state, both in tweets and uh, in, in, in person. And in that, I break into four categories um, um, the type of language that he's using, um, how, who, who he identifies the deep state is as an institution, who they are as people, um, what adjectives he uses uh, to describe what the deep state is, and what adjectives he uses to describe how he's fighting the deep state. And in that, I, I go through all of his policies and sort of uh, compare it to what he's talked about and um, um, show, I, I think, within a, a pretty reasonable doubt, and especially within his first two years in office, that he did an awful lot of damage to what he would call the deep state and other people would call by a number of different names. Uh, he, he reformed almost entirely the Middle East. Uh, he, pull, he pulled out as best he could uh, of all of these wars. He, he bombed uh, buildings in Afghanistan that were used for uh, processing poppies, uh, which um, I think many people realize were uh, part of uh, a way to finance operations with the CIA. Uh, so, so with that, I mean, you can understand, and, and with the doc, what I'm doing is I'm focusing on uh, the CIA operations that, that uh, essentially led up to where we were and where we are uh, in the Middle East and, and seeing that the CIA has had a lot of practice undermining governments, uh, creating populist movements from nothing. I mean, it costs them a lot of money, uh, but but they, they can bloom in nothing. We see that ISIS essentially was financed entirely by the CIA, created by the CIA and the, the Obama administration. What is the and, document that you recommend people to look up for there being a connection between ISIS and the CIA? Um, so in my doc is probably going to be the best one to see as far as I'm concerned, because I'm pulling from a number of different references. I mean, and, and what I do in my docs is I actually go through and I use primarily liberal sources. So that way it can't be sort of like used and subjected to the scrutiny that most documentaries are. Um, um, there are a number of, I mean, I've got basically hundreds of citations that show a very specific timeline of the CIA operations, some of which uh, go back to the 1960s, uh, but primarily what I focus on is everything from the Mujahideen uh, in the 1980s, late 70s, yeah. all the way up into the, the modern era, uh, showing the connection between this. And so you see what happened, something powerful that happened, uh, for instance, 
with the reform of Saudi Arabia, where, where Trump sends in Jared Kushner with a list of, um, of names that the then newly, prince, uh, uh, newly crowned Prince Mohammed bin Salman uh, essentially overnight had, had a, what he would call a counter coup, but essentially arrested uh, almost everybody, some of the richest people in the world, uh, particularly this guy, um, um, uh, Ben Talal, um, um, I'm sorry, what's his name? Uh, uh, oh yeah, the guy with the mole, right? Who, yeah, uh, um, so I, I, I'm, I'm blanking on his full name right now. It's uh, Al-Walid Ben Talal. And uh, this guy worked with the Bush family, worked with the CIA, um, and essentially was imprisoned uh, as a result of the interference from the Trump administration. So when people say that, you know, you know, what do you look for in response to what Trump is doing? You know, Trump fought the powers that be. And to quickly bring that back to what you're saying is just to say that um, the CIA creates fake populist movements all the time. So we should expect, and this overseas, and we, it, you know, it, it happened in Georgia, it happened in Lebanon, it happened almost every country in the Middle East, it happened you know, so many different places. It happened in uh, Southeast Asia and the islands of Asia Pacific. Um, we should expect that it's happening here nonstop and, and that the, 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 uh, the mass of their efforts would be taking place here because ultimately what they want to do is have not just control over the planet, but primarily, predominantly maintain control over their, their base location. So, you know, but, but is that necessarily a horrible thing? Like, I don't mean to go fully like because here's the thing. What I would love, Drew, is yeah. to have a show where we can actually bring on some neoconservative geo strategist and have him sit down with you and me and everybody and talk about this, because the most imperative thing I think right now is that I did not go through as much information as you did about a lot of this stuff. But I want to see with any of these conversations is there anything like if we all keep an open mind, is there anything we can possibly say in defense of the deep state in defense of all these things where they could be seen as the best of the worst? In other words, here are the choices on the table as far as geopolitical strategy. You do this, you're going to be seen as the devil. People are going to hate your guts. People are going to hate the guts of all the people that work under you. Yet, with all the other choices that we have here so far, this is the best one. And yes, there's going to be greedy people that are going to be misusing it. They're going to be lobbyists. And it's like that's fucking politics and shit happens. So what I want to figure out, the most important thing for me, honestly, is whether the situation that we have now and have had before historically, whether that has been choosing the best of the worst done by imperfect people or whether it has been a lot more, let's say, maniacal, for lack of a better word. And uh, I think it is an important distinction to make, because then we have to uh, figure out if, let's say, the deep state was gotten rid of, spread into a thousand, you know, shredded into a thousand pieces, what is what remains, what is left, and what decisions would be done by what is left, whether it would be ones that would be beneficial for the United States or not beneficial. I, I would just, I, I, you know, I, I don't want to take up everybody's time here. I would just, I would just ask, I think that the summarizer question is just to ask a simple question. Do you believe humanity is capable of governing itself? Yes or no. If you believe no, then you've essentially have just given, you, you've given the entire, uh, 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 
uh, moral compass for the CIA, which is we are doing this because nobody is capable of doing it for themselves. If you think humanity can govern themselves, then you have to say by them interfering in, in different societies, self-governance, then they're doing a, a massive disservice or worse to the people that live in them. And it's, it's just a, simply an ethical question that I think um, um, has to do with, with what type of morals people bring to, to uh, understanding foreign policy. I don't think society can self-govern itself, but um, at the same time, there's way too much government interference in the wrong way in America and not enough government interference in the right right way because government is too concerned with aligning their own pockets. So it's almost like what else is new? It's almost, yeah. of course, government wants to line its own pockets. That's the nature. But it's not something that you could just chop off and then expect something else to fall in its place. It's like that cartoon. When we they need get to rid figure out a way statue. to make politicians fear for their lives constantly where they're afraid of getting <laughs> murdered in the streets um, in if Minecraft. they don't serve the people properly. And that's the only way we will ever advance all right, all right. as a society. Can, all right. Here's what we really need. We need transcendent values. Yes, that's what I we agree. need. That's the thing. Yeah. Transcendent values hierarchically as well. Because here's the thing, Drew. I agree with you that I think humanity is capable of self-governing, but in a hierarchical system, which would not be a top-down system fully. Like there could be still some top-down mechanisms in there for like defense and all these creepy things that do go on and will go on forever, if not by one organization but by another. But I want there to be a responsible set of elites that can set a tone for the rest of humanity uh, in terms of their local, you know, the United States and the various states in the U.S., as well as, you know, Europe, like Italy, France, whatever, that there would be some people there that would be, you know, seen by the people as being legitimate and seen by the people as being a good example to follow all the way to like the local level, like the Masons, you know, you're you're a Mason yourself, you're in co-Masonry, uh, co you know, uh, the Elks Club. All these kind of organizations, I think, are very instrumental in having pillars of the community that can guide people. But whenever a big structure like the U.S. is born, like if we had a situation where we didn't have other world powers like China, Russia, I know what you're fucking thinking, buff. Don't you start with me, motherfucker. OK, if we have all these different countries they are going to go into, as they already have, like, look at North Africa. Trump ended up pulling out of North Africa, and right now, that is, uh, you know, a great place for the Chinese to start going into. So the question is, like, we can't just... I don't think we can put our fingers in our ears about these things, too. You know, like, if we get out of some place, what happens to that place as far as these other powers? Unless these other powers are going to balkanize, you know, as soon as we press some magic button somewhere, then, you know, we're going to have to deal with all of that fallout. And it's a very complicated thing, which is, again, why throughout this entire stream, I'm always giving the benefit of the doubt to the people that seem to be the most despised just because I'm trying to see whether or not something is missing here. Because, like I said, this is why I want to have more neocons on. This is why I want to have more classic New York um, NPR reading liberals on. I want there to be this, you know, configuration, this combination, this, uh, uh, what do you call it, this transmutation, this alchemical process that I think can only take place when you're able to get a Drew Arnold in here with a wealth of knowledge that you have in these great documentaries that you're doing and being able to bring in people from the other side. 
who may not, yeah. who may not not agree with everything or who may agree with the way you see things uh, i mean the way you see things working but may not agree with what proposition you have to solve them and that's when we could actually start figuring things out i gotta say love i do appreciate um even though i will never do this for my podcast more because it's a shit posting podcast than anything else but uh i definitely appreciate um your willingness to get people that uh other people on the stream either adamantly disagree with or even downright hate and uh, i think that's very admirable of you so i appreciate that buddy well this is what we do at btr this mm -hmm. is why you are funding us this is why you're sending us super chats this is why you're becoming patrons patreon.com slash break the rules this is why you're doing it because what you are doing is you are creating this alchemical transformation so that people are not just agreeing with each other because that's like that is yeah. the end of pressure that is the end of having this pressure on you that forces you to grow and expand and get stronger and that's what i want and, and i, want and I think that's by the way i think society needs a lot more of that because um the mainstream media has all become echo chambers and uh you know I, I appreciate a lot that you go out of your way to do this which almost no one else does so well well, well i want to ask drew like would you be interested in this once your uh, documentary is out i'm really looking forward to watching it would you be interested in having a show where we may get some people on who are like I don't know, uh, friends of uh, Pompeo or something. You know, I'm going to see, like, <laughs> who does Pompeo know? I'm going to connect with some people like that and then bring them in with you. Sure. And, and I just want to be clear that, you know, the documentaries that I'm putting out, I, I, I try to be as um, I try to use uh, evidence to build a uh, picture of, of things that happened. And essentially the name of the, the name of the, the series is how we got here. I want people to understand the mechanisms that were put in place in order for us to have gotten here because people generally don't see how how that happened right and so so with that um i don't try to make a distinction of what i think is morally right or wrong uh with the case of trump versus the deep state i'm not saying trump is the good guy i'm literally saying you know here are two warring factions and here is how one essentially took on the other and i think that's it's it's important I think for us to move forward as people who consume information to start looking at things that way. And I appreciate you saying all of that because um, so much is skewed, especially in, in American politics, either uh, Coke or Pepsi, whatever you want to, you want to pull it. It's uh, uh, we're, dr we're driven through identity in politics, regardless whether on the left or the right. And I find myself, I, I fall into that very easy. I try to watch myself because it's like, you know, um, uh, uh, I watch things that happen and I, 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 in a way I identify with certain things and I have to pull back because it's like, well, you know, we, we've seen what happens to people who, who I, I identify to different political movements. It's easily co-opted. Uh, they're easily pushed into uh, and sequestered or pushed to certain political thoughts and ideologies. So. Again, I appreciate everything that you do, Jules, and bringing on people with, with uh, different points of view. And I, I'm more than happy to have a conversation with people who have built a, 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 different, um, uh, a different worldview with different information or the same information that, I, that I've seen. I love it. And I think that the very people who should see your documentaries are the people who 
you know, would be the last ones to do so. You know, the people who would be like the NPR watching liberals or like I'm not even talking about our common uh, friend Daniel Pinchbeck because he, you know, he's got his own thing going on. But, you know, I'm talking about more oh, of like... Oh, God, he's been so as... cringe since 20... <laughs> never mind, never mind. <laughs> okay, but you know, like, I'm, I'm oh, just ta I'm talking about just like regular, normal people who, you know, have achieved a certain modicum of success in whatever influential part of, uh, you know, whether it's the government or whether it's... I mean, we're probably not going to get Pompeo himself on the show, but we can get people who are within. Like I had Jessica Deloach... She was uh, working for Pete Buttigieg's campaign, and she's great. Everybody loves her on the stream. And, uh, like, I want to get people like that on, show them uh, all the things that we got to show them, and then try to figure out, okay, if this is oh. where we got here, first of all, do you agree with everything that has been said here? Do you have any questions? And after that, okay, if this is how we got here, then how do we move on from here? And I know that we got to go soon, but and I know Gio has to say something as well. But before that, the last thing that I wanted to ask Drew and kind of ask everybody as well. Kanye? And I sort of... Oh, yeah. Well, okay. Okay. We're, we are... Okay. Go, go. Kanye question. Then I'm going to go. Well, then okay, Gio, wait. then I'm going to go. Hold on. I, I, I only know what Lev just literally mentioned before that you worked on Kanye music videos. So I just want to know what you did. Did you direct them? Did you just do other stuff on them? I just want to hear about that because Kanye, to me... Uh, him and David Lynch are the greatest artists alive and of all time. And uh, I can't let you go without hearing at least a little bit of it. So. Yeah, I'm happy to answer. I'm going to plug in real quick. Um, Everybody subscribe while he's plugging in. Subscribe for the gift of electricity that enables Drew Arnold to talk with us right now from the middle of nowhere. I don't know where he is. I'm, the Drew, of, I'm in the middle of somewhere. Um, so there's uh, uh I have to say, um, you know, with with Kanye, I'm sorry, what was the question again? Um, I just wanted to know what exactly you did on the music videos and okay. what was your experience like with Kanye? And yeah, I worked on more of a worked, general question. Yeah, I worked on uh, three music videos, uh, one of which I was co-director. Another one I was uh, art director and tech director. And the other one I just was uh, doing animation. Uh, basic and and can you say which ones you did each role on? Yeah, Mercy, uh, I did uh, basically animation post-production work. Um, Lost in the World, which was um, semi-released. I was co-director and um, uh, Black Skinhead, I was doing tech, di tech director, art director. That's awesome. And how did you get involved with that? Uh, magic. <laughs> well, no. he is, he is a mason, so there may be some masonic well, handshakes involved. <laughs> I don't know. So, can can I ask Drew one quick question? Not about Kanye, but about something else. So, you were talking about you know like the NAACD, like the Dominion voting machines and whatnot. So, I used to vote, and then I kind of was just like I didn't do any research or anything. But you know, with like the way the voting machines are and all that stuff, I followed. In a little bit, but I just was basically, I don't even feel like, and especially the things you see with, you know, this election, I don't even feel like voting, does it even count, like, based on all, everything that you, I'm sorry, I'm kind of rambling, but everything that you, like, put into the doc, I want to watch it, like, is voting even count, like, does it make a, for you, what would you say, if that mm -hmm. makes any sense? Good yeah, I, mean, I, think, I think it's a question of, of, does it, does it count how long, if it, if not, how long is it not counted for? And um, um, what I what I cover very quickly is is my in the docu very early on in the documentary um, my experience um, I was very far left 
wouldn't say very far left. I was a, a liberal, anti-war liberal during the Bush years uh, in college, and uh, pr predominantly because I was anti-war and the conservative, the, the Republican Party looked like the war party to me. I didn't realize later it was just sort of the, the left would come in and pick up the, the, the pieces later. Um, but what I saw is we were complaining about um, a, a company called Diebold, which doesn't exist anymore. They were essentially purchased by Dominion. Uh, that this company had basically the same issues were brought up about Diebold that are being brought up about Dominion back in 2003 and 2004. And, uh, you know, basically all of, basically it was completely unresolved. Everybody was in a fury about it. Um, the question was, is, is our election being hacked? Is it being stolen? Nobody answered it. Um, uh, the difference is nowadays people actually showed up to try to do something about it to, to, to um, you know, my interpretation of what happened on January the 6th was that uh, people refused to abide by their vote being stolen or what they, I would say, what they thought their vote was being stolen because, you know, essentially there's, there's really no hard evidence in, in terms of like courts accepting anything at whatever, you know, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of evidence one way or the other, but so, so I'm trying to keep my opinion out of this. Um, the, what, I think what, what's important, I think is, is that the way I look at it, the contextualize it is, is like, what is government? What, what services does it provide you? Uh, how important is it for you to vote for elected officials that they do you any kind of favor? Um, I think a lot of people can answer that question by saying, um, I'm completely self-governed. Um, most of what I do is I affect, you know, I, I, I don't, you know, I, I, I don't have a certain type of job. I don't do this, that, the other thing. So I basically do myself all my, my own favors. There are other people who are completely dependent on government and for, for them, or, or even like my dad, who's who considers himself uh, on the right, he's completely dependent. He's dependent emotionally on the outcome of elections because it's for him, it's left versus right, right? So yeah. if, if, if a Republican doesn't win, then he's very upset by it. So he, in a way he's dependent on government, even though in a way he's, he's not, he doesn't think he is. So I think it's, it's just comes down to like, what's your perception? What do you do for yourself? Are you self-governed or are you not? And, and there's, there are other things that as a result of that happen, which is people are now having to ask themselves, what happens when the government has too much power and wants to um, um, essentially inflict as much uh, damage on another party as possible? And we may see that happen, but it's a question that's being, a lot, I think a lot of Republicans are asking right now, or a lot of, I guess, people who call themselves patriots, I wouldn't even say use the term Republicans. And even I asked myself, because I went to the Capitol to record, to video, and I think I put it, if you wanna, if you wanna play it, Jules, I think you, I sent you a private uh, uh, message if you ever want to play the video, um, or uh, Lev, sorry. And um, so we get us confused all the time. I know. I, I'm sorry. I'm just going by the name. I know. I know. Who I'm talking to. I promise. So uh, the so so essentially, you know, I'm asking myself because I showed up, because I filmed, because I was in a, a, a went basically to the the border of where people were pushing in or not. 
am I going to be a part of this um, um, scrutiny that's been going on in the media? Is my name going to, am I going to be doxxed, et cetera? Oh, oh wait, re real quick. Is this the bitch shoot video? Uh, it's no, but it's, it's one of the, it's the last shot. Basically it's the final shot of the police coming down. Um, basically it's the massive amount of tear gas that was essentially just sulfur. It wasn't even really tear gas. It was, it was basically a pulverized oh, wait, sulfur. Did you send this on Facebook or on uh, Twitter or it's in on Zoom, uh, Instagram? It's in, the, it's in the zoom chat. Oh, it's, zoom chat. Okay. It's on, it's go. on uh, to you directly. So if anybody wants oh, to I see it. The final shot of the day, I was, I was, I'm proud of myself. I was the last man standing, but um, I practiced a lot of Wim, Wim Hof stuff, so I know how to, I know how to hold my breath. <laughs> All right, that was, that was not it. Hold on, I gotta figure out a way to open this video. But would it be the same BitChute link? Because I can use that. Uh, no, because the BitChute link is a music video kind of thing. This is just the, the raw footage. Um, I'm gonna, I'll send it to you one more time. Oh no, I got I got the video over here on the drive, but uh, let's, let's see if drive. I oh, yeah okay I think this could work. Here we go. Yeah, it should work. Oh, hold on. It says access denied. Uh oh, so, hold on. Uh oh, Spaghettios. <laughs> yeah, so apparently we can. Oh, uh -oh. you can screen share, Drew. You can screen share. I can uh, I can open up your screen. Here we go. If you want to do that, that will right, be the quickest way to do that. And everybody, please subscribe right now and send us some fucking super chats. What's going on? We we need the super chats. Come on, chats, what are guys. you poor? What are you, cheap little shithead? Come on, give Lev some super chats, man. He's he spends all this fucking time streaming in his little yeah, apartment. I've been standing up. I've been standing up this whole fucking time. Send me send me he some super chats. He stands for wow. every episode. Show us some respect. Like a little retard. Give him some money. <laughs> Lev, please give Lev money to buy compression socks if he's gonna have I have on my pair. Do you, so. do you he needs to make some more of that chicken. <laughs> By the way, speaking of guests, this is what I wanted to announce. Oh, but okay, okay. Hold on. Uh, hold on. You're gay. It won't, Before... it won't be. Yeah, yes, I am. I am gay. Uh, no, I, um, I'm gay. I'm very happy. Do you remember that Chris Chan video? I'm gay. <laughs> I'm gay. Tried to like put what he thought was masculine. What, what poster was that in the background? It, it, it the like, Sailor God, Moon like... poster of fail. Yeah, yeah, because it, it would say that he liked women. It was like a secret. It, it's almost well, like it, it had not. It had it, both like, Sailor Moon and Chibi Moon. It had the uh, that yeah, pink one. Because Chris Chan, you know, he really is tapping into uh, the like he's like tapping into some sympathetic magic. So when people saw the Sailor Moon poster behind him, then people would recognize of his his real masculinity. His love of women instead of those damn dirty homos, as he what, called them. One, what, one so, second, one second. I want to show Chris Tan the Sailor Moon poster of Fail. Okay, hold on. And then we are going to show the video. And also, Chris Chan had an Optimus Prime figure next to him, which is another sign of his manliness. So, hold on one second. This over here, this is the Sailor Moon poster of Fail. This is specifically for Kristan, who I really want to start converting Kristan into being, a, you know, a researcher of Christery. So, here we go. This is the Sailor Moon poster of Fail. This is what, this is what he had on his uh, wall in order to... Uh, so, there we go. Are you, are you a fan of Sailor Moon, Kristan? Uh, you know, I don't even know what that is. Like I don't watch a lot of TV. You can call me uh, 
a old school guy. I kind of ditched the man cave and brought back the study a while ago. But what uh, what do you think it is? Looking at this poster, like what anime. do you think this is about? It looks like anime, and it okay. looks like uh, a super female superhero with a super cat and her sidekick that are going to kick the ass. <laughs> that's, that's close enough, actually. Is it? That hey, is I don't need to see the movie. Well, well, okay, okay. so the pink one, that's her daughter. That's her daughter from the future. And the cat, I don't know how the cat came to her, but the, I don't know, Drew, are you a fan of Sailor Moon? Anyway, let's go back to the video. Here we go. I'm going to... Hold on, uh, hold on. I, yes. I, for, some reason, for some reason, it disappeared on me, so give me, give me a minute. Okay, okay. And are you a Sailor Moon fan, Drew? Do, do you like Sailor Moon? I, I don't understand it at all. See? Okay. <laughs> in in we're terms old. of anime, we're Sailor Moon. We're old as fuck. That's all we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where did Geo go? Geo, are you still here? I don't know what oh, happened to Geo. I'm going to Irish check. goodbye or whatever. Whatever. Jules. Okay. Let's do the screen share. I am ready when you are, Drew. And I'm going to see what's going on with Geo. Because I, I always want to conclude the stream with uh, Giovanni Panichetti here and $30 patrons are going to get a beautiful print from him. So patreon.com slash break the rules, you know, you want to do it. So uh, go for it. And All also right. while you're at it, just subscribe yeah. to, to uh, bad film cast on Spotify. That's right. Subscribe to bad. doesn't even bad cost film you a cast. dime. MK ultra money is the rebranding season two is coming next month. Hell we got yeah, some boy. amazing art coming from FOD Corp who has done the logo for Break the Rules, which is nothing compared to the beautiful art that FODCORP is going to be creating. Don't say that. No, no, no. It's equally good. It's equally good. No, 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 no. There's no reason to tear him down. No, no. There's no reason. This isn't tearing you down. You have a very simplistic logo. I am commissioning something way more complex than FODCORP. Okay. It's just this is going to be something way more complex and amazing. And it's going to be something to behold so no well, what are you proposing you. what what sorry my computer decided oh, to kick me for well, some reason. well uh it, it's, it's it no insult that... it's no insult to btr or jules or lev james it's well, just a testament to how advanced okay this next level art is going to be i, I agree art. well just real quick geo you didn't hear this so i'll tell you james is is having a logo done by fodcorp for, uh, for mk ultra money yeah, yeah nice it is going to be the uh, the podcast cover art for um, for uh, iTunes and Spotify and all that shit. Nice. So. Oh, and by the way, Kristan, if you see yourself in this video, please let us know, okay? Like, can you identify the, where you are? The front of the building. So I was actually on the right. I believe this is uh, the direct front, if I believe. All I right. got a video of this me if you want to see it. it. Sure. These are the final minutes, so I'm going to play if you guys don't mind. Yes. Yeah. Go right. for it. What? Uh oh, hold on. There we go. <laughs> That's the back of the building. Yo, that beanie go hard. 
Apparently, the FBI is using streams to identify people. Oh. oh. Man, that's crazy as hell. Damn. This reminds me of the summer 2016 where you had, like, people, like, it looked like fucking Germany and, and Weimar, like, people going out in the streets. <laughs> yeah, this is right before we got pushed out on the right-hand side. That's the back where they have the built-in stage for the inauguration. I believe, if I remember right. And then they came around the back end on the right, and then they came up to the front of the building. Is wow. this when the police expelled them, or is this like before people entered the building? This is the end. This is, this is when the police finally um, decided that everybody was going to leave the premises. So this was oh, about this is about maybe 4.45 p.m., something like that, so around that time. Yeah, this is right right before what you'll see in my video. It's funny because they tell almost the same story. Once they push uh, Drew and everyone back, they come around to the side, and that's when you'll see that the Braveheart-style hand-to-hand uh, type combat started on the uh, right-hand side of the building. Is And I'll, I'll go ahead and send that to you, Drew, if you want to see it. It's pretty interesting. To. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm glad that out of the stream we're able to unite two forces one, uh, Kristan, you are right now. Where, where are you currently based at? I'm um, on the other side of the building. That's the back where the back end stage mm-hmm. is that they're building for, I think, the inauguration. They said they're not having one, but they definitely built a stage. Would there be a way that's, you could that's do a screen scaffolding. share? Everyone was cov- co- climbing and trying to get up there. And then I, I, what you do is if you're looking straight at it on the round to the left-hand side, uh, there was another door where everyone was trying to get back in and was pounding. And then there's the front of the building as well. People were out there protesting. So this is the beginning of the sweep when they're trying to push us completely out of the uh, Capitol Hill area. And that's when we saw somebody get shot in the face by a rubber bullet and blow off their lip. So, and we have that, I have that on video here. So uh, I can send that over to you guys. Can you do a screen share with that work or? Uh, what, yeah, I probably could. I don't know how if the sound would come through. Um, uh, just... No, the sound the sound would come through. You just have to go into a screen share and make sure you tick where it says uh, sound. Yeah, I can show that. Cool. cool Excellent. Cool. Excellent. So, oh, guys, yeah. you are getting firsthand footage here from the greats over here, Drew mm-hmm. Arnold and Chris Tonti Harris. And uh, this is this is what BTR is all about. It's about bringing you footage, information, bringing people together. So I love it. Speaking so... of bringing people together, you wanted – speaking of bringing leftists onto oh, the show. Okay. I reached out to uh, amazing woman, good friend, uh, Amy Therese of What's Left Podcast. She said she would love to come on Break the Rules. Nice. So, Lev, reach out to – I will send you her new – because she got banned in the band wave again like she always does. So I will send you – Is this going to be our connection to to Anna Kay? Uh, Potentially, uh, maybe. Uh, I don't know. Uh, But we will have Amy Therese on the show. She recently – did a great interview with uh, um, Aaron McIntyre. Uh, if you look it up, uh, just look up Amy Therese on YouTube. There's this great interview with her. So yes, uh, Amy Therese will be coming on Break the Rules. So big, big news. So uh, Lev, you just got to nice. set things up with her. I'll send you her uh, new account. So. Excellent, excellent. And also so, make sure uh, to get her email or oh, what's that podcast right. just in case. You know she gets banned again like she always does. So. <laughs> so Kristan, can you tell us what we're looking at here? So what you're looking at is I came up and they were trying to break back into Capitol Hill and people were yelling, shoot the police. And a lot of people are saying and voicing their opinion that they were upset 
that uh, unarmed female was shot, but uh, the guy behind me was playing, I think, Thunderstruck by ACDC. Somebody had a MP3 player, and I believe the intent was that, uh, that things would get flagged for copyright infringement, pulling down any videos that may be streaming live at the time. But I could be wrong. I'm just giving you what uh, my thought process behind why somebody would be playing theme music. But uh, what we're seeing here now, uh, this is an individual that's standing in front of the doors while they're breaking and throwing uh, bricks and trying to break in. I could show you some video here. That's a good point. These shirts say Democrats are evil. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty sick. <laughs> uh, where we're they should, what they we're should go back to the... This is where the cops vacate us. This is after uh, what you saw with Drew Arnold on the back end. This is them making that swoop to the uh, right-hand side and coming around from the back of the building. And uh, here they come in the drawer, and you'll see it starts to get pretty violent. They start pushing people off the ledges and a whole bunch of stuff. There's a fair bit of women in the crowd. That's that's defeating the stereotype of a bunch of uh, racist oh, evil no, incels. Oh no, the Kekistan flag. flag! No! <laughs> no! No! <laughs> that's terrible, man. Don't they? Don't these boomers know that this meme has passed them by? <laughs> man, it sure smells like 2016 in the air. It does. It kind of does remind me of those riots where Alex Jones would like go to the streets. He was getting pushed around, and he chased that one guy. He's like, "You're not a real intellectual," and he like chased him. And people did the edit of like him chasing uh, the Pac-Man <laughs> or uh, the mushroom guy. <laughs> I yeah. feel like my final. Uh, either podcast or BTR goal is to get Alex Jones on. That'd that's be, like within the realm of possibility. He comes at a high price, Kanye, though, but Kanye is like so high up there. That's like, that's, that's like impossible. you know, you can't even reach for that almost. But but fucking, I feel like Alex Jones is there. He he like I don't know. He he's he comes with a high price. This is what I. I yeah, but I feel uh, like uh, it's with Alex Jones is within the realm of possibility. I feel how like. much oh, would uh, how much would Owen Schroyer cost? What would it be? He, well, he wouldn't cost that much. I don't think. I don't know who that is. He's his. Uh, he's his friend. He's his. Uh, the guy. The co-ho- who's like he's yeah. like a co-host almost. I just like his name, Schroyer. It's like my friend's. Uh, my that. friend's boyfriend used to work for Alex Jones, but uh, they I were. You said I, your I don't think they were on great terms. <laughs> yeah, your boyfriend. Uh, he, I your remember him one telling me like stories of him getting yelled at by him and stuff. So I'm like, well, yeah, there was hmm. this one New York Times article. Maybe it's the same one. But there's this New York Times article with the guy that worked for Infowars. Um, I know it's like such a cocky backstabby type of thing, but like he was saying, Alex was like, like he's like legitimately crazy behind the scenes. Like he is not. That's not an act. That's just Alex Jones, which is kind of based. Like New York Times thought it was a hit piece, but it it's like mm-hmm. no, it made me appreciate Alex even more. So, <laughs> by, by the way, Kristan, how do the police react to the uh, journalists that are there? Like, can they tell journalists and? Uh, the um you know the the rioting and protesting apart well at some point i pulled out my press badge and i was baton twice and assaulted by cops twice and by some kid which was dressed in borderline militia antifa gear uh, while trying to attempt to knock my phone off my stabilizer uh you'll see that in a video coming up maybe in five or ten minutes after the cops start batoning people some more but uh basically when they started pushing people back they were like twitching they were angry they were scared i could see it in their eyes and uh they were literally at one point i think really afraid uh because they were not sure here you're seeing uh things get brutal where it's starting to be more of like the brave heart scenario where they're pushing back and forth 
back and forth. And I'm just trying to view behind me and see if I can uh, take a step back as they're pushing people off of a ledge and swinging their batons from time to time. But, uh, you know, I think that the police um, there were, you know, essentially brought in from outside the area because they were outnumbered. And this is after the, a lot of them came into the uh, Capitol Hill and they, uh, as you saw, pushed um, Arnold and uh, everyone else out on the back end. And then you saw people like me and Ford Fisher who were on this side get pushed out and moved out uh, to the front of the building. And if I fast forward this a little bit, there's a video of a guy who got his lip literally uh, like blown off here Ooh. by a rubber Ooh. bullet, and they refused to call an ambulance. They said to drag him onto the street, and he felt like passing out, and they didn't really give a shit. So, uh, and at some point, uh, the people tried to pick him up and help him, and obviously no ambulances were getting in in that area. And they did at least hold up and stop. And, and, but they were being very persistent on saying that we had to go, otherwise they're going to move us. And they didn't give a shit about the guy. And he was trying to show that he's giving them first aid. So, uh, yeah. And after this, things kind of settled down. He got up, he walked out, and the cops created the perimeter. We hung around to nighttime. I got some dystopian audio from uh, the Capitol Hill saying that uh, there's a curfew and everyone needs to leave the grounds or they'll be arrested. And that was pretty much calling it a night. But between now here and the rest of the night, there wasn't much until they started pushing people back outside on the ground because it looks like the end, but there was a couple thousand people that regrouped towards the end of the night when the National Guard came in and they were pushing them uh, back towards the Washington Monument and it ended up being non-eventful and uh, we kind of all got out of there and I needed a fucking beer after all this bullshit, so. Well, what was, what was stopping them though from like, saying be like all right the curfew is is now instead of whenever they did it you know it, it feels kind of arbitrary at that I point think they just wanted to give people time but i think curfews are bullshit you know if the protesters or whoever you're worried about isn't going to get you the cops will get you so it's like you're damned if you do damned if you don't it's like having a curfew in your back alley because people are breaking in the cars if the thief don't get you then you got to worry about the fucking cops that's just yeah, my because all these curfews seem like such bullshit because uh yesterday i was literally reading that now france has a, a world a, a country-wide curfew of 6 p.m. So it's like, uh, what yeah, the fuck? Those, look at those tats, nobody cares by the way. Hmm. Look at those what? tats on the head. Yeah, he's throwing rocks and he's trying to break into the uh, Capitol Hill there. And he was uh, pretty aggressive about it. This is right uh, when people were yelling, um, you know, shoot the police. Uh, and people were instigating. And uh, people, what's interesting, I caught in video is at one point in this video, there's coconuts. People put coconuts outside of the windows. Why they cut coconuts in half and put them out there, I don't know if that's a tactic because it's known to break glass, but somebody brought, brought coconuts, and they must have had the intention of breaking windows. That guy oh, yeah. has, like, Kerry King from Slayer, like, tattoos on his head. That's crazy. <laughs> and that's tear gas or pep it's uh, tear gas that they're throwing at us or – it definitely was tear gas. I can tell you that much. My oh, eyes were burning like a motherfucker. And or it could have been a combination of that and the pepper spray. But they were literally infumigating the area. And then you'll see them bring in like what looks like to be a gate and try to uh, break through the door. And, um, and what they keep doing is using the mega flags to cover 
so like they're protecting uh, images of them actually committing any crimes. But you'll see these individuals going on there, and there's music right now. They're playing ACDC uh, pretty much the whole time, just rocking out. Well, uh, we got to be careful with well, that why music. Would the boomer option? Speaking they should, of, um, they should be protecting themselves or something. <laughs> speaking, speaking of protecting themselves, I think it's kind of ironic that especially during a global pandemic, regardless of what you think of COVID or not, uh, that like where these people should all be prote- protecting their identities are not wearing any sort of mask for a lot. Yeah, that yeah. is very stupid. Yeah, yeah. there's nothing to do with COVID, just the fact that so many people have gotten fucking arrested because they didn't just wear a mask. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> if you're going to do this, like, Jesus, if, if I were to do this, I would not only be wearing a mask, but sunglasses as well. I would not want anyone knowing my identity if I was doing this kind of shit. It's just yeah. fucking retarded. Like yeah. they just, you know, yeah. But see, they I, don't I appreciate have, the sentiment of see, them the like, MAGA... attacking Capitol Hill. But like, you know, come on, you gotta do it smart, man. Especially yeah. But James, like... the MAGA people, unlike Antifa, don't have uh, certain people like academics that go and train them how to do demonstrations like it's Black Bloc Antifa does. It's common sense, <laughs> man. I, I agree. I agree it's with that. Really common you, don't need, you don't need to go to college to learn how to do that. You know, they have like organizers that train people. But then again, if you're retarded to cover your whole head in tattoos, <laughs> the fo- unfortunately, like the MAGA boomers, they don't know about. Yeah, don't... by the way, I, I wonder about that, that guy. I, is that I guy think... with the tattoos on his head? Is he like the pillar of his community or like, like where, where did I he would come think from? Not. I, think, I think he was uh... just an adrenaline junkie. See, these type of scenarios attract yeah. a lot on both sides. When I covered Kenosha, uh, when I covered the burning down of the third precinct of Minneapolis. When I covered the Proud Boys event uh, a couple of weeks prior, there's a lot of adrenaline junkies that are there and that probably it. should just not be there, but they're there for the wrong reasons. And there's a lot of people that have genuine concerns, uh, but it's mostly a peaceful event. But you have people that want vigilante justice or some kind of uh, bizarre idea of rationale that they've been educated by. Like I said, again, that's a, a fallout of people who believe different variants of beliefs and the follow of the mainstream media where people are getting their news from things like 4chan and 8chan and Q and bizarre things because nobody trusts the mainstream media because it's so trashy, uh, you know? And so then you have these people who are adrenaline junkies and they believe that they were sent here to, uh, you know, reclaim the public because some forum troll told them to. <laughs> or some glow in the dark who pretends to be a forum troll. Right. Who knows, right? <laughs> what are you going to say, Menace, by the way? Oh no! I was just saying. I think that you're right to an extent. And I think that like the boomers just don't have any idea. But I think that with like a lot of the younger guys, they want their 15 minutes of fame for like the selfies and shit. That's why they're not covering their faces. Yeah, you you know what? That's Which a great point, hard, menace. because like so many of these people are getting arrested now. Yeah. No, but here's a good point though. That that menace you you brought this uh, up. I feel that the boomers grew up in a society which has reaffirmed this belief that they have that the American government is on their side and that they benefited from the post-war era. Whereas people who are younger than the age of 40 have no such illusions of the system actually benefiting them. That's why they wear masks because they know that, wow, the cops are going to fuck me over. (laughs) Really? Like even just look at even the people who were there, like, you know what I mean? Like streamers streaming themselves. Like it's kind of, I know it's like you're chasing clout and you're chasing lemons and super chats, but it's just, I don't know. It's, 
it's a really weird divide. I think these MAGA boomers, they actually grew up in a society that did reflect their values. So they figure that the cop is going to help them out and the yeah. judge is going to help them out. But that's not the case now because literally the media, like all these people like that guy, he's probably a fucking like tool, tool and die maker in some factory. But the media is calling him a terrorist now because yeah. he did I mean, so, a lot hmm. of the, the people that I know that are our age group, I feel like a lot of them have realized that like the cops are not going to be on their side. And the only ones no. that are super pro cops are the ones that are either related to cops or the ones that have family friends that are cops yeah. and shit like that. Oh, there and even, are, even me, as so, fucking mask and, and, and even me with someone that has a lot of close family friends that are cops, you know, I respect them a lot because I know none of them done anything fucking terrible. But at the same time, it's like, I don't trust cops. I don't, uh, support they're the not cops. there to protect you i think people are going to realize that they're not there to protect the citizen they're there to protect the system itself i know that's like such a basic bitch cliche point but it's and i i do truly believe there, there are, are good cops though there are yeah there. I, I truly I, believe I, a lot of people become police officers with the goal of one um just supporting themselves and their family and two, a lot of them it's like the military a lot of yeah. people don't have a yeah. choice and, really. and yeah. they think that they are going to do something good and and then a lot of them get deceived into it and then some of them fall for the the psyop and oh by the way uh, drew arnold has to go so i just want to say uh the goodbyes right now drew thank you so much for coming in brother thank you for coming man thank you please please come back when you have the uh, second episode of the doc i would love to talk talk about man by the way i know i'm sharing my screen right now but uh you know if you need to use any uh footage i got shit tons of protest footage for you bro so feel free to we'll we'll connect we'll connect man thanks for sharing yeah, no problem. Yeah. Oh, one more thing. Chris Don, are you afraid that you might have some legal repercussions you're, because you're a journalist? It's sort of different. Like, how does that work? Well, I guess uh, it's both for, yeah. Chris I'm not Don partaking. I'm filming. Yeah. And I've found, I've come to found, find that the, if you've got like, so I guess it starts out your reputation. So if you've been around for a while, they kind of know who's out there. And I found that the, the law enforcement actually likes to watch our feeds. So they'd prefer us to be out there. And I don't know. Oh, of course. You know, I'm just being honest. I'm telling you how, how it is. Uh, and so they like certain, that's why you see BG on the scene and all these people that are there before anyone knows things are happening because they're tipped off. Not saying I was tipped off, but I'm saying that, uh, you know, there's uh, uh, no repercussions for people yeah. whose feeds that they tend to like to troll. And considering that I'm a person that's been at just about every huge protest in the Midwest, I would believe that that i fall underneath there i'm not saying well i don't i don't i don't contribute i don't egg anyone on i try to help where i can and i try to prevent violence so what could they have against me but if i was inside the capital i think it would be the same thing i wouldn't have made a difference so mm. either way i think if you're not causing problems you're most likely not getting in trouble um as unless you're you're affiliated or uh you know you might get interrogated like i've had the fbi stop by my place after the kyle rittenhouse situation you know so Mm-hmm. Well, that guy's got a head strap. GoPro. He's got an insulin pump. Sorry. <laughs> That's the Frank Castle joke. <laughs> yeah. So, guys, uh, we're going to be wrapping it up right now. But uh, I want to give a big thanks to everybody who has been here to uh, Christan, to James, to Geo, to Menace, 
aka Apple Dog Lives, one of my favorite new uh, meme masters. You get, you are so amazing. Thanks, <laughs> Dennis, for sticking around this long. Is it? Yeah. The stream <laughs> ends at like eight o'clock. Yeah, oh, what man. happened to a three-hour deal, bro? Yeah. Kind of like. Yeah. Wait, like were we supposed to have? Or, from Peter Faust. Peter Faust. Were we supposed to have some uh, some music entertainment, or what's what's going on? How about some? That's it. That's it. That's over. Okay. No. No. Uh, no harmonica this time around. No, the mic is already too low, and I don't want to adjust it. That's fine. Okay. Next time we're gonna have the harmonica, and I am looking forward to that. Okay. One one other thing before we go is here is what's going down the next weeks. We've got a lot of exciting stuff for you. Okay. So first of all. Tuesday, January 19th, we are going to have a stream about women and relationships. And here is who we are having for that stream. We are having. Me. Yes, we are having <laughs> James. Be a disaster. <laughs> yes. I, well, I want Verse to come as well. So I oh, asked God, even better. <laughs> yeah, Wait, uh, hold on. I'm pissed at Verse because he follows women posting L's, but he hasn't followed back my main account. So that's he's bullshit. on my shit list right now. Okay. Okay. So gonna, I'm going to see if we can fix that. So Hotep <laughs> Sophia. Oh, Lida Lotharia is back. If, if you guys remember her, oh, no. she was in the Pikachu outfit. Nice. So uh, she's coming. She back. also didn't follow me back, so I unfollowed her. And but. she also, <laughs> and she also brought her friend along as well, who I'm oh, gonna meet. God. So she brought a friend. That's nice. It's always nice to bring friends. And uh, Nina Paley, she's coming back on, and she's also bringing a friend. She is bringing a, a trans friend of hers who does not really care about the pronoun stuff so uh you know it's like that we're good yeah we're good <laughs> and uh <laughs> next we have isabella boo oh i think isabella boo that is the friend of um uh Lisa's. okay who else we have here we have layla who geo recommended leia layla mechui she's oh great writer yes great. Yeah. very intelligent did my friend jess get back to you uh, not yet. I'm gonna have to check. I didn't see anything, but we are gonna have to do like a whole call for people to come in for that stream. It's gonna be a lot of fun. And uh, here is what else is happening. So after the women's stream, we are gonna have either on a Thursday, stream. well, either on the Thursday or on a Friday, we're gonna have a stream because on the twentieth. I don't know what's going to happen, so either it's going to be a free It's going to be Friday. about that. That's probably what's going to be yes, about. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. So after that, what do we have? We have Thursday, January 28th, Owen Cyclops. He is confirmed. He is coming on. So we are going to have Owen Cyclops come in. We are going to have Noah Hugbox come in Tuesday, February 2. And this is brand new, brand new announcement for Thursday, February 4th. We are going to have Chris Wilson and I believe one more creator on of a Cyanide and Happiness. So for those who know about that webcomic and animation series, they are coming in and they're going to be talking about it. And uh, that's going to that's going to be great. And we're going to have a stream about feudalism Tuesday, February 9th. And uh, OK, the rest 
I am trying to bring in people until Thursday, March 4th, where I do have Gino Samuel of the Chris Chan documentary. So he is going to be coming in. I haven't cemented that date yet. We'll see whether it's going to be Thursday, March 4th, or some other day around that. But here are some more people that you guys can like help, help us get, basically. These are people who I reached out to. But guys, see if you can help us get these people. Asian Andy. Simeon Jimmy. And uh, let's see who else here. Jeffrey Miller. So these are the people. Jeffrey Justin, Miller. Oh. Jeffrey Miller. Justin Wang. So let's see what happens. These are the people who I contacted. Try to reach out for them if possible. And uh, that is pretty much it. And Peter Justin Faust Wang says, panel on internet culture. That would be great. Yeah. Justin Wang I'll try to get on after I get him on my podcast. But uh Yes. <laughs> oh, you yeah, bastard! Fair enough. Fair enough. But, but no, I, I said <laughs> yeah, that, I said that to Lev before because I've um I'm I'm mufos with uh Justin and I actually ran into him at a friend's uh wrestling event before. I think I said that on stream. Uh, it's like heroin addicts. You got to make your but... your your needle for yourself and then your friend after. Yeah, exactly. But I I've, <laughs> I've been trying to help out a, as much as I can with BTR. So hey, do I unlock an achievement? I made a whole episode. I think this is the first time ever I hung out for. Oh, I know. Wow. <laughs> yes. Is there like, well, an, like a BTR award or anything like well, that? Well, we, we do have the ability now to have uh, maybe on Discord, I could have like a special rank for Kristan specifically, a rank that nobody else can have. So, oh, so no, I'm going like, to have to think about what to do there. But, and Kristan, you learned a lot today. I mean, we learned a lot from you, but you learned a lot from us. You learned about Chris Chan and uh, <laughs> I, I tried, like, watch the first episode. Pikachu, and that you guys collect cards on uh, what a Pikachu is. It's what a card game. I saw that you guys were showing cards or like toys. That was me. And that you guys have fancies for women that dress up in children's clothes. <laughs> well, to be fair, that's a lot. To be fair, Lilith is a literal porn star. So when I heard something about a girl in the Pikachu, and I was like, oh, yeah, she is a literal porn star we had on the e girl stream. You could look her up, Lilith Lothario. She's, She's coming back. Never, please do not look her up. We are a known up podcast. We are <laughs> yeah, a love, pornography um, podcast. Love, let me know what you want me to post um, and shit, and I'll uh, and I'll do that. This whenever. this podcast is for anti. We are an anti gooner podcast. Well, we're not like we're not searching for e girls this time around. We're basically yeah. searching. So we for have women. Qual high quality. Although I will say the e girls yes. we had were very high quality. Yes, these are also high quality women. Absolutely. Uh, that are coming on. Uh, I know. I feel so creepy saying that high quality. <laughs> yes. Jules, I'll see you at one tomorrow, right? We're, we're gonna have to go to Las Vegas. We have had two. By the way, we've had two high quality women on the stream. Hafina so, and who else? This like this episode, we've had two oh. high quality women. So yes. top notch ladies. So, well, we're gonna go. We're gonna go to Vegas. Yeah, we're gonna Vegas. They're clean. Like, I swear, they're like, clean. Like I said before, no. we're gonna go to Vegas and we're gonna look for some top Evil. quality women in Vegas. My friend Jess, I recommended is from Vegas. So nice. We're gonna have the camera on our faces, and then everybody all at once is gonna say, "I'm gonna cool," oh. and that will be the end of the stream. So that is how we ended here in BTR. We're combining. Can a woman be a together. coomer? 
Can a woman be a do a gooner? A I gooner? wonder. <laughs> a go- a go- can, Is there a female? Like, are there fem cells who are also gooners? A or is that impossible? A goonette, like a juggalo and a juggalette. <laughs> <laughs> I love that laugh, by the way, Gio. Like the. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> that is such a great juggalette. laugh. Okay, I want, guys. I, 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 one day I will go to a gathering of the juggalos. I have to do this, especially if they have a good wrestling bill on. Like that one time, yeah. Scott Steiner and Vader destroyed those yeah, two jobbers. In New York instead. Yeah, I yeah. should. I I eventually will go to New York when all this, if all of this shit blows over, but it probably won't. So I don't know. It's um, never blowing over. Just make time now. Yeah. I'm well, I'm immune, so I don't care anymore. Back. So oh, I, there you go. I had it too. So that's. Love. How how much longer do we have to wait till you fucking show your sorry ass face in person? Don't worry, it'll. Mom is never trust, gonna tr- and leave. Trust ever. me, dude. No, fuck Jules. No, Jules, 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 Jules. Don't worry about it. It'll be soon. It'll My- happen. Don't worry about it, Jules. Everything is fine. We're ending the stream. We're ending the stream. Tell me what a great time we've been having in my apartment, hanging out with me and I'm sure. I'm sure it was great. And my other friends. And we've been having a blast. I'm sure you have. We'd love to have you there, but you're being too much of a pussy bitch. I'm going to go there eventually, guys. Calm down. Everything is proceeding. Everything is proceeding as We're going to break the matrix when Jules finally, I mean, when Lev finally arrives. Everything's going to be fine. Sentence and somebody doesn't interrupt them. Everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be good. I'm just trying to find the link to end the stream right now. Because that's the thing. Jules, like, you finish a sentence. Maybe he can end the stream for you. Ooh, okay. Two- just, just rile me up so that you get the worst of me as much as possible. There's the worst of you. Everyone loves you, Jules. Yeah, you're 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 great. We don't no, want to. No matter what buddy. the chat says, I mean, we heard about we love you, Jules. Bad stuff <laughs> the homeless people earlier. So, I, okay, Jules, that's it. It's, it's the end. Goodbye, everybody. I love you. God follow bless. This, follow the stream. Follow everybody. Take care. Subscribe. Bang, bang. Patreon. Patreon.com/slash/break the rules. Take care, everybody. Bye bye. Here I'm ending the stream. Why doesn't the